Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. The Brewing Network Sunday Session is brought to you by the badasses at More Beer. Visit them at morebeer.com. to be one of the best brewers there is. I stopped uh, dressing all in plastic. You better be brewing five to six times a week. A beer, every beer, is made with love, and it begs to, to be appreciated. I need something to kill the salmonella I'm kind of worried about in the eggs. Do you find that uh, that the hops kind of clash with the uh, chicken embryo you put in there? <laughs> well, I might sleep here tonight. It's a California <laughs> king. There's plenty of room for both of us, Beavis. How many of the brewers over there have seen your ass? That's it. Someone's getting cut tonight. All yeah. I have to say is... Hey, McDonald, how you doing? <laughs> now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. That's right, everybody. Welcome to the show. Thanks for uh, hanging out with us here once again on the podcast and on the online streaming and at the Hop Grenade. Thank you. Three different ways to uh, <laughs> to hang out with this show. How about that? Makes, I like it. Makes it fun, I think. We got a lot to do today. I want to thank our sponsor, More Beer. You can go over to morebeer.com right now and check them out. More Beer's been good to us since the very beginning, and they bring you every session that we do. That's right. Every time we're on air here on Mondays, it's thanks to those good dudes over there. And I would venture to say that the fact that we're here at all is thanks to those dudes over there. Yeah, they were the incubators. Yeah. That was back when JP worked there, too. That's right. Even. Yeah, the good old days. The good old days. That's supposed to mean. The good old no, days of, J- of your life. Better. I don't those, know. those weren't your golden <laughs> years? <laughs> those were the years. That's where paycheck. you peaked. Yeah. yeah right. You had a paycheck. That's good. Everything might, is good. Might have even had medical. Yeah. You qualify for yeah. Social Security now, so you're, you know. <laughs> Almost. You had enough quarters in, didn't you, there? <laughs> Speaking of getting older, Tasty, when well, well, you, we have to bring that up every time. Well, when you weren't here on time today, <laughs> oh, you I, I always, like, you always wonder. I always, oh, wonder. it's going to be a traffic accident. Believe me, because don't worry about it. You think that's what it'll oh, be? Absolutely, it won't be a heart attack. No, no, no. It won't last. Up. 
For some reason, that's more acceptable. I feel better yeah, if it's I'll, a traffic accident. Because <laughs> then, you know. Yeah, a long drive out. I can't come in. I'm here. I'm, you know, like, yeah, because you're always on time. So I feel like uh, when you're not here, I'm like, shit, something's yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah, I hit every light. I tell you, that's what happened. He'll get found a lot faster, too, when he's on the side of the road versus in his house. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, I can do that. Well, weeks. that's true. His yeah. dog won't be eating parts right. of him. Yeah, his pants also won't be around his ankles. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, right. In the car, too. <laughs> that's not, uh, not counter chickens. Let's get your yeah. visual here. Anyhow, uh, thanks to the good folks at More Beer, whose deal of the day today is a beer plate filter kit. And uh, there's only six of them left. So if you go right now, as you're listening to my voice, you might get yourself a pretty sweet deal on a beer plate filter kit. That's a great device. Yeah, you used to mm-hmm. swear by those, huh? Tasty. Changed my brewing world. Yeah. Nice, nice way to get yourself some clear beer. Mm-hmm. So thanks to the folks at More Beer. So today... Um, well, first of all, I just want to mention the news, something in the news real quick. Did you? I, I thought, JP, you, you must know about this already. Yeah, what do you know? Pabst got <laughs> bought by the Russians. I did. did oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. It's official? I got a few people telling me about that. Yeah, it's official for something to the tune of like 712 million smackers. Yeah. Oh, and uh, I just I I thought it was interesting because we were talking about all the brewery takeovers in the beer news last week, and then yeah. I saw that with Pabst. And, um, yeah, something like 700 million. The Now... It was bought only a few years ago by a dude. By a who, Greek dude, I think, even. Who paid 250 mil. Yeah. So he made himself... Whoa, I, his wow. whole deal is to buy food and beverage things. He's all, he also bought the Twinkie brand. So that's his next venture is to do something with the Twinkie brand and probably sell that for a bill. Yeah, um, because he bought it in, in 2010, and then that's about when PBR kind of made its pretty big comeback. Right. He, yeah, and so he revitalized that brand. Yeah. Doubled his money. And he's done it he's, before. Um, so he more than doubled his money. I wonder if uh, AB InBev made an offer. On the, yeah. Since, no, since I think they're, they're too busy. SAB. I mean, they're too, yeah, that's the thing. I think they're too busy buying the even bigger ones. This one yeah. was like a small little fish for 700 mil. But, you know, the I think the point here, too, is that the, the American brewery, is fast becoming like the only oh. face of American breweries now are craft breweries. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the big breweries are dropping like flies, as they say. That's true. I mean, all that beer will still be made in America, and so we'll still have all this brewing jobs, and that's a good thing. But all yeah. that money's going home to the motherland. Well, the Pabst brands are all contract brewed anyway. I read through the article. They uh, have yeah. a they're, uh, they're headquartered in Los Angeles, but those are just offices. And really, they, they're just a contract brew model, anyhow. So, yes, it's still made in, in, in America, but... But they don't have a, a plant of their own. Yeah, yeah, they don't have a brewery, per se. <laughs> but uh, I thought that yeah, was interesting. It's a brand, yeah, it's a brand. Pabst gone to the Ruskies. That's it. You know? There you go. It. Out of my fridge, Russian. <laughs> Are you gonna? Is that Vladimir's it for you now? Favorite beer now. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah. The uh, new can is actually it's Vladimir with his shirt off. And, oh, uh, well, then I might have to rethink. He, he's this. wearing the blue ribbon. Yeah, right. He's got it pinned to his he, chest. He, yeah, the blood is trickling <laughs> down right. where they yeah. where they pinned mm-hmm. it into his chest. Right. Yeah. Um, what do you think, JP? Does that do you care? Does that make you not yeah. want to drink it now? A little bit. Yeah, you commie. It yeah. does. A little bit. Yeah, you're it's a, real weird. You're a buy American kind of guy, or is it, it just like because it's your paps? Like it's your good old American paps? Uh, I'm a. I try to buy American as much as possible. As I, the, the older that I get, that's kind of more of a philosophy uh, that I, I I seek out okay. things that are made in America. Okay. Sometimes when I when I when it when it uh, pleases me to do so, <laughs> right. when it fits <laughs> right into your libido, right or whatever. Um, all right. 
Yeah. Well, how did the Russian unions get the money out of the bank? I thought we had like these uh, diplomatic uh, severances and shit, like banking and all that shit. We're, yeah, like that. We, yeah, we're making them an island. Yeah. Not so much, I guess. Yeah, their assets are supposed to be frozen. <laughs> well, whatever. Maybe that's why we allowed the sale because it's going to belong to us anyway. Right. In other yeah, words, really. Obama <laughs> now. Obama just bought the Pabst exactly. Brewery. Is you really what happened? Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, either way, I won't Let's buy put it. Put some mold in that shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. I, I thought that was rather interesting. On today's show, though, we've got some completely different things happening. Um, I'm real excited. We've got a legend in the beer world, uh, certainly in the, in the beer world in California. Uh, we've got Bill Owens on the program today, and he was the founder of Buffalo Bill's Brewery down in Hayward. Now, if you're new to craft beer, you think, well, that's just a little brewery down in Hayward. What's the big deal? Well, the, the truth is that in, in 1982, uh, Bill helped uh, pass the law that allowed brew pubs to exist in the state of California, that allowed breweries basically to sell their beer on premise. And before that law in 82, uh, all of these places that we know and love in the Bay Area really wouldn't exist. Um, so in 1983, after the law passed, uh, Bill opened uh, Buffalo Bills, which mm-hmm. is still there today down in Hayward. And it's a, it's a really interesting story. In fact, Bill's life is uh, an interesting story. Uh, he's had several careers. He's not done yet. Uh, and he's not done yet, <laughs> right. which we'll talk which about is tonight. Admirable, isn't it? It's great. Isn't that? Yeah. It is. I mean, he's clearly... He me. I think he's older than I am. He's at least Tasty's age, is what <laughs> I... <laughs> So, it's always it's our point of rest, reference. <laughs> yeah, right. right. You're like Jesus. For you're, it's, yeah. it's either uh, BT, <laughs> BT yeah. or yeah. AT, you know. And um, well, maybe Which we'll every, m- most everything is AT. Yeah, most yeah. everything <laughs> in my life. So Bill's got – we're going to find out a little bit about the history of, of beer in California with Bill. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, we'll, we'll talk pumpkin beer with Bill. You know, he's, he gets fired up about it. Talk to him before oh, yeah? the, I talked to him before the program. <laughs> oh, I think we're, I think we're going to like this. Nice. Um, and then um, he founded the American Distilling Institute. So we're going to talk a little bit of distilling today. And I think we might even do a blind tasting of of some uh, distilled spirits here in the studio later. Uh-huh. Um, uh, Beardy's here. It's, it's a really a beardy right. tasting. That's right. why it's blind because every tasting it. Everything yeah. beardy does. Beardy over right. here. Look this way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Sometimes we Perfect. just make beardy face the wall and we right. just put the mic over there. We go. Yeah. No. This is you're this is you're it. doing great. Yeah. It's a packed studio. <laughs> he doesn't know. No. Uh, so a lot to do tonight with Bill. He'll be on the program in, um, in just a little while. So let me uh, let you know about a few things we have um, going on. One of them is uh, both the Great American Beer Festival and our Australia trip. Are upon us, so October is is looking full. Uh, for a very short time, you can still go to our Indiegogo campaign. Um, just search the Brewing Network or search "Invade a Large Country." I don't think there's any other campaign up there asking for money to invade a large company uh, country <laughs> except for ours. Or you can click the on tap button right on our homepage over at thebrewingnetwork.com, and uh, you can go and support us. We're trying to get over to Australia. And uh, we're going for the Australian National Homebrewers Conference, which I, I'm excited about. I've been wanting to go this since it, it started four years ago. This is the fourth one uh, that they're doing. And we've got some of us have got our tickets to go. And uh, I'm still forking out money for those things. So anything you can do to help in the Indiegogo campaign uh, would be great. Awesome. Um, when we get to Australia, you know, I bet you we're going to meet the folks from Grain and Grape. Grain and Grape. So. Um, yeah. They're a, a big. They're the official sponsor of the event. They've been a supporter of homebrewing in Australia for uh, much longer than than you and I have been in this business, JP. Absolutely, and that's really fantastic to see them do that. Uh, Grain and Grape um, uh, are looking forward to meeting us. I hear. 
some of the yeah, guys. Yeah, they're out there. really fired up to to meet the guys and uh, you know party with the Brewing Network. Good. I, I think we ought to get drunk together. I think to I really think solidify to uh, the Brewing Network's relationship with Grain and Grape, right? We have to get drunk and puke. Well, I, I I think they won't let you through customs without blowing at least a point one <laughs> to get into the to country? get into the country. That's just huh. what happens. Point I think. one. Yeah. Wow. The Aussies are hardcore. You didn't know that? They are pretty hardcore. Yeah. That's true. <clears throat> Uh, they've been doing it over there for over 20 years. Uh, for all that time, they've been working to supply the best and the biggest range of equipment and ingredients uh, around, including 90 varieties of malted grain uh, from Belgium, Germany, the U.S., Britain, and then, of course, Australia. 40 varieties of hops, uh, over 50 Y-yeast liquid and fermentous and Danstar dried yeast cultures, uh, fresh wort kits uh, that they make right there on their 500-liter Browmaster. I like that they just, you can buy fresh mm. wort. Is that what that means, JP? Yeah, I think you, you go in and you buy wort and then you just. Every two weeks they do a, they do a giant uh, wort batch. And you just take it home and pitch? And you just take it home and, and uh, yeah. Uh, d- God bless them. Do they them boil it? Right. I don't know. See, that's the thing. Maybe it's no, not boiled. Oh, do they just. It just run, run off, off and then you go take it home and, and boil it and add your hops and you can add extra specialty grains if you want. And, uh, wow. Yeah. Well, if they're calling it wort, well, it's I wonder, boiled. Uh, I wonder if mm. they boil it to stabilize it. Oh, you're probably right. Oh, yeah. No, Take it home, cool pitch idea. it, dry hop it, do whatever you want. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Wow. I wish that happened here locally. Mm. It'd be fantastic. Mm. Uh, go check them out, grainandgrape.com.au. Grainandgrape.com.au. How come other countries have the... Why can't it all just be... Dot, like, we just stop at the dot .com? Because mm-hmm. we're awesome, because we invented it. I don't think we invented it. Sure we did. So, but we, still, but we control it. But well, still, well, Al why Gore couldn't... Yeah, the Al Gore's not Nigerian. <laughs> right. But still, couldn't everyone just still be a .com? I don't... Like, there's .fr for France. It still could be .com. I don't, I don't... I just never... I don't know why it is. I've never understood it. I think it's because we control most of that. We, I think... <laughs> no, I'm serious. Didn't or we, we, we just gave up most of the control to the EU, I think, or something, didn't we? Anyone who's smarter than me can tell me yeah. that? I don't know I don't if they ever decided that. for sure to give it up. Yeah, no, we did. That is true. No. We gave up the internet? Yeah. Control, is that what you're like telling control me? Control over domains and I think all oh, that I kind see. of stuff. So I think we just became the, the de facto dot com uh, <laughs> because everything was hosted here. Hmm. But I, I don't really know much about that. I'm sure the chat room is telling me that I'm stupid and useless. <laughs> None of us gave a proper yeah. answer to that. Right. Anyway, go to uh, au and check them out. Looking forward to meeting them over there. And once again, you can support our trip by going to our Indiegogo uh, campaign. So also, we're going to the Great American Beer Festival. That's coming up... Um, Wow, next week already. Next week, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> Holy shit. We've Whoa. got a, a lot of different events happening, and uh, we'll be streaming them live. You can go yeah. to thebrewingnetwork.com slash GABF, and that's our streaming video page. Um, we'll put a schedule up there, and you'll see everything that we're going to do. But as always, we'll be doing a lot of broadcasts from the Brewer Studio Pavilion. That's going to be a good time. Some cool things happening there. Jim Cook will be back in there again. Bradley's doing a... A beer and music panel where where beer meets music or something like that. But they're not just sitting around talking. Mm-hmm. Um, Bradley's going to Bradley from the uh, Brewers Association. Yeah. If you, for those of you who haven't met him, he helps out the National Homebrewers Conference and every all the all the big events. He's going to play bass with like the String Cheese Incident dudes are going to be there, and wow. maybe the guitarist from Alice Cooper, uh, one of the Hanson brothers is supposed to, and they're going to play. <laughs> Shut up! Yeah, because do, oh, do you wow. remember? Uh, I think Scott covered in the news some time ago. They came oh, out with a, uh, a craft beer. Do you guys remember what it was called? Though that's mm-hmm. that's the key. Like, oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got it, baby. Mm-hmm. Oh, shoot me in my face. Mm-hmm. 
Umhop. Can I please go to that? <laughs> oh, you're, yeah, Bebo is going to be out there with us. Uh, yeah, you can go. So I this think. is a good thing for Bradley, you're saying? Uh, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good. Good. He's like, yeah. What are you on board here? Turn I, think back <laughs> I think it's a pretty, pretty cool panel, actually. It sounds like uh, something really different. So instead of just How doing the talk. How did he get the, the bass gig? That's what I want to know. They're going to pl- Did he qualify for because this? Because he, he sets up the panels. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. So, so what's, what's well, the panel going to be on? What does Alice Cooper's unnamed guitarist know They're going to play, I think. They're just... And, and I think life, huh? they each have an affiliation to the craft beer world yeah. as well. Okay. So right. they're going to talk about that intersection between music and beer a little bit and then play music, as far as I understand it. Nice. Cool. I don't know. I got booted from that panel because I moderate all of them. And Bradley's like, right. I'm, I'm doing the music. And I went, oh, well, all right. And yeah. then I find out it's because it's a whole thing. He's playing. It's a whole thing. Well, because it's, there's a sort of popular people on the stage. <laughs> yeah. Like the unnamed guy from the band that no longer exists. Yes. Right. Yeah. So you can't be there. You're too close to, to, to unnamed people. Well, well, and one of the Hanson brothers canceled, so they're going after the other Hanson brother. I don't know which one's more desirable. I don't know which one is like the... Probably the uglier which, one. Which Hanson is coming? I don't know. Mm. Uh, how do I know? What the, the fuck? I, like, I don't even know their names. <laughs> Hanson. The short one. Hanson 2 is going. I don't know. Whatever. The one who looks like his brother. That's who's going. <laughs> Uh, anyway, yeah, that clears it up. Uh, all sorts yeah. of great panels. We'll be doing the Brewers Feud again. Nice, uh, oh, that's a great thing. which is which is fun. So, I love that. Two one a the twenty first amendment will be defending their title. Oh yeah, that's right. So check it all out. You can watch it live, or you know, if you're going to be at the Great American Beer Festival, come see us. We'll have a booth, and then we'll be in the Brewer Studio the whole time. And then, of course, you can watch the awards on Saturday, uh, starting at uh, ten a.m. Which I thought we would then broadcast here at uh, the Grenade. But it will be eight in the morning here, so no one, no <laughs> right. one, no one will be here. No one will be here. Uh, so, in fact, at most, I uh, guess, brew pups, people won't uh, won't be there. Well, people can get up early for soccer. They can get up early for this, right? Yeah, they should stop doing it at ten a.m. Let people watch the thing. But uh, anyhow, it used to be at one. It used to be at one o'clock. Yeah, yeah. It was, that was good times. Hmm. Uh, just want right. to fuck with all the brewers staying out late on Friday night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it was so, because they'd have to go from the floor to the award ceremony back to the floor mm. in a matter of an hour. <clears throat> and all the sales reps and everybody into the booth. Complain. Like, yeah, right. Right. Yeah. Bitches. All right. Uh, and then also sort of affiliated with the GABF right here at the Hop Grenade on the Tuesday after the Great American Beer Festival, we're going to be hosting a Pro-Am night. So you can come out and you can taste. I think we're going to have at least four, and we're working on a fifth. Um, Pro-Am beers, uh, which are, of course, are beers that uh, if you're a home brewer and you have an award-winning recipe, a professional brewery can choose your beer to brew in collaboration with you on their professional system, and then it gets entered into the Pro-Am competition at GABF. So JP has a beer entered with uh, the folks up at uh, Flat Tail. Flat That's right. Tail. That's correct. Um, there's so many flats and fats that I know. I always let's get it. Name four. <laughs> well, there's uh, there's flat tail. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, there's fat tire. I know that. Yeah, that's right. Well, that's a beer, um, not a brewery. With like a sale. There's flat sale. <laughs> Is there really full sale? Flat sale. Full oh, sale. Full yeah. Sale. And there's um, fat heads. Uh, fat heads. Right. That's one. Okay. Um, there's fatted calf. <laughs> yeah, good. The fatted calf. Sure, brewing up cholesterol since 2008. <laughs> anyway, All right, JP's got a, a collaboration there with right. Flat Tail. Correct. Um, 
And what else do we have coming in? Nathan's Nate. collaboration beer that he did with Drake's. Which, if you want to talk weird beer names and you want to rail on the, the rare barrel for their weird beer names, what's Nate's beer name for his collaboration with Drake's? Oh, it's super weird. Yeah. Right. Uh, in fact, Janice Brown? It's, uh, it might, I can't remember what it's called. It's cryptographic. Oh, right. cryptographic. Right. Yeah. Isn't that a Def Leppard album? <laughs> I don't know. I think it it's is. It's probably got a musical reference. Yeah. Um, so we have his beer. Uh, what else do we have coming in? Um, we've got uh, a beer from Black Diamond, uh, which was brewed with Eric Beer. He's right. a Doe's member. Right. Yeah. Uh, the Doe's homebrew club here. Uh, we've got a beer with Iron Springs, which was uh, brewed with Jeremy, another, um, another Doe's member. Doe's member. And so also that night, we'll be doing a uh, Brewing with Style show. And Christian from Iron Springs is going to be on the program talking about uh, Schwartz beer. Because that's the style of collaboration beer that he did. So Excellent. we've got a show going on that, that Tuesday. We've got four or five Pro-Am beers that you can come taste. It's going to be a big Tuesday night here. That's October 7th at the Hop Grenade. So you'll be able to listen in if you're not in California to the show. Uh, or if you are in California, come on out and enjoy. Any part of California. <laughs> you're welcome. Take BART right. San Even Diego. San Diego? Yeah, take the BART. Sure. Um, so that'll be fun. All right. Uh, support this program by doing your Amazon shopping, um, you know, for birthdays and your household items and the holidays are coming up. Just click the Amazon link right there on our homepage, and we get a little piece of the action. Uh, do we have an Amazon product of the week? Yeah. I showed this to uh, Beardy before he we went on the air, and he was like, uh, oh, yeah, that was definitely purchased by a listener. Mm-hmm. It's the uh, Making My Family Stick Figure uh, Vinyl Car Sticker. So you know how you see on the back of the win- SUV window, it's like the dad, the mom, the kid, the other kid. You know, well, this one it's uh, it's a dude, and then there's a, a woman bent over in front of him, and it says it's just stick figures, and it says making my family. Oh well, that's better yeah. because yeah. I hate the stick figure family thing. Have you seen Sam's? No, what does mm-hmm. Sam have? Okay, so I have little ones that he won't let me put on my mom car. Good, mm-hmm. but then he has one, and it has a father, a wife, three kids, and a dog. Uh-huh. And all of the family is dead. The father is holding a knife that is dripping blood oh my God. and holding a gun to his head. Yikes. Is that on his car? That is on his car. <laughs> like the, all the stick figures have like X's for eyes? Wow. No, they're laying on the ground in a pool of their own blood. Oh, my. Uh, Sam has a very mm. morbid sense of humor. That's very Christian of him. <laughs> Nothing says come to Jesus quite like me murdering my family in stick figure form. Right, it's so weird. Permanently affixed to his mode of transportation. I like that he won't let you put the normal ones on. I've seen your bumper stickers, too. Oh, it's not nearly as bad. Please. Mine is downright innocent. Well, thanks for supporting us and buying your... Um, oh, yeah. We got a cool quarter out of that. It was $3.49. So uh, laundry money, baby. Thank you. All right. Subscribe and join the BN Army. That's another way to help support the program. You just click the donate button. Recurring donors are entered into the More Beer Monthly Donation Giveaway. That gives you a chance to win 100 bucks over there. Get all these updates and more over on Twitter and... <sighs> Uh, send your show ideas to Scott the Jew. That's Scott at thebrewingnetwork.com. And send feedback to feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com. Do we have a Twitter game today? Yes. Cool. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Twitter game is brought to you today by That Brewery Game. Remember I was telling you guys about these guys last week? Yes, my um, bespectacled friend. You can go to thatbrewerygame.com and check it out. It's an online game that runs in your browser, and it's dedicated to brewing beer and to craft brewers. Um now, Brewer Game's been a regular sponsor of the BN, um, and, and, and has 
really supported us now for uh, a few years Absolutely. as they've grown up this game, which is, which is cool to see. Uh, players have thousands of virtual beer labels in their online virtual breweries and have sold over a million of their own uh, crafted virtual beers in the game. And don't forget that it's actually difficult to brew these beers. You have to know quite a bit about the brewing process, and you have to really tweak things and the recipes and the, and, and the process. You don't, just yeah. like, you don't just go, I brewed a pale ale, and it appears, and it's a great beer. You don't just push a button. Um, you do stuff. It's a game. You right. have to do things. Yeah. It's a challenge to actually get that done. Um, with the holiday season coming up, uh, Rob, who's the creator of the game, uh, has reopened the holiday ale style so people can start brewing their specialty holiday brews right now. Uh, you can brew your favorite pumpkin ale, spice winter beers, etc. Um, so why not brew a virtual version of uh, your favorite beer recipe? Um, also, That Brewery Games Oktoberfest is going on right now, and they're giving away lots of virtual stuff. So check it all out at thatbrewerygame.com. You know, I'm sure there's a case to be made for that game making you a better actual brewer, right? I mean, yeah. I, I remember Tiger Woods Golf on the PlayStation making me a be- I mean, from horrible to slightly less horrible golfer. Really? But yeah, like club selection and judging greens and stuff. I mean, as, yeah. as stupid as it might sound, yeah. it helps. It worked. All right, thatbrewergame.com. What's our Twitter game? Today is the Bourbon Show. Well, it's not really the Bourbon Show, but I like bourbon, and we're talking distilled spirits, so uh, today's the Bourbon Show, in my mind. Okay. Um, so I'd like the BN Army to come up with their own mixed drink and name it after us. Oh. Uh, I like mixed drinks. I like brown liquor. I like mixed drinks made with brown liquor. Does and, it have... Uh, make th- one up for me. So it has to be made with... I mean, we're just looking for a name. Just a mixed drink. Well, yeah, you, yeah. you can come up with your own uh, concoction. If you want to give me a recipe, you can as well. But uh, mainly just a name. Name, name a drink after us. Okay. Yeah. I like it. That's our Twitter game. And uh, finally, you want to do uh, feedback? I do. I think we actually have time to do feedback at the beginning of the show tonight. Wow. Doc hmm. is rolling over in his grave right now. <laughs> oh, shit. I mean, uh, he's fine, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> what happened to our, uh, our bed, by the way? The, uh, the banjo bed. I kind of uh, miss it. It's around somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's with Doc. It's yeah. Well, we, I've upgraded the studio slowly to new computers, and that's just one that got left off the list, and I didn't really care. It hasn't migrated over. Why? Because I didn't. Never will. I don't know that it will. I don't know. I felt like no. I, it had run its course. You were somehow. only playing it for Doc anyways. At that, yeah. That, towards the tail like end. in the beginning. Yeah. Back at, right. in, and it just, it would like run out before we were done <laughs> right. anyway. Then yeah. I just, I hit play again. It, uh, I might bring something back. Well, the, Maybe we should update it to techno or something. Yeah. Like, well, oh, yeah. The, the Cartman sound drop is kind of outdated also, so... What's that? Oh, my oh God. in the beginning, yeah. 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 Everything. This is kick-ass. Anyway, so that's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> you got mail. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is fairly, just... fairly dated. That's what I like about it, though. Yeah, yeah. You well, and me. Doc still has an AOL account, so sure that was the funny oh, thing yeah. about it, too. Yeah. You can still, he literally, uh, his email is it. Uh, why is AOL still in existence? Because it, people like Doc. Enough that he, that he uh, has an uh, email through Somebody them. sends the money every month. So, uh, so does somebody still have a Prodigy email from before AOL? Am I dating myself even before I you I wonder guys? if Prodigy got shut down. Must have. Because I've never heard of Prodigy. I never heard. Didn't Yahoo that. buy yeah. AOL or Time Warner buy AOL? Oh, yeah. Isn't it part Time of Yahoo? Yahoo? Yeah. yeah. All right. Feedback's brought to you today by our good friend John over at the Beer Law Center. You can go to beerlawcenter.com and check him out. He is the one who represents our Hop Grenade brand and takes care of it and makes sure that people aren't stealing it. He is our trademark lawyer, and he can be yours, too. Go over to beerlawcenter.com and protect your brand and learn how to Google, everybody. That's my advice. It's mine and John's advice. Right. Is to use Google. Or Bing. I don't care, JP. Bing it, dude. Bing I everything. Even, I don't even care. I Bing a lot of stuff now. I actually really enjoy it. <laughs> I mean, what's the difference? I do. <laughs> I don't understand what that means. Like, is it yeah. different than typing in a search? 
Well, no, no, well, no. It's just, he really it's, enjoys sitting Google, on Google. Bing. Well, first oh. of all, it's it's less letters to type. <laughs> right. Bing, Bing is less letters, and then uh, I don't. Know, I find the results are faster. I see. Yeah. Are you being paid by Bing to... Um, no, I am not being paid by Bing. <laughs> Have you created an affiliate program with Bing that I don't know about? I've had a haircut in three months. Do you think I'm being paid by Bing? Get out of here. I don't know what's going on with you. Being oh, paid by how often do you need a haircut? That's more to the point. All right, Matt from Virginia writes in in our feedback segment today that I already bought a growler for the campaign, the Australia campaign he's talking about, but now I regret not doing the $100 session shout-out where you'll say anything we want. That's right. You can go and donate 100 bucks, and we will say anything you want on the air right here on the show. He says, I hope that somebody chooses this option and requests JP to sniff, snort, chew, and breathe into the microphone for an entire minute while Justin has to sit and listen in silence. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that would drive me nuts. Mm. I didn't funny. say that I wouldn't talk over the whatever you write in for us to say. Right. You know. I think when we came up with that, I think that was one of the examples. Like, well, dude, you're probably going to get someone who wants you to do this. And I think that was one of the examples that we gave. Uh, so yeah, yeah. it's good to know that we're right on target with our audience. Right. Uh, here's a very uh, vulgar email that was sent in um, from the Australian version of a longshoreman. <laughs> Which maybe explains his, his dirty <laughs> mouth. I don't know what my excuse is, but his right. is a longshoreman. But it starts at, good day. I'm not even going to read some of the things he's put into the thing. You have to say bleep. Uh, okay. yeah. You have to read the whole thing. No, there's a part I don't want to read. There's uh, some there's mm. some surly bits to it. Really? Yeah. Uh, anyway, he says, uh, good day, taint pushers. Uh, for years now, we've been asking the BN to come down under, and it's great to see that it's finally happening. So it was disappointing to see that when I checked your campaign after listening to last week's session, uh, that there weren't e- you guys weren't even halfway there. Which is true. We hadn't even raised half the money we were looking for to get everybody there. Uh, so he says, come on, Australia, you blankety blanks. Uh, <laughs> get your uh, wallet phones out and pledge some money. Uh, they made us our own fucking T-shirts, and we, we've still donated, donated less money than the Americans. Um, uh, which is true. The Aussies have mm-hmm. donated uh, less. And we did make an Aussie shirt. My oh, sure. shirt company contacted me and said, hey, I, we, you know, we like the Aussie shirt. We think you should make an American flag one. And I said no. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, we did it sort of as a joke. That's yeah. a little too patriotic for us. But on top of that, it doesn't look like a hop grenade then. No. It would look like a grenade in the shape of the American flag, which yes. is a little warmongery, mm, a little if, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, we're, not, <laughs> we're not that hawkish. Yeah, yeah. and I just was like, hey, I don't think I don't think I want that. No. And with the Australia one, we sort of made fun of it too because we turned it upside down. I mean, it's for some yeah. for some reason that one comes off as a joke, and the American flag one would come off as warmongery. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, you know? because I mean, imagine how many you know how many uh, questions we get. Are you guys really the military? And <laughs> right. Imagine yes. what we get then. Yeah, we'd sell hundreds of them. We would. Oh, yeah, we Texas. would. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the entire state. <laughs> Of Texas. My mom still calls it the uh, the Beer Network Military. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there was an article written about us this week. A very strange article. Oh, did it come out? Oh. Uh, I'm going to look at it. I'm going to it. was bing it. in the... Uh, it's in a, on a website called Beer Alien. Oh, yeah. Okay. Hmm. And the, the articles are written as if they're actual aliens from outer space visiting... Brew spots and writing about them. It sounds like it has a wide audience. <laughs> it's so weird. They came in and I met them and they're nice people. And I did a little interview. So they did a nice uh, write up of the hop grenade, but it's written from the perspective of an alien. 
Like they don't know fact one about the human race? No, like that, like this. Like <laughs> I went out to the humanoid uh, I new have, oh, I see. Place I have it right no. here. In gotcha, sector gotcha. whatever. As and- <laughs> scout commander for the Beer Alien Armada, it's my job to do reconnaissance of outlining areas from base. Seeing as though our ship is unable to sustain flight, I decided to make a drone to fly around California <laughs> and see what else is out there. <laughs> Wow. My drone honed in on a strong craft brew signal in a sector a couple of parsecs miles. No. All right, I can't take it anymore. Yeah, I can't take wow. it. But we get a nice write-up. They say nice things about the hop grenade, which is cool. What brought this? What made me think of this article? And I, I don't know. The militarism of the grenade on the uh, Aussie shirt. I guess. Making fun of people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I've lost my train of thought. That's how weird the article is to me, the beer aliens. Uh, anyway. Hopefully you'll get back on track soon, buddy. Yeah, thank I'm pulling you. for you. Um, anyhow, the uh, taint pusher guy right, uh, keeps going. Um, now that I've got that off my chest, I'd like to thank you and the BN for what you do. Uh, I work as a wharfie, uh, which is what we call a longshoreman. He's a wharfie, uh, which is fairly monotonous. <clears throat> and if I didn't have the countless hours of entertainment you provide, uh, I probably would jump off my crane by now. Uh, I know that JP loves a long email, so I'll tell you quickly about the trip my mate Billy and his girlfriend Anna are currently taking. <laughs> and he goes on and on and on. Oh, Basically, some... they're riding across country on bicycles drinking beer. The end. Okay. Yeah. And then you can go, then he gives a website where you can watch it. Bike2brewery.tumblr.com. There you go. You got your little plug in there. Uh, you dummy. Send for my, thank you, Jeff. Send for my neighbor's Wi-Fi, he says. <laughs> um, all right. Anyway, uh, yeah, you know, feel free to donate uh, to get us there, Aussies. But uh, I know how expensive it is in Australia. It must be, there must be not a lot of spare cash going around in that country. Everything's expensive. <laughs> Tasty. We're just going to be tough buying beer over there. I know. You know, weird. Get somebody to buy it for us. All right. Greg writes in uh, that I just want to let you guys know I took second place in the fruit beer category for my version of Doc's Coconut Porter with the BN as my club. Uh, I've been listening for a few years and started over from the first show uh, in January. And now I'm halfway through 2011. So he listens while he's at work. Um, And then he predicts that I'll start trailing off by now. You were right. Uh, <laughs> thanks for everything. Yep, 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 yep. yep. Congratulations. Yep. 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 Okay. Here's one uh, that is the. Is this your uh, your label at the top or uh, yes, his? Yes, my time? label at the top. Yes. JP has labeled this the single greatest piece of feedback uh, advice ever. Um, hey guys, I love the show. On the Sunday session, you talked about the beer strip club in uh, Ohio. Well, here in Copenhagen, Denmark, we have a bar where to pour the beer, a lady mounts the beer pump. I like that he calls her a lady. Uh, A lady lady mounts the beer pump tap handle. If if you're all following along at home, there's a a, picture of a regular tap. And it being Uh, mounted. By a lady. Pleasant shape. It's not like uh, the heretic handle. You'd hope so, (laughs) yeah. Maybe. Uh, She she mounts the tap handle and thus pours you the beer. (laughs) Wow. With Hmm. kinetic force. Oh, my. Are you following, Bebo? No, actually, I'm not going to lie. It took a second when you said mounts for me to really realize what you were talking about. No, the whole whole image doesn't appear in your mind until the entire sentence is read. Wow. And then it takes a couple of seconds. I like that he called her a lady as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Europeans have a very sense of, uh, a different sense of ladylike. The bar's been around for years, and it's a popular uh, stag night location, I guess. (laughs) So I guess people go there for their bachelor party. It's interesting. Yeah, <laughs> and people you know, complain about ours. You know, more yeah. so tight in the is that, U.S. Is that a hand pump? Or that's is that what a, I was going to say. Good question. That yeah. would be a, a much farther motion. That's a good range of motion. <laughs> yeah, <I would> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. You couldn't do it with the hop grenade taps. They're they're like right up against the wall and they're really close to each other. You'd have to pour six or seven at once. (laughs) Or or do it from behind. Six or seven? And likely do it from behind. This is a it's a lady. This is a lady we're talking about. She's a lady. My fault. Whoa, whoa. I think she'd have to go from like uh, doggy to to reverse cowgirl. To actually do the pour. Something. It would be very difficult, I feel I feel like only the nitrous tap would work here. Nitrous? Do 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 they also serve sour beers? Or do all the beers just have a little sour aroma? All right, that's enough. That's quite enough. I was waiting for the worst wild beast joke. Thanks, Beardy. You're welcome. Well, lactobacillus is naturally found all over that area. Stop it. All right, let me get through this here. Only a couple things left. Um, By the way, I'm reading that Beer Alien article. Still? I'm going to say it's kind of cute. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. It's kind of cute. You don't find it tiresome after the first few seconds? The things um, that I, JP I complains about in no. the beer world, <laughs> no. and then that's acceptable? I didn't say it was acceptable. Kind of It was kind of cute. That's the same as saying acceptable. Is it, though? Yeah, All I right. think so. I, 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 okay. I think it's kind of cute. It, look, it's a breath of fresh air in the otherwise clogged no. down beer writing industry. Is it really, though? Well, they called Steven Lopez uh, fat, which is pretty funny. I mean, it is. don't you just think it's like a weird... And by the way, Beer it's Alien, guys, weird. I'm glad you're differentiating yourself. Like, more yeah. power to you. I have nothing against you. This is just my commentary on the, on the theme. Uh, it's a weird thing. Like, what's the point, I guess? Like, do a lot of people... Did it come from the fact that a lot of people relate to that sort of, like, pretending that they're aliens, I guess, is what I'm <laughs> getting at? thing we're not aware of? <laughs> yeah, like, is there a club uh, for that? Like, the pretend you're an alien club? I don't know, but uh, this picture of this chick, uh, she has a hickey. Abroad, abroad? Yeah. <laughs> and she has a giant hickey on her neck. Like, really? You're over the age of 12. Get out of here. Things of a hickey. She's kind of hot, though. She has long ears like an alien. Anyway, uh, yeah, there you go. All right, and finally, uh, this is probably a question for JP. Brant writes in from St. Louis, Missouri. Hello. I have cats that walk around the area where I clean my brewing equipment. Mm-hmm. Uh, do any of you know if PBW is safe for cats? Well, Brent, I'm glad that you asked me that question, right, meow? Um, my cat. My cat. Did you just <laughs> make? Did. Yep. It, it was happens. from reading the alien thing. It, it's full of pun, puns. Right. It made you do a cat pun. Yeah. You should write a blog <laughs> from the perspective of a cat exploring the beer world as a cat. That's a good idea. You know, that's a really good idea. Yeah. If you would have said dog, I'm like, that's the dumbest. But you know, you have some good ideas, Crossley. And, I wanna, I wanna and every chance you get to throw that. in a meow pun, right. You can do that. Like. They do with the sort of beer alien pun things. Their session beer was perfect. <laughs> oh, you're beardy. You're fired. See? <laughs> Just for saying that. Oh, there you go. I think you deserve a raise. Is that like the second <laughs> or third <Right>. time? <laughs> uh, I've been brewing in the same area with cats for 10 years. Uh, they're fine. I mean, I'm assuming they're not licking the water. I don't think it would even smell good to them. You're fine. Don't worry about it. Stop being a pussy. <laughs> Another yeah. Yeah. Go get the URL right now, JP. I think you're on to something here. What would it be called? Here. Cat Alien? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be called the perfect pour? pint, a pour pint. or something. Yeah, yeah. Something yeah. like that. And you're still fired, Beardy. Oh. You know you could get uh, Firestone Walker to sponsor you, right? With their feral one. 
Oh. oh. See, there's a whole ah, it's a wide open area. litany it's already. of cat associations and cat puns. And length. Cat associations. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking cat about? Cat everything. Uh, I'm inundated with memberships to cat associations. <laughs> Stop it. Not those kinds of associations. No. All right. Oh, furry association? That's your feedback for today. How about that? Let's take a break, and when we come back, we've got Bill Owens, uh, formerly of Buffalo Bills Brewery, currently of the American Distilling Institute, and a brand-new project that we'll hear all about. So hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. Morebeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. Morebeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of The Buzz, The Forum, The Learning Center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? The 21st Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring... Monk's Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Suck it, JP. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishev, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the home brewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your home brew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. 
Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read your way to better homebrew. Hey, Jack, what you doing? Playing Warcraft? No way. It's TBG time, buddy. TBG? Get with it. I'm playing that brewery game. What brewery game? No, that's the name of the site, thatbrewerygame.com. What? Yeah, check it out, man. If you've ever brewed beer in your dreams or wish you could mash in right from your desk at work, you can. Kind of. With That Brewery Game, you can brew up a great batch of beer from anywhere virtually. Then you can sell it because in That Brewery Game, it's legal to sell your beer to the public, create recipes, brew virtually, upgrade your equipment, upload labels, and test market your brand at thatbrewerygame.com. You still slinging pissed off birds into buildings from your phone? Forget that. Try making beer. Sweet. Register right now for your free account at thatbrewerygame.com. Brew. Drink. Play. Thatbrewerygame.com. Hi, I'm Jason Harris, the proud owner here at Keystone Homebrew Supply. We're thrilled to be entering our 20th year of supplying this great industry. And to show you, the Brewing Network Army, how much we appreciate your support, we're offering you 10% off your first order on our website, keystonehomebrew.com. Just use coupon code BNARMY at checkout, and I'll get your order out the same day. My goal at Keystone Homebrew Supply has always been to have a complete supply of everything a brewer could want. When you place your order online or when you come into our store, It's our goal to have everything on your list and more. One aspect of KeystoneHomebrew.com that we're really excited about is the ability to fulfill customers' exact rain bills. Do you hate to wait? Keystone Homebrew Supply can get your precious yeast and hops to you within just one day if you live between Connecticut and Virginia and within two days east of the Mississippi. KeystoneHomebrew.com. I'm Jason Harris, and I approve this message. Welcome back to the program. Thanks for hanging out with us through the break there. Listening to our fine sponsor of this program. They bring you the show. You know, just because we're in a bar doesn't mean we're making any money over here. Paying rent here. Yeah, paying a lot of rent, actually. So, And you have to pay your staff when you have a real business. Yeah. Justin wasn't aware of that. No. It's a rude awakening. Insurance, workers, yeah, everybody. workers comp. It's terrible. Everything above board. Yeah. Yeah. God bless you. Oh, a mess. Well, we've got Bill and Eric Owens in the studio with us today. Bill Owens, the uh, famous person I told you about earlier for changing the way we do the beer business here in California. And then his son, Eric, who's famous because he's his son, Eric. (laughs) 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 Right? (laughs) No, that was my fault. There we go. Now I got to... You each get your own 
Oh, uh, I do. Yeah. Hello. Eric, you... Well, I was going to make him earn it first. I mean, Bill's <laughs> earned the microphone, but Eric, we got to give him a little time. I was trying to lean in there. <laughs> uh, now, Bill, I told you a little bit about Bill's background um, in the beginning. Of course, he was the founder of Buffalo Bill's uh, Brewery down in Hayward there. But before that, and, and uh, if you don't mind just starting there, Bill, I, I just think it's fascinating that you had to change the law to open your first beer business here in California. Uh, because breweries couldn't sell their own beer before 1982, or, or on premise rather, before right. 1982, right? right? As it was that the deal, you couldn't sell it at a brew pub. Well, the the way the yeah, you couldn't sell. There was no brew pubs at all. Okay. So uh, I gotten laid off as a photographer of the newspaper. I got laid off, and I'd always been a home brewer. So I'm brewing beer and drinking it myself because cheaper, right? Sure. And uh, I heard through the grapevine that uh, somebody was changing the California law to make the pub brewery legal okay so i got in my car and drove up to davis and there was a professor there who went back and forth between uh the senate and the house in sacramento and was getting the law changed so it i think it's abc 23 and 20 you'd have two licenses where you could, one would be a brewing license and the other would allow you to sell retail okay and so uh, he said the law would go into effect in january so i knew i had a lead time nobody else knew this so i had a three or four months lead time and so I went to my uh, CPA, and I said, how do you get money in our society? <laughs> I don't know how to do this. I'm, I'm a, I'm a journalist. I don't well, know how Bill, to... you, first you get a job. Right. Yeah, you but put, you can't save money when you have a job. How do you get money? Yeah. And he opened up the drawer, and he took out a limited partnership agreement and handed it to me and said, white out Almond Farm okay. right in brewery. And so I whited it out and went down. In those days, you just make a Xerox. There was no computer. And I knew everybody in town, and I just started selling shares at $2,500 each. And eventually I raised $92,000. Wow. And put the, it took nine months to get the doors open. So by that September, uh, I opened my doors. And three or four months later, uh, two other people also had done brew pubs. One was uh, in Washington, Grants, and the other was Hopland. But both of those guys had a brewery, and then they had a bar, and they put it in kegs. I had the long draft system, so I felt I was the purest. You were doing it right there. Yeah, yeah. 3,000 glasses, and you never had to change a, a tap. Right. So uh, Sierra Nevada was already running then, and there's a bunch of other people trying to uh, get get their foot in the door to figure out what happened. Triple Rock opened very quickly in Berkeley, and they just took off. So I really didn't change the laws. I just took advantage of the fact that I had lead time to go raise money to, to f- try to figure out, what do you buy a, a kettle? To, yeah. to make beer. You've got to go to a junkyard. Oh, you know? really? Yeah. yeah, back then, there wasn't all these equipment suppliers we have a, now. A Navy soup kettle. Okay. So you could get it for so much a pound. They didn't care what you're going to do with it. Right. So you had to adapt that. And then where do you get fermentation tanks? Again, the junkyard. Mm-hmm. And you put the thing together and you try to figure it out. I've written a little book. Yeah. Uh, Let's see that. Uh, how to open a small brewery, draft beer in 10 days. Okay. And, you know, you... When you write it down, you figure out what the, how it works, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, know, you write it down and you, you question your facts. And, you know, is your little bar graph correct? Is this the, the curve for fermentation? Does it really take five days? And uh, what's the temperature? You know, it starts at 70 and it'll, it'll go down to 50 if the room is refrigerated. Okay. Because I didn't have money to put in a glycol system. So, so did you really just sort of take your, your homebrew knowledge and, and build it up to a commercial scale with this correct. endeavor? You, you hadn't gone to school to no. do this. No. no. Okay. The, the thing that happened at about the same time, 
uh, there's these homebrew clubs around the country. And sure. I went to a couple of them, and they were all a bunch of idiots. Okay. Oh, my God. These <laughs> guys would argue and, uh, over everything. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, they were beginning to do full mashes for the first time. Okay. And so these guys would take a pan. You know, you, few people shaking their heads. Sure. You know, they'd put the mash in and put it in the oven overnight. Okay. And then I heard about a Cartwright brewery up in uh, Portland, Oregon, where they would mash in the hot water and the grain. And then they would get down on their knees and they make a prayer. <laughs> and they would pray. That's how I brew. They would yeah. pray for mm-hmm. starch conversion. And then they'd come back in the next morning and run it. Wow. Well, you got to remember, you're starting at about 150 degrees. Yeah. And when it gets down to about below about 130, now bacteria can really grow okay. if you don't have yeast in there. Oh. So there's a lot of problems at the beginning. You yeah, just, well, people didn't know how to do it, right? There, wasn't any for, there was no book for it. Nobody no. knew how to do it. Well, uh, Dave Limey's book was pretty good. He talked about alpha amylase and what the, yeah. the process is. but. You couldn't buy any of the equipment they showed in that book. No, it's all for milk uh, equipment, milk, probably, milk right? Milk equipment, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. What were your fermenters you say you got from the uh, junkyard? I don't know what they were. Okay. I was lucky. One was up high and one was down low. That's all I you know. I could drain from one to the other one. Okay. Uh, so I could ferment up here, then drop it in the lower one to lager. Okay. Then I'd go to the back to Grundig's and carbonate the Grundig, then push it up to the bar. Okay, yeah. Now, let me ask you this about the, the fundraising. Uh, part of me thinks it would have been very difficult at that time because nobody was doing what you were walking around proposing to do. But maybe with this piece of inside information you had telling people the law is about to change, it, it made it easier for you. Uh, the, the people who followed me were sophisticated. They were business people, and they could go out and do IPAs. IPAs. IP, IPOs. IPOs, <laughs> yeah. yeah. After an IPA. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And they... Uh, and all of them, by the way, get purged eventually. Okay. You know, by their board of directors or whatever. You can't. The first generation of entrepreneurs always get it in the back. Yeah. Because yeah. you don't make the money fast enough, and everybody thinks they can do it better than you. And of course, mm. the, all the attorneys know how to run your business yeah. better than you. So <laughs> sure. they come gunning for you, and uh, eventually, uh, you know, you get it. Okay. All right. So you were able to get the cash, and then did you pretty much have control over? Over Buffalo Bills at that point, or did yeah. you owe everybody, you know, uh, uh, I mean, money, clearly, but, but words, what I, about control? Yeah, I had 32 partners, I think. Okay. Uh, a couple of them, I think, were at five grand. Okay. A lot of friends, and I just said, you know, we're not going to earn money back quickly, and I was never able to pay any of them back. Oh, really? No. Okay. And, but you, you know, you show them the books of what you're doing, Yeah. and you just, I just couldn't get there because it's so inefficient. I see. Yeah. Uh, you're the, you know, the equipment's... Not there. You right. know, you're not brewing enough beer. Sure. You're not selling enough. Your place is too small. And I was never able to expand Buffalo Bills into the, it was a print shop next door. Mm-hmm. So I could set up a bottling line. Had I set up the bottling line, I've been right there within two years. Uh, you know, everybody c- comes and buys your products and you grow very rapidly. Yeah. So I'm in a you brew pub in 2,000 square feet and I just couldn't grow. Yeah. And then I go do another brew pub, the uh, brew pub on the green in Fremont. Well, that takes all of your and it raised, let's see, two hundred fifty, no, three hundred thousand on that one. Okay. Uh, and then you know I'm ambitious. Then I go do a third one in Berkeley, the Bison, and go raise another three hundred thousand. So pretty soon, let's see, I have a hundred employees. I'm grossing a million dollars and have no money. Right. You know, like wow. You you can't. You're too just it's too spread fast. out. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, just too. It's too hard to make it happen. Okay. But today people build these. There was no internet. You know. 
There was, you had sure. to pick, pick up the telephone. Yeah. Did you did you know at the time, like, hey, if I could just have a bottling line next door, I'd be there? Or is that in hindsight? Uh, I tried for a long time to get him to move, and he wouldn't. And I just knew no way I could have moved that brewery. And you remember when I came out with pumpkin ale, it was a smash. And I did Alimony Ale, the bitterest beer in America. Yeah. You know, the first IPA at 50, <laughs> 50 IBUs was a revolution, Ooh, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I could do it. I had the ideas, and I could write it down on a piece of paper. But I sort of maintain in business you have to have luck sometimes. And I just didn't get lucky at the right time. I see. It was back. <clears throat> excuse me. It was back when a print shop was still a print shop too before the internet. So yeah, it was a thriving business next door. Okay, so getting them out of there was just not happening. Not happen now. Was young Eric at the time working in the brewery with no, you? He's, no, no, he's about here nine years old. Yeah, <clears throat> still years put that 30. kid to work. You're not making any cash, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When I was clean. 17, right after high school, I uh, worked in the brewery for a year. Or excuse me, over the summer yeah. before I left for. Okay, nice. Now, I don't want to gloss over this, just to go back to it real quickly. You also opened Bison Brewery, which is Correct. which is also still in existence yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, are you proud of the, the work you've done in, in the beer world? It, it, you know? uh, I made some great beers. I mean, yeah. Punk and Ale is made by hundreds and hundreds of, I think, Elysian and it's Seattle. Famous. Yeah, you created the style. Yeah, yeah, I created a whole style, and right. everybody does it now. Yeah. Uh, there's even Punk and Vodka. I feel like pumpkin ale is the world's uh, most loved and hated uh, <laughs> yeah. beer style, right? Okay. Uh, because people like okay. to people okay. like to <laughs> people, people love it, but then there people also love to hate it. It's it's the it's the beer, it's the beer geeks yeah. go to yeah. beer to slam, isn't it? Because we yeah. can say, well, you know, I don't need you know more spices in my beer. Or... But it goes away in two months, so don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about the pumpkin beers that are being made uh, by some of these uh, Even Budweiser makes them. I, I don't buy that kind of beer. No? Okay. I buy by IPAs. <laughs> you buy IPAs? I buy, I'm a hophead. Okay. And um, you say you created one of the first uh, American IPAs, too. Yeah. The, yeah. It was, uh, my CPA was uh, going through a divorce. And so he's bitching about his, his divorce. So I said I should do a beer to kind of celebrate his a beer, and I could make it a a really uh, a bitter beer, and I could make it alimony ale. Nice. <laughs> so I got the kettle going. I usually was three ounces of hops. I put in three. I'll make it really bitter. Six ounces. I'll make it really bitter. I'll make it 12 <laughs> ounces. And it came out this really, really bitter beer. Yeah. And we loved it. Yeah. You know? But there was no – in those days, we just threw it in the boil at the beginning. We didn't know to do additions or to oh. dry hop or any of that stuff. So they all were literally the, the 60-minute additions. Right. Wow. So, oh, that wow. was the bitterest beer in America. <laughs> yeah. and, um, what kind of hops? The, the back story is that after we did the – when we bottled it, uh, we put it on the back of the label. Uh, his name was Steve. Uh, phone number and said he was looking for a woman to date. After, after his divorce. Yeah, one day he shows up with this young woman. They sat there and drink, and he showed up a second time with her. And then they both disappeared. And after about four or five months, I saw her. I said, well, what happened with you and Steve? And she said, oh, he was keeping a notebook on how much money he spent on me. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> CPA. CPA. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's right. CPA. That's his yeah. job. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Maybe he went to refund. So when did you sell the brewery? Oh, God, Buffalo I don't Bill. know. I think it's been a good 10 years. 10 years, okay. Yeah. Uh, and so let's back up just a little before that, too, because obviously the brewery wasn't your first career. Uh, you were a photojournalist. Correct. How did you get into that? 
I was in the Peace Corps. A okay. photographer came by and was taking photographs. and said, oh, I want to do that. And so, I, again, you go buy a book and you teach yourself. Yeah. You know, here's how the F-stop is and here's what a Nikon looks like. And you just take pictures. And eventually I went to San Francisco State to study for, uh, photography and work for the newspaper. Okay. Uh, but after... You know, Janet got pregnant, and I'd been there for a year. I, I didn't dare take the GRE because I know I can't pass that test to get a, a master's degree. Okay. So I applied for a job, and my first job was out in Livermore at the Livermore Independent for the, as a photographer. And I was out there for about two weeks, and all of a sudden uh, I got a call from the Associated Press saying, we want you for a stringer for one day. Uh, the Rolling Stones are coming to Altamont. Ah, yeah, and from the I, famous so concert. I, so I asked with my boss, could I, I go photograph for the Associated Press. As long as you take some photographs for the newspaper, we're, <laughs> f- we're fine for that. Yeah. And so uh, I went out there, and it was just total uh, total chaos. It you know, was, wasn't it? 300,000 people, and there's no port sands to be seen anywhere. Not a thing, huh? Mm-hmm. And I just got there early enough where I could lo- locate myself up in the sound tower and take the big overviews. Okay. And so I think I took, for some reason, I was smart enough to bring a, a jar of water and a peanut butter sandwich because I just knew there was going to be no food. And by 2 o'clock, I shot, I think, 10, 12 rolls of film. Wow. And wow. I left. Oh, you did? Uh, but while I'm there... Drank the water and pissed in the jar. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's time yeah. to go pee. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I was there when the Hells Angels with the pool cues were beating up the fat yeah, that guy. Was, they were the security. Of yes. That thing. Yeah. And I tell people, if you ever want to get beaten up, go to a rock and roll <laughs> concert, take off all your clothes, and try to climb on stage. I promise you, somebody will beat you up. It's a guarantee. <laughs> guarantee You're you will get beat it. up. Yeah. So, uh, but I, my that was not to to make it and uh, to take those kind of photographs wasn't in my soul. What my soul was really interested in is what does it mean to be middle class? Okay, and I'm in suburbia, Livermore, Pleasant, and Dublin, and the middle class is there. Oh yeah, every day you drive down the street mm-hmm. and you can see if the garage doors open, you can see the canoe. Mm-hmm. Uh, not even <laughs> room for one car true. anymore, yeah. right? Yeah, there's yeah. so much true. crap, and there's uh. an extra refrigerator in the garage, and all the tools are there, and all the crap. A boat sometimes. Yeah. And I just yeah. wanted to photograph this American dream. So okay. eventually I got a small grant and I spent a year photographing, uh, of course, Halloween, mm-hmm. Christmas, and the, the, all the things that go on in suburbia from schools to uh, Lions Club, Rotary Club, Toastmasters, and things like that. And eventually uh, suburbia was published. Was it just uh, were the photographs just from the Bay Area, or did you travel uh, for that? No, it didn't travel. It's, okay. all, it's right there in front of you. You just, drive yeah. by it, and you see it every single day. Yeah. And But sometimes you don't see it. Okay. You know, you look. You have to look at it. I'm looking at a book one day from the Farm Security Administration back in the 30s, and there's a photograph of a woman in the kitchen with the cabinets. And I said, why would anybody take a picture of the woman with the cabinets in the kitchen? Yeah. Nobody would ever photograph that. So, bing, my <laughs> bell goes off. Mm-hmm. I got a photograph. The knife and fork drawer in the kitchen. Okay. So I looked around till I found the most perfect knife and fork drawer where all the knives are right. And, <laughs> I see. Just perfectly everything, set. Everything's yeah. set up and it's just like bang, bang, two frames and you got the shot. So wow. you, you look for this uh, things that are typical of that American dream. Okay. And you try to document that because uh, everybody says American middle class has no culture. Right. And I just say that's not true. Sure. You know? And now the culture has shifted. It's at the mall. I yeah. I mean, go to the mall. We just walk around. It's just sure. crazy. Yeah. yeah. And it's probably shifting again because now the mall is, is online uh, shopping. Uh, uh, no, so. there's still a lot of people over there. Yeah. I, okay. went, I went to look at the iPhones. Oh, yeah? yeah there's, <laughs> and there's, there was mobs, I'm yeah, sure. Of course. <laughs> I walked away. So you had quite a bit of success with that book. 
Uh, it's still in print. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I want to get it. I grew up in Livermore. Oh, did you? Yeah. My oh, parents really? moved there in 68, okay. 69. And, uh, uh, you work at the just, lab? I didn't work at the lab. No, no, they didn't work at the lab, no. Okay. Um, but just, just hearing this, like walking down the street and seeing the neighbor's open garage with all the shit, that, that was my, yeah. that's my neighborhood. Yeah. Exactly my neighborhood. Well, the best Big is, trick or, is to go trick-or-treating trick with or your treating. kids, right? Yes. And every house, they knock on the door, they open up the front door. You can look in and see if, does anybody have any books? <laughs> you know, where's the sofa at? <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know what's in the living room. Yeah. The sofa and a TV. Absolutely. You know, if you go through a house, there's not much there. Sure. Maybe the odd gun someplace, maybe a knife or two, but there's nothing to steal. Right? Yeah, right. Uh, Everything's well, in its place. The tools is the only thing you can steal. Yeah. How much of the photography was, was candid as opposed to asking people, can I walk through your house? How'd that I, go? I, because I worked for the newspaper, I was able to run a classified ad in the back of the paper, and I would say, I'm working on a project photographing Livermore. Let me come to your house and photograph it and your kids or whatever. Oh, so they called you. So, but a few people call me, but my newspaper job took me to people's homes every day. And when I'd walk into the right home, I say, "Can I come back on Saturday and photograph your bookcase or whatever?" So I was. The newspaper gave me that accessibility and credibility because if you were a stranger, they ain't gonna let you in the house. <laughs> but they knew I was a newspaper. Uh, that I worked for the local newspaper, so I had access. And the people that would open up their, their door were really great. One of the shots in there is a, a Chinese family all sitting around the table on a Saturday afternoon, and the caption is, uh, on Saturdays we always have hot dogs. I mean, here's a Chinese family <laughs> yeah. on Saturdays having hot dogs, yeah. right? So the, the, not really the, every, Chinese. Every ethnicity that moves into our middle class becomes middle class. Sure. Yeah. So who says we have no culture? Of course we do. We're yeah. changing cultures. Yeah, right. definitely. With well, one definitely. hot dog at a time. It was yeah. real dog, though. <laughs> That's the problem. Uh, yeah. No, kosher. Kosher. Oh, kosher. Of uh, now, some of your photography, uh, not just in the books, but was uh, purchased in abundance, too, didn't yeah, it? Yeah. I have in my notes here that uh, some famous people bought your stuff. Uh, let's see. Edward Scissorhand. What's that producer's name? Oh, Tim Burton. Tim, Tim Burton, Tim Burton <laughs> bought, uh, was one of my uh, – gave me five grand on buying stock in one of my companies. Okay. Uh, let's see. Francis Ford Coppola's daughter – Sophia. I think the mom uh, wanted to print. That's the one with the kids of the eighth grade graduation dance with the little tinfoil stars. Yeah. Uh, and some other people. Okay. Elton John? Oh, oh, Elton John bought a huge uh, selection of photographs. Really? Yeah. They, and you, people say, did you meet him? I say, no. <laughs> I mean, he has an agent that travels all over the world. Yeah. They go into the gallery in San Francisco and they bought $30,000 worth of prints. I see. And then, because it's... The money split with the gallery. Yeah. So fifteen thousand came to me, and I said to Eric and his brother, I "said You want any of this money?" And they said, "No, Dad, it's yours." I said, "Good." So I loaded. I had a Honda at the time. I went and got a cardboard box and put my socks and t-shirts and pants and boom, disappeared for three months and drove across the country. Okay. And so I used to have a brewery, so I would visit breweries, but I'd made a list when I had a, a magazine of just small distilleries. So I visited some small distilleries on this trip. And then when I got, and I knew, of course, St. George. Yeah. Because uh, he had made some whiskey for me from uh, Buffalo Bill's place. So okay. I, I knew him and I'm sitting in a coffee shop and I said, wait a minute, there's no trade association. I should form a, the American Distilling Institute. So you just... Drive your car down, pay the twenty bucks uh, to the county. Yeah, do your DBA. Uh, you go on the internet, get your federal ID, and then you go to the bank and you deposit a hundred dollars, and now you're in business. Okay, 
how do you generate money? Yeah, I have no idea. You'll hold a conference. Okay. <laughs> and so the first conference... Uh, what year was this? Uh, this was uh, 11 years ago. Okay. So the first conference, we had 86 people come. Okay. I think there was four vendors. And the last conference in Seattle, we had, I think, 94 vendors and 1,000 people. Okay. So the renaissance, like in brewing, is happening now in distilling. Now, hang on just a sec, because I, I don't want to skip over how we got to this point. It sounds to me like you were doing pretty well as a as a photographer, and then you started the brewery venture. Were you not doing well as a photographer? Why the brewery? I, I, I'm, I was married and had kids in suburbia. You can't make a living in photography in suburbia unless you shoot weddings. Okay. It's not as, as a photojournalist or... You're going to travel all over the world yeah. shooting, and that's no lifestyle. Pretty soon you got a wife that's really pissed off because sure. you're gone for three months to Italy to photograph something. Yeah. or who, As opposed to normal pissed off. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, not a, it's not a good <laughs> national. Those, those place, guys right? at National Geographic do not have an easy life. You're gone yeah. for eight, eight months like that. You come home, and if you don't have a, you know, if you got cobwebs in your house. Sure. So you saw the brewery opportunity as yes. a chance to, to have some roots and, and maybe make some real money for your family. Yes, yeah. Pay yeah. My, put my kids through college. Okay. Yeah. And then somewhere State along the line. college. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, that's right, Eric. Yeah. Right. There's Start a community, people. too. There's no Harvard money in beer. Yeah. No, there's yeah. no Harvard money. Yeah, right. And so at some point along the way, then, you, you get into distilling? You, you become a fan of, of that? Yeah. Well, as they said, St. George had made some whiskey for me. And, uh, you know, the light bulb came on. I should do the American Distilling Institute. And so I, I took that. Uh, I made another trip across America. Uh, I think I've driven across the country three times now. And I just visited distilleries on these trips. So pretty okay. soon I know everybody. And I begin to really see the patterns of what's going on and see. Uh, we publish a magazine. We publish an annual directory. And you begin to see... Where, where the industry's going. And, of course, sure. I belonged to the Association of Brewers mm-hmm. all this time to go to those conferences. Yeah. And, no, I didn't want to do that. <laughs> I, I can't walk in the room where there's 12,000 drunk people anymore. Yeah, it's, a, it's an enormous <laughs> uh, amount of people now. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, so I just went into the direction of a trade association and offering classes. Uh, we publish a number of books and then the trade show. Okay. And so, do you know what your membership looks like now in this association? Uh, the, the database has 8,000 wow. you know, uh, on it, but as you know, only 3,000 read it, right? <laughs> yeah, of course. And uh, <laughs> uh, the magazine goes to about 7,000, uh, but actual paid people, probably about 900 okay. pay uh, to come into ADI. Okay. So, I'm an honorary member, I'll have you know. Uh, I was sent, uh, you sent a me a, a, yeah. a plaque and, and the magazine. Yeah. I read every page, Bill. You, did you really? No. <laughs> <laughs> we don't write too many technical articles. No, it didn't. But, look ab, you know, absence back, uh, brandies mm-hmm. are coming back. Well, there's gin a resurgence. Is, gin in, is really big. No. Is it? it mm-hmm. Basically, the, the, uh, the same thing that's propelling craft beer, this artisan small batch thing, is, is working in distilling again, right. right? And everybody wants to be green. Yeah. And uh, we're talking about dealing with a farmer who's going to uh, grow our barley. Okay. Uh, so we can make our whiskey from uh, California barley. Beautiful. All right, I want to talk about that and your new projects. How about this? I've got to take a break, and we'll come back. 
We'll talk about the new project and what's happening, because you're involved in that now, too, right, Eric? Yes. Is this the first of your father's ventures that you're personally involved in? Besides uh, brewing at Buffalo Bills when I was 17 yeah. for about three months, yes. And let me ask you this. Did you did you homebrew with your dad, either oh, when you were man, a kid? Man, or You did, yeah. Throughout the ages, yes. You're a homebrewer now, too? Oh, for sure. Okay. So he got you. You made wine before you made beer, too, yeah. didn't you, you Bill? Hear the, you want to hear that story? Yeah. Give me that. You ready? Yeah. So when you live in a rural farm community, your parents say, you know, you should go to vacation Bible school. Okay. So the close, <laughs> Awesome. Thanks, the Dad. There's something to do, right, yeah. in the summertime be, yeah. besides changing water sprinklers in the pasture. Okay. So Keith, the neighbor kid, and I would walk to vacation Bible school, you okay. know, just to go look at the girls, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. And at one of the sessions, they talked about Jesus uh, turning water into wine. So I turned to Keith and I said, wait a minute, we got some grapes growing on the back patio. <laughs> yeah. Go get the wheelbarrow. <laughs> I love it. So, I'm into the yeah. Jesus thing. Yeah, what do you think, you're Jesus? <laughs> uh, well, we might, we're, we're thinking about it. Yep. So we get the wheelbarrow. You leave out the middleman. Yeah. Uh, right. yeah. Right. We cut the grapes off. We go down to the barn. And my dad had some big wash trays there, metal wash trays with some lumber on it. And we pull the lumber off and dump all the grapes in there and take a two by four and smash it up. And you got all the stem and crap, and we dug it out the best we could. And then we took it out by the barn, dug a hole, and buried it. We didn't want any evidence sure. that we'd been doing anything. Sure. Then we covered it back up with lumber, and we go away. Then about th- uh, three months later, I said to Keith, we better go check our wine out. Oh, God. So we go out to the barn, <laughs> uh, lift the things off, and there's kind of this green mold growing on it. And, of course, oh. I take a ma- mason jar and dip down into it, and I said to Keith, you drink it first. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. When, yeah, when you dummy. put it to your yeah. nose, you couldn't drink it. <laughs> so now we got a problem. What are we going to do with that juice? Yeah. So we get a bucket, drain it out in the bucket. I go out in the pasture. Pour it out in the pasture, one bucket, two buckets, three buckets out. Then we drag the, 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 the trays out, get the garden hose, rinse it all out, get rid of all the evidence. And then I look in the bottom of the, <laughs> the wash trays, and there used to be zinc, and now it's shiny metal. Oh. <laughs> we had made rat poison, wow. heavy metal yeah. rat poison. It would have killed us for wow. sure. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. Uh, about two months later at dinner time, my dad said, you know, I was out in the pasture and there's these big rings of dead grass. <laughs> I look at him and I said, Aliens. I said Alien. flying saucers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. See, you're lucky. I mean, you're really lucky because I'm kind of stupid. I would have drank it anyway. Oh, it's bad, but I'm looking for it. Just to get high. You You couldn't drink it. You couldn't drink it. You couldn't, even if you wanted. You wanted to, but you couldn't. Uh Uh-uh. Wow. Your body would have puked it up. No. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever make a good batch of wine after that, or was that it for your wine? I never messed with wine. We bought the can of malt that had the little piece of paper. Do not dilute with water. Okay. Do not add yeast and do not drink it. Sure. So that's how we did it in a five-gallon bucket. Okay. You never tried that fermentation method again? Nope. Oh, okay. So the little with can the beer? Came with, the can came with a little packet of yeast. Yeah, yeah. Wow. All right. Let's talk about the new place here in just a minute. We're going to take a break. And we're going to talk about their new venture, which uh, I'm teasing you with it right now because I think it's really cool. And I'm excited to be able to talk about it. So hang in there. We're talking to Bill and Eric Owens. And uh, they got some exciting stuff happening here in California. I think you've been great for California, Bill. And this new one is, uh, is even better. So hang in there. It's the session. And we'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters, Brewcasters. on the Brewing Network. 
What'd you get? More brewing ingredients? Yep. You know what I love about Brewmaster's Warehouse? The $6.99 shipping. Well, yeah, but... Oh, the in-store classes for beginning brewers. Yeah, that's cool, but... Oh, oh, the brew builder. Creating and saving your recipes online is awesome. No, I'm... Yes, but... The cheese-making supplies. No. Oh, the wine-making supplies. Oh, the distilling equipment and liquor flavorings. All that stuff is awesome, yes, but what I really love is that the guy who runs it is totally hot. And and that brew builder software is awesome. Oh, yeah. Brewmaster's Warehouse brings you flat rate shipping on great equipment and ingredients to make beer, wine, cheese, and spirits at brewmasterswarehouse.com. And if you're in Georgia, stop by Brewmaster's Warehouse Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6. Visit brewmasterswarehouse.com today because it's totally hot. Oh, yeah. Have you ever dreamed of attending the World Brewing Academy? This year, thanks to Lalamond and Anstar, one lucky brewer will make that dream a reality for free. Lalamond and Danstar invite you to enter the Beer School 2015 contest. One lucky grand prize winner will receive fully paid tuition to the 2015 World Brewing Academy web-based concise course in brewing technology worth almost $4,000. From now until December 13, 2014, every Danstar yeast pack packet you use is your ticket to enter. Visit danstaryeast.com for the details and to print your official entry form. There's no limit on the number of times you can enter, so get brewing with Danstar and get your entries in to the Danstar 2015 Beer School Contest. Whether you want to build your home brewing skills or build a career as a professional brewer, this course will change the way you think of beer and brewing. Enter at danstaryeast.com and get the dry yeast advantage with Danstar and Lalamond Premium Brewing Yeast and in to win. As a brewer, you already don't settle for second best. You want great tasting beer and you want great equipment to make it with. So don't settle for the second best grain mill. You want a monster mill from Monster Brewing Hardware. Monster mills are tough, come in two and three roller designs, and are made right here in the USA from superior materials for longer lasting performance. Pick the mill that's right for you at monsterbrewinghardware.com and take Bevo's advice. Trust me, it's always better to have a bigger tool than you think you need. (laughs) Monster Mills have the best warranty in the business. Your satisfaction is guaranteed. Visit monsterbrewinghardware.com now and check out all the mills and mill accessories. Don't settle for second best. Get a Monster Mill from Monster Brewing Hardware. Tonight is the night. We bring the creature to life, Dr. Blitzenstein? Yes, J.P. Gore. Everything is perfect for my next fermented creation. My father, the storm is too far away. We'll never have enough power to isomerize the creature's alpha <laughs> Yes, J.P. Gore, we will. For I have in my possession the Tower of Power! <laughs> Glickman's new Tower of Power is the evolution of automation. Control hot liquor, sparge, and mash temps like a pro. The Tower of Power is a high-quality gas-fired rim system that works with your current brewing setup. With ultra-precision, the tower can hold your mash to one-half of a degree Fahrenheit. Precision and repeatability. The Tower of Power is the answer to automatic, fast ramp times. See more at BlickmanEngineering.com. Bring your next creation to life with the Tower of Power. Dr. Glickman's with the Tower of Power, you can probably give me an afternoon at the pub to Enjoy a fight? Don't be silly, J.P. Gore. We have beer to brew. A 
few things happened 30 years ago. ARPANET migrated to TCPIP, and the Internet was born. Revenge of the Jedi was renamed Return of the Jedi and opened in theaters. Mila Kunis and Emily Blunt were born, beginning a rad fantasy in my mind. But all of that pales next to the fact that HopTech opened its doors and began blowing homebrewers right out of their mash tuns. HopTech doesn't fuck around. Real people shipping awesome shit straight to you. Their new website is fast and easy to navigate. Or just call 800-379-4677 and let badass bitch Jade and the gadget guy Roberto blow their warm load of customer service all over you. So visit the site or visit the store in Dublin, California and support those that support you. Get your brewing on at hoptech.com. Brewcasters are back. It is 401 beer. Whatever. All right, welcome back. Thanks for sticking with us. We're having a great time here with Bill and Eric Owens talking about some of the history of uh, beer and, and photography, for that matter, in California. We were looking through some of your uh, photos at the break there, Bill, and uh, some amazing stuff there. When yeah. you say you were there at Altamont for the for the beating, you, you meant you took photos. Like, yeah, you were yeah, there. Yeah. Those are some iconic photos you have. Well, there. I would not... When Rolling Stone magazine published the photographs, we used three different aliases. Oh, really? Uh, I think the Hell's Angels would have came and murdered me. Wow. Don't you think? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you have sure, their faces, Sure, you had right? yeah, faces. I wouldn't publish my name for 30 years. Wow. I get email uh, from the movie on YouTube, and I won't answer anybody. Really? Yeah. It's over with, you know? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, I, I didn't I, think I, about I, that. I don't want to be proud of violence. I want to be proud of... Of suburbia, what's that American dream? What's, what do you what do you work for? You work so you can have two cars yeah, and yeah. two weeks paid vacation and a canoe, you know, yeah, and a canoe, uh, and a all canoe. the tools. That's oh no, not a canoe today. You have the new uh, kayaks, kayaks, yeah. 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 yeah, or windsurfing or whatever. Look at all the hobbies <laughs> mm-hmm. out there, skimboarding yeah. hey, or whatever. I, it is. I have a kayak. Does that mean I've made it? <laughs> you made yes. something, but yeah. yes. Yeah. Have you ever it's used quite. your kayak, Viva? Well. Sam has. <laughs> right. Great. Of yeah. course. Yeah. Uh, real quick, before we move on, hey, let me let you folks uh, remind you about the um, Siebel Institute. That's right. Uh, the Siebel Institute, America's oldest brewing school. Uh, more courses than any other brewing school are offered there, which include uh, like their advanced homebrewing course. You don't even have to want to become a professional to, to learn more about your hobby. You could take the, take the advanced homebrewing course, craft distilling and beer styles course um, for any of those looking to ace those you know beer knowledge exams. Uh, Professional-level brewing courses available, both campus-based and web-based, so if you don't have time to move out and go to school, you can still do it online. Faculty uh, include some of the best-known and most respected instructors in international brewing. So go check them out over at Siebel Institute. Uh, Good people who have been supporters of this program and uh, just great courses that they're putting on over there. So Bill, uh, and Eric for that matter, you guys have a new venture that you're doing here, and uh, it's exciting because it kind of incorporates uh, all of the things that you've been interested in Correct. over the years, right? Is, right. Tell us about where uh, you guys are looking to open Owens & Sons Malt Company. Tell me about what it is and, and where this idea came from. Yeah, I'll do the first part, then I'll give it over to Eric. Uh, I've owned a brewery before, three of them, so I know how to brew beer. 
I have a two stills that are one of them uh, located up in Petaluma, so I know how to make whiskey. Yeah. And the only thing I don't know how to do is malt. Okay. And there's only t- uh, ten malt houses in America, so Eric and I went and visited a malt house. So, uh, you know, I've long loved brewing, living in the Bay Area, so many good beers, so much good food out here. And, uh, you know, my da- I've seen my dad in his highs and his lows. You know, he t- talks about all these great things, but not all of these things make money and sure. pay the bills. And so, you know, I've, I've been long interested in his businesses and been home. Bre- we've home brewed many a time on the back porch. And, uh, you know, his ADI is really starting to to take off now and so i'm becoming more and more involved in that and uh, a couple of years ago we took a trip to colorado and went out to alamosa and saw colorado malt company it's some guys some farmers on there on a 400 acre farm out in colorado mm-hmm. and they used to grow barley for coors and they've gone through their various iterations but they have sort of taken things into their own hands and built their own malting equipment out of once again used dairy equipment and so to go out there and see these guys go from a, a milk jug tipped on its side to setting up 2,000 pound capacity mechanical machines built by themselves to make malt and selling it all over the country was wow. very inspirational okay. so yeah, since then I've been uh, bugging the old man and saying, "Hey, we should uh, open up a malt house." It's a- so, so one of my friends works at Coors and retired, and he's been to, Dave lived in Thomas. England. Yeah, Dave Thomas and lived in England for a long time. So on his days off, he went and visited all those distilleries. So I said to Dave, uh, "Let's do a book on malting." Okay. So we he spent about ten months writing this book. So uh, this is one of the few books I've done. Or so like 50, 60 copies within 10 days. It's the Craft Maltsters Handbook. Right. People want to know how to malt. How do you do it? You yeah, know? yeah. And so we know also a lot of brewers are very interested in the malt because the they malt are. comes from the big, big corporations. How do you build? You know, most of the malt houses are not much bigger in this room. Yeah. The, the kilns, I mean. The kilns are the small. The malts will, uh, will be bigger, but you can take grain from a local farmer turn into malt and you take that malt and you turn it into beer and you take that beer and you turn it into whiskey yeah okay. so that's the food chain that absolutely you yeah. you're right that that brewers are interested in it and in the course of this show over nine years or so uh we've talked about uh, all sorts of uh, obviously all the beer ingredients and we've talked to different individuals who are making their own ingredients growing hops at home but the one that always comes up that nobody has any great information about is doing your own malting. Uh, a lot of homebrewers just, some of them do it on really small scales, and but it's more just an experiment. But to really do it, and, and, and now you've got all of the ingredients that you've, you've made uh, you know, right there by yourself is, is really a good idea. So the book's uh, fantastic. Where can people get uh, your books, by the way, Bill? Because we mentioned a couple of them. You can find it on Amazon, but you can buy it directly from us. We have a book publishing division called whitemealpress.com. We have 20 or 30 books there now on gin, rum, how to make moonshine. Okay. uh, Excellent. I always start out all these books also. Uh, Here's how you get your federal license. 
you know, don't be doing things that are illegal. Sure. Because your neighbors will turn you in. Yeah. Uh, go get your license and do it right. Yeah, my neighbors turned me in, and I wasn't doing anything wrong. <laughs> <laughs> we were just doing a radio show over there, but they were convinced we were filming porn in the garage. We had all the windows blacked out and everything. <laughs> all the screams probably gave it away. Yeah. yeah. Well, this one that we're talking about now is the Craft Maltsters Handbook, so you can go yeah. search it on Amazon or, or get it at the book company there. Um, so, uh, Owens and Sons Malt Company, though, um, is not just you're, you're going to do your own malting, um, but it's also going to be a distillery and a brewery. Do I have that right? Correct. All in one shot. Yes. I love this idea. Yeah. You can do not, it all right there. It's not been done. But other people will buy your malt. You'll sell the malt that you make, right. not just for the brewery and the. Okay. Right. Uh, so, yeah, no one's done it all in one roof like right, that. Right. Plus, it's going to be floor malting, so you walk in and you get a bed of malt 35 feet long yeah. on the floor drying. Yes. So they get to really see the person with a rake raking that grain. Yeah. And then you got steam coming off the kettle, and mm-hmm. you're brewing, and you're distilling. And wow. Uh, we'll also have a multi-tap like this place here. It's a little bit of heaven over uh, there. Yeah. I went to a floor malting place in England once. And it really is a fascinating process. And the, time, the extra time that it takes to, to do the floor malting. But the brewers that I spoke to swore by it. They really felt that floor malting was the way to go when you wanted to get the best malt. Uh, why did you choose that method instead of some of the more modern? Uh, number one, there's no equipment available at the next step up. Okay. And floor malting, we're designing a tank right now for soaking the grains. The tank's about $1,800. So you're not out, or we can use a tote, which is a stainless steel tank, mm-hmm. uh, to soak the grains in. So floor malting is a lot less expensive because if you did the other type of systems called a salad in box, and the box is about as big as this room, and it has these uh, augers in it to turn, like just to turn the grain over. Mm-hmm. And they have big chains on it. You walk closer, you just know you get your arm caught in that thing, and it's oh, gone. Yeah. And the, from there, it's scaled up to the, the monstrous factories that's you know, doing... You know, batches that are 10,000 pounds at a time. Yeah. So there's for you to uh, figure out how do I scale that down? Uh, and, and like the first brew pub, how do I scale that down and make this doable? And so we know floor malting, we can do that. Okay. What is the basic process of, of malting for our, for our listeners? The basic process is we're going to have about a 1,000-pound batch capacity. So a, a, a soaking vessel that will hold about 1,000 pounds of grain. Soak it for on and off for about two days. Throw it down onto the floor and just you basically let it sprout. The floor is going to be air conditioned to keep everything cool, and you just sort of rake it and move it along the floor. At the end of three to four days of sprouting, then we'll scoop it up and throw it in a kiln. After 24 hours in a kiln, kiln's kind of like a big oven, just blowing hot air through there. Maybe take it up to about 200 degrees, and then. You know, there's there's a lot of different ways you can a lot of different types of malt. So there's sure. different ways of processing that malt and different f- final ingredients. You can then take it and roast it for deeper, darker colors and flavors. So it it gets soaked in water, and and that is that germination there, or, or yes. that's right. that's ger- it germinates there. Yes, you take it out of the water, you spread it on the floor, and you and you keep rotating. In this case, with rakes manually, the, you start. You want to stop the germination. You are bringing it out of the water, spread it on that's the floor, and the stopping. germination stops. Why so does it to, have to be rotated like the, that once it's on the floor? Grow mold. It okay. To take a step back, too, sort of soaking it, too, is, yeah, I don't know if you've ever sprouted beans at your house. Mm-hmm. You put beans in water, you leave them for 24 hours, and they get that funny stuff on top. It's because it's a live thing. You're, you're essentially drowning it. Okay. So you want to put water onto it to the point where it 
absorbs water, but that's a living little seed there. So you kind of got to drain it off and, and let it breathe oxygen for a while. And then you, you soak it again and just drown it for a little while until it's almost too much for it. And then you, you let it breathe again and really to get that seed growing and alive. That's okay. like sex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sounds a lot yeah. like it. You drown Except it longer. and then you let it breathe a little bit <laughs> and you drown it again. <laughs> I, yeah. I love that category. Me too. Yeah. Uh, okay. So it germinates there. You, you then put it on the floor and, and, on the floor is where it, it sprouts. The, this is where you see the endosperm coming out? Yep. Not in barley. Not it in grows barley. on the inside of the seed in the barley, so you don't really uh, see it until it little, pops out. We call it a beard. You see a little beard. Okay. The, oh, the rootlets will grow out of it, rootlets, but the yeah. endosperm is actually growing inside of the seed. And how do you know when it's done, when it's ready to kiln? It's You know, there's mechanical ways of doing it. There's infrared ways of doing it, and there's you can cut it in half and squeeze it with your finger, and there's there's... Other ways of doing it. Okay. So. okay. so at this point now, it's been on the on the floor. You've you've had to rotate it and rake it several times. About how long is that process there? Uh, three to four days. Three to four days. And then it goes into a kiln. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now, the kiln's pretty important, right? Because you have to decide at, at what temperature and for how long you're going to roast these, basically? Exactly. Well, you've got to blow air off of it just to kind of dry it. Okay. But really, the kilning process is to stop the germination so bringing it to a you're decreasing the moisture back down so but not not you're you're making a pail from there right you're yeah, you're okay. not really making anything that's high roasted or lots of, lots of flavor you got to put those into another you know coffee roaster or whatever equipment we can figure out kind of there. a second kiln basically yes to kiln it to to turn it into those chocolates okay. or you know yeah so at this if we're talking pale malt here so after this kilning stage it's basically done and ready for brewers at that point when it comes out of the well, kiln? you would put it through a machine, yes. you would de-beard it. You want to get that little piece on the end off. Okay. So it just tumbles it, the little piece comes off, and then you go through a mill. So you want to mill it to, in our case, 32 thousandths, and then you'd go to the mash tun and the brewing and mash in. Got it. And out of the mash tun comes uh, green beer and it goes to the kettle to make wort, or it goes to the fermentation tank and makes wash for beer. Okay. So out of the mash tun, you can get two products uh, from that little tiny piece of grain because the enzymes are natural, and away you go. Yeah, okay. Now, Bill, I have to know, all of the malting equipment, are you buying it at a junkyard? <laughs> no, we have to build it. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to build it this time. Uh, where, do you, where do you learn to build this equipment? Uh, we eyeball it. Okay. You look at something and say, uh, we was at another distillery, and we were looking at a stainless steel tote. And a tote is usually four feet by four feet by five feet tall. And we're looking down the bottom. All of a sudden, we notice it's got the holes for the forklift. Hey, we don't have to have this permanent. We could move it. So we could put it in and soak it and move it off the floor and move it in the back room for two or three days. Okay. Then we could drain it, bring it back, connect it up to the heater, and blow dry it. So we're going to be a dual-purpose tank. So you need a false bottom, which is the V-wire. So it means the heat can get through, but the grain doesn't get through. I see. So we're engineering that right now, and we have a, a bit out on doing it. Uh, mostly you don't want places where the rootlets get hung up when you clean it out. you got to clean everything out, wash it out, dry it. So you got to be able to pop your V-wire screen off the bottom, clean that up. And keep everything spotlessly clean. But okay. it's it's not rocket science. No, it sounds like the <laughs> principles of malting are fairly simple. In fact, they're age old, too, aren't they? They've, yeah. I mean, it's it's been the same for years. 
but still manufacturing the equipment is, is a feat in itself. Right, but there's not if we make a mistake, we're only out eighteen hundred dollars on that tank. Got it. You Which know. is very different than I mean, buying. I, mean, I don't think we'll make. I, I don't <laughs> think we'll make a mistake on this uh, one vessel. Right. Well, so folks, if you want to get involved, uh, there's an Indiegogo campaign right now, and they're looking to raise money to do uh, the malt house, the brewery, the distillery, all under one roof there. Um, and you can help out. Um, you can search them on Indiegogo, Owens and Sons Malt Company. I've put the link on our live stream page. So those of you who are watching the video, it's right there on the same page that you're watching this live video. And those of you who are downloading the podcast, you can go find it there too. Or is there a direct URL to go to the Indiegogo campaign? Will OwensMalt.com work? OwensMalt.com will work. That'll take you to the Indiegogo? Yep. There's okay. a link on there. for It's called Indiegogo Link there right we on go. the front page. You guys just put this up today, yep. right? Yep. Excellent. So you're just getting started. Do you have a location uh, picked yep. out? And, yeah. Okay. On, on Main Street, about two blocks from Buffalo Bills. Oh, is that right? Nice. Downtown Hayward. In downtown Hayward. So Interesting. This was the place was an old furniture store, so it's you know, got the thirty five foot ceiling with the big giant arches, and uh, the, the landlords redid the whole building. The sprinkler systems in, the HVAC is in, uh, all the breakaway doors for fire, all that stuff is comes with the building. And another distillery was going to go in there. Uh, the guys from Livermore. Sutherland? Sutherland was going to go in there and did all the work on the building, all the drawings and everything. And then the city said, no, no, you have to be a restaurant. And they said, we don't want to be a restaurant. Yeah. And so they moved to Livermore. Okay. And so that building sat there for another year empty. And then my C- my CPA called me one day and said, Bill, I think I got a building for you. And I went and looked at it. And uh, to make our film, what we did is we hired a drone Ah. So Eric's in the back of this 32 Chevy holding a, a small kettle, and the drone is hovering over us as we drive the Model A in. And nice. <laughs> it's very, very cool. You can see all that on the Indiegogo uh, campaign. You know, if I were you, whether the building and space would work or not, clearly it wouldn't. I'd go by the print shop just to just to <laughs> just you know because. what I mean just because nah. just to go back and right. get move that on. goddamn yeah. shop on. out of there. Nah, move on, move on. You All know right. the uh, the beauty of the Indiegogo campaign too. Unlike when you had to raise money originally by just asking people, is there's yeah. no uh, charade here of maybe you're going to pay them back. Yeah. Right, they just give you money. Well, back then no, you had no, to act get, like you were going to get their money. No, no back. we offer courses. you get things for it. You get a oh. lot. Well, we offer a lot of books. We offer courses on brewing, distilling, and malting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm offering prints from Altamont and the Rolling Stones. Nice. And so we have a lot to – we had to edit back some of the things we're offering people. You know, for $40 to get a book. You can get a membership animal. to the Distilling Institute. ADI and yeah. the password for the spreadsheets. Okay. What is the uh, the Altamont uh, prints? What, what do I got to donate to? Uh, What's I got to run? Yeah. Yeah. I want a, one a grand each. A grand. Ooh. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm looking at it right See? Bill Owens signed prints. A grant. You contribute a grand. Scott, we'll split it, and we'll tear it in half, and we'll trade halves. Well, how do we decide who gets which one? Every six months, we'll just trade oh, we'll switch? Halves. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, let's do it. You no, can no, choose. You shit. get your choice, too. You can choose Go from the naked it. guy. Make a copy print. <laughs> get it over with. <laughs> <laughs> just rip it off. Well, what's, what size are we talking? <laughs> rip it like off. It's 11 oh, okay. Nice. That's a deal. Uh, oh, Five-day advanced courses um, to take. That's yeah. in the distilling process, I assume. Definitely. So what about the... Choose from the following... Naked guy. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> uh, that's, that's the first one you showed me, I think. Uh, which Jake. I, I think is, is pretty good. I mean, the guy's a tight butt. What are you going to do? <laughs> you want the uh, left butt cheek or the right one, Jimmy? No, it depends. Yeah, to split it, yeah. My favorite is the guy, the two guys selling acid for a dollar, and they're passing a J back and forth. <laughs> yeah. And one's like mid-toke, and he's holding it yeah. in. You know that joint face you get? Yeah. yeah. This is only a dollar. That's yeah, a it's dollar. a dollar. Yeah. For, which is a steal. For 13 hours Little more acid. What are you going to do? 
Uh, all right, so you can go support over there, uh, owensmalt.com, or search uh, Owens & Sons Malt Company. Now, what about the brewery? Uh, what are you guys going to do for a brew house? Well, we, I think we have a real serious problem that the standards of beer today are way up there. They certainly are, yeah. and we're going to so, hold you to it. Uh, we'll be buying a, a complete uh, – first, I want to do a nano system, just three barrels. Okay. And I decided against that. Yeah. And so it will be a seven-barrel brew house, and we'll be brewing primarily <laughs> for our customers who come through the door. Why did you decide against the nano? Uh, we we looked at the numbers. You can't make any profit on a nano. Yeah, Tacey's been saying mm-hmm. that yeah. for yeah. years in here. Yeah. Whenever the yeah. nano topic comes up, uh, no. you got to make some volume, don't you? And, and if we're malting our own grain, we saved a lot of money on the grain. Yeah, to make the, make the nano make money, and also my I leave next week for Germany to go see the still under construction. Okay, and it's uh, ninety two gallons, and that's a small still because. Average one out there is four to five hundred gallons. I see. But if we, if we do it right, we'll we'll orchestrate you know the flow of uh, malting, brewing, and distilling. Sure. And really be a production facility. When people come in, they will see somebody working there. Yeah. And I think I that's what it. that's what you want to see. You want to see uh, what they're doing because people have a million questions. And, oh yeah, and a lot of disinformation. A lot of. Oh, I was going to say one of my biggest. Uh, Things I like to tell people, when you think that you're going to go make pumpkin ale, and you're going to grow the pumpkin, yeah. and you're going to throw it in your mash tun, yeah. and you're going to cook it, then you're going to throw it in your kettle, and you're going to boil it, and then you're going to put it in and ferment it. When it comes out, it doesn't taste like pumpkin. <laughs> a pumpkin's a gourd. There yeah. is no cinnamon. There is no ginger <laughs> right. flavor. Mm-hmm. You have to add the flavoring sure. at the end, folks. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you do to add it when you're a small little brewery? You go to the supermarket, to the spice shelf, there's a little can called pumpkin pie spices. Uh-huh. <laughs> now you take that home to your coffee filter and you perk it. Okay. So now you've got a quart of pumpkin juice. Now that's a good idea, not even putting the, the spice in itself. Wow. You've, you've got yeah. the perfect balance. Okay. Because if you think you're going to go get the right balance by adding those kind of uh, spices to a boiling kettle and compete against hops... You got a real problem. We talk about that all the time. <laughs> and our advice has always been: you got to just start so small because yeah. because. But you're right to dial it in. It's still several yeah. batches yeah. before you figure um, it out. You buy the spices ready to go, and then you tincture yeah. it. Basically, yes. you make that. Yes, yes. Smart man. But you're still not supposed to to boil it. You say put it in a coffee percolator. Yeah, you just perk the coffee through it. You know, the water comes over the top and drips through it like a drip percolator. But is it in its hot water though? But just not it's hot boiling. Water, yeah. Okay. And then you got you know, a whole pot of it, and you let it cool down. You throw you uh, throw it into your finished beer. You don't put it in fermentation. You go to the finished beer because you throw it into finished beer. Now you got a problem. Some of that stuff is going to get down into the yeast, so that yeast now starts to mutate. So you do that two or three times, and pretty soon you got a yeast that's got some kind of foulness to it from something. Okay. So mm-hmm. you have to start over again. <laughs> I have some questions come in from the chat room. Guys, you can hit the chat button on the homepage, as always, or call 888-401-BEER if you want to talk to Bill yourself. Um, but one question that came through is, uh, and I think this is a good one, who's your target customer for the malt side of, of the business? Who will be buying your malts? Uh, any of the uh, the small breweries out there. Anybody, really. You know, we've been, maybe outside of the hope is for local bakers, but... Okay. Homebrew shops, small breweries. Home We're not going to be able to do the largest batch. You yeah, know, that's what I'm probably wondering, Probably a 2,000 to 3,000 pound batch capacity, so okay. maybe we'll sell a ton at a time. Mm-hmm. So I think that's sort of the, the answer there. We can't really 
think about supplying the bigger breweries at that size. And there's 200 brew pubs in Northern California. Okay. I mean, you let them know you get some hand-malted malt available, they're going to want some. Sure. No, I believe they will. I've I've talked to breweries, and they're very interested in having their own custom malts. Yeah. yeah. For special beers, maybe not year-round. Yes, yes. And you wouldn't have the capacity to provide anybody all the malt they need. Exactly. They'd be really small. Are you just going to do a base malt for the most part? At at the beginning, yes. We have a lot to learn. Sure. Yeah, Yeah, there you go. And you're also providing for your distillery and your brewery also. Yes. Yeah. But also, too, we're looking at malting anything. You guys want to malt some corn and throw it in some beer? We'll have the capacity to do that. Malt oats or any any grain out there, we'll have the capacity to malt it. So, hmm. Very nice. I like your candor, Bill, that you when you just freely admit that you've, you've got a lot to learn. You know, I think yeah, that folks yeah. come in and say, no, we're, we're, everything's going to be great. We got it all dialed in. But you're, you're really saying, hey, we're, we're starting a new yeah. thing here. We've, we've yeah. never malted before. Um, you know, you've obviously well, you've experimented the both of, the with both it. Both of us have been to four or five small just malt houses, and I, they, half of them are pretty uh, funky, to say the least. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're not planning on the funkiness. So, yeah, so the bar is low. The bar is, <laughs> the bar is low, and uh, the, the person who wrote this book, Dave Thomas, I mean, you know, these guys are biochemists, and they're saying, here's what we need to do, and here's what we need to pay attention to. Okay. And eventually... You know, we'll be writing. Uh, I would like to do a small book just on uh, how to uh, floor malt grain. Yeah. I just don't have the time, nor can I find anybody to write that 56-page book. So we were just out in Michigan. We mentioned you guys were just out there as well. Yeah. And there was the Michigan IPA. Michigan, a uh, big shout-out. Fantastic beers. Yes. Uh, as, as good as it gets out here, I thought. Absolutely. Yeah, but uh, So we went and visited Wendell, uh, Michigan Malt. He's north of Grand Rapids out there, and he's... On a farm, all used farm equipment, and he, I believe, has supplied the whole Michigan IPA I think with you're their right. locally grown malt. Yeah. So, you know, we've we've been to a bunch of these little guys out there. There's maybe about 40 of them now. There's the Craft Maltsters Guild just popped up. Yeah. Andrea out at Valley Malt. You know, she's out there on the spearhead, and uh, this it's going on all over the country. Sure. Where there's guys out in Texas where you can barely even grow malt out there. There's a malt house out there. It's just yeah. going on all over the country right now. Well, and I certainly don't mean to say that you guys haven't done your research and you have no idea what you're doing. I just like that you say, well, we're, we're giving this a go, and, and people are doing it, and we want to do it here. You know, I just I like yeah, the idea. Yeah, yeah. Where's the grain going to come from, uh, the actual grain do we know that hopefully yet? from california farmers yeah. uh we were out at fallon nevada there's a winery a distillery out there and they're growing a bunch of copeland out there which is the classic varietals and uh yeah so there's also people growing california barley malt right now i believe I, i've heard it's up in shasta i don't know exactly where it is that gets uh malted out in uh idaho or something but there's farmers out here growing it. So mm. who exactly right now? I mean, we're if if you're a farmer listening to us, yeah. let us know. <laughs> we're interested in buying yeah. some malting barley. Go to owensmalt.com. We'll I'm buy sure. it by the ton. There we go. <laughs> Excellent. And why Hayward again? Uh, that's where I live. Yeah, so, okay. So uh, we, we talked about a number of locations. I'm just saying I don't want to be involved in a business that's a two-hour drive or a one-hour yeah, drive. Sure. And so this place is, you know, 20 minutes, I'm 20, 10 minutes from my house. It's not a good spot. And so if something has to happen at 2 o'clock in the morning, 
a fan has to be turned off or something like that. Then you that. call Eric and you tell him to go the uh, 10 minutes to I, work. I, I, yeah. I can run down there and kick that switch. Yeah. Well, plus, you guys have dealt with the city, right? Building a new business. So he's established in the city of Hayward. Mm-hmm. We hope that'll yeah. help, help oh, the whole yeah. process along yeah. because there it was does. a distillery yeah. there yeah. that didn't couldn't get through it. And so we're hoping to open another distillery there. Yeah. But we're offering other things as well. So it's sort of that hope that we can get it done in Hayward. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah, you got to deal with the fire department, the planning department, and that's your obstacles is to convince them you're not going to uh, blow the city up. <laughs> so you got a 92-gallon uh, uh, pot, I guess you yeah, call it. Yeah, yeah. And you're doing, uh, which is about three barrels, and then you're doing a seven-barrel brew house. So when, when you go to fill the pot, you have this extra, assume this extra wort. Will that just go into the normal beer process, or isn't isn't the... Isn't the makeup a little bit different when you're... We, yeah, we'll have to size some of that. You know, coming out of the still, it would probably, if we double the still, it would take three runs at 40 proof, and then you go back in the still to get it up to 120. Right. But to come out of the mash tun and get 92 gallons of wort at uh, 8% alcohol and not have two gallons left over, you don't care, but you don't want 20 gallons exactly. left over. Yeah. So we're still working on sizing that. But again, we have some people that are consulting with us, and I'm, I'm not afraid of that one. That's great. And plus, you got to remember, if you want less uh, wort, uh, you just put less water in and don't sparge so much. Yeah, you so you get higher alcohol, yeah. or if you got two, you need more, you just sparge it more, and the alcohol drops. Right. Uh, we're distilling. We don't care. We can distill at 6% or 9%. Right. It just seems like in terms of sizing the brew house, you want to make sure that it'll make yeah. that small yeah. batch for you. you got, exactly. you got to match a lot of stuff. Yeah. How does the grain bill and match? temperature work for doing a wash is like what are you looking for a lot of simple sugars are you looking for like a high mash temp to get a lot of dextrins there's two schools in distilling right now there's distilling on the grain and distilling off the grain so classic is you distill on the grain you you ferment on the grain you pump the whole thing over into the still and you run the still that way there's maybe five or six guys now making beer washes. It's not as popular, but it is essentially you make a beer wash and throw it right into – you don't throw your hops in there. But, you know, whatever beer recipe you can think up, you can run through that still. Yeah. So when's the fermentation play, take place in that case? Where does the alcohol create it? That's what right saying, the what they, they just no, never no, no, louder. You, you have fermentation tanks for that. Oh, I see. But I mean, you can water it back. If oh, you, I see. If, if you, but you don't want to make. I think your question is: Do you, would you make twelve percent beer to distill from? And the experiments and stuff been done. The answer is no. Usually, you want to be seven to eight percent beer uh, to make your best whiskeys. And most of those distilleries out there, especially all the corn guys, they're four and five percent alcohol. Huh? They're very, very inefficient. So that means 96% of what they're doing gets thrown away, and they're just going right. for that 4%. Hmm. Right. But you, with barley, we can get a better yield for sure. Hmm. Now what about the malting on that barley? Do you do it differently if it's for a wash versus like for a, for a, a, a beer? The malting, I think you'd be consistent time after time. You want the same, the same yield from that barley. I mean, I know sometimes in brewing you want more protein for... You know, head retention and things right. like that. I mean, is that... That's not a concern. You're looking for, for more just for starch, right? When you're, you're doing for... the uh, alcohol. Yeah. To distill. <laughs> just going for the alcohol. <laughs> but, also, but also, too, you throw those black patents in there to try to get complexity of flavor sure. out mm. of those washes yeah. and hope that... 120 see, levy see how that pulls across into oh, Really? The, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's great. Are you going to do any, like, pilot batching? Uh, no. We, we, gotta, right we, we have to go for it. Well, 90, <laughs> 90 gallons isn't that much, I guess, so it's not like... Yeah. Yeah. Plus, in distilling, you can't make a mistake. 
We can redistill it. You can just redistill it. Mm. Yeah, if you make a mistake in wine or beer making, you're dead. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. We just take it off and run it and still again. Yeah. It's called distillation. Right. <laughs> How much do you I love it when everybody says, is it organic? What do you mean? It's organic. We strip the color. We strip it. Everything, it's alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> it's organic. Yeah. It'll kill you. Is it gluten-free? <laughs> <laughs> I like your attitude. Uh, we're, what do you t- we're just going to go for it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Batch nothing. Why not? <laughs> All right. Go to owensmalt.com. You can check it out. You can find their Indiegogo page there. they got a great video. I think our good friend Fal Allen makes a cameo in the video. Oh. You can mm. check it out. Uh, you guys are having a launch party. Um, it looks like on October 18th. Is that for the um, uh, Indiegogo? For the Indiegogo yep. to, exactly. to help raise money there. Uh, tell me about that. Is this the one that's sponsored by Buddy's Bites and Brews? Yep. All right, you go to buddiesbitesandbrews.com and uh, check it all out. That's on October 18th from 3 to 6 p.m., and you can help support this project by going to the launch party. Free beer. Oh, I'll be there. <laughs> Magic words. Actually, I think I'm but gone. But you have to have contributed I, I would, to the project. Uh, uh, when is it again? Uh, October 18th from 3 to 6 p.m. And oh. by the way, just so you all know, to contribute to the project, you can contribute for as little as uh, $10. Uh, you know how these Indiegogo campaigns work. It's yeah. really by uh, you know getting a lot of us to, to support uh, a great project. So you don't have to have a whole lot of money to, to help support uh, a really cool project. 10 bucks, 25 bucks. You get a, a, the distillery book for, for 25 bucks. You get some good stuff. Nothing's for free here. You get something yeah. out of it, too. But um, give a thousand. Um, and you can get the photos. Yes. That's right. How do you want to do this tasting uh i want to take a break and then do the tasting afterward okay now bill brought us a, a couple of different liquids for us to try here <laughs> wait a second uh, in the studio i'm and allergic to liquids. i know that one of them i think is in our cold box and uh okay. I, think, I believe the other one was in bill's pocket which is kind of cool yeah <laughs> oh, so, the hot box. Uh, body so, temperature so i'm thinking we can uh take a quick break and then come back and do a tasting and we can either just do this taste but we had an idea for a little contest too, Bill. If you would, if this you would is home brew, we just did two uh, weeks ago, still fermenting in the jug. Oh, it is. <laughs> yeah. In it's fact, fresh. it might explode if you don't it's get fresh. to it right now. Oh. Well, that's fantastic, but that's not the only thing that we have to taste. We brought some other things to taste, and we thought we might do a little challenge. We'll talk about it here at the break and see yeah. if we can get it going, because I right. think it'd be fun to do. Uh, go to owensmalt.com. You can still support the campaign. It just went up today, and uh, I hope you do so. I want to see this place in, in Hayward. Yeah. What a cool local spot for us. Man, that, that part of the, the Bay Area is becoming a, a hot spot for all sorts of brewing activities. Absolutely. Love it. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back with Bill and Eric Owens in just a couple minutes. Hang in there. It's the session. You're listening to The Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on The Brewing Network. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and the freshest ingredients, backed by the best customer service in the business. Do you like to mash using efficient fly sparging, but would like an easy way to heat your strike and sparge water? Enter the new Brewer's Edge Electric Mash Water Heater, a plug-in, anywhere, precisely controlled heater for for strike.
like in sparge water. Ditch the fumes and second burner and make mashing easy. Go to williamsbrewing.com today and browse their vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy the Williams way. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it, too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for every beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone Certification Program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones know beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone Program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious, Cicerone are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. Downtown Joe's, where everyone is welcome, especially if you like drinking and tasting beer. Head brewer Colin Kamensky's favorite beers are the Tantric IPA and the Double Secret Probation IPA. But you'll have loads of others to choose from when you redeem your exclusive brewing network savings. Downtown Joe's is the best brewery destination and the hottest night spot in Napa. Colin invites all homebrewers and fans of craft beer to stop by and enjoy the great food and beer. Whether you're in the mood for riverside dining, live music, or just hanging out at the bar to meet a person of the opposite sex or a person of the same sex, Downtown Joe's has exactly what you're looking for. And now just mention the Brewing Network to receive a dollar off your beer at Downtown Joe's. That's right, take a dollar off every one of their great selection of craft beers, including the Lazy Summer Wheat, Golden Thistle Porter, and the Triple Dog Dare You. Come to Downtown Joe's and enjoy the laid-back atmosphere of Napa's best brew pub. Visit downtownjoes.com right now for current beers, the live music schedule, or to drool over their delicious menu items. Downtown Joe's, your neighborhood brew pub where everyone is welcome. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit fivestarchemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019 and get the Five Star Treatment today. Adventures in Homebrewing have the knowledge and expertise to craft their own gear and original recipes. Some of the things Homebrewing.org creates and manufactures in-house are the Brutus brew stands and propane burners, the serial killer adjustable two-roller grain mill with seven-pound hopper, custom stainless steel false bottoms designed to fit kegels, coolers, and mini-sized brew pots. And the BN Army receives 10% off their Homebrewing.org orders when they use coupon code AIH10 at checkout. The Brewers 
brewers at Adventures in Home Brewing have designed a huge selection of original recipes for extract and all-grain brewing. Adventures in Home Brewing original recipes are tried and tested, proven to be of the best quality. And right now, Adventures in Home Brewing is shipping 24 of their best recipes for free. Visit homebrewing.org for the most current selection. Once you try one of Adventures in Home Brewing recipes, you'll keep coming back for more. And now, it's even easier with free shipping on these kits. And don't forget to use the current coupon code AIH10. Adventures in Home Brewing at homebrewing.org. Now it's short and stout with Scott the Jew. Listen to the man because he's right. Yes, it's another installment of Short and Stout, and this week it's all about the American Brewers Guild. Scholarships to it, to be more specific. I spoke to Quentin Faulkner, a man who, besides having one of the coolest names, whatever it was, spelled like Falconer, like the bird, offers full tuition scholarships to the Guild's intensive brewing, science, and engineering program. Anyway, I'm not going to make this a big, long, drawn-out intro. I'm just going to let him take it away. My name is Quentin Faulkner. I'm with the Glen Hay Faulkner Foundation. And uh, what we do at the foundation is we offer educational scholarships to two brewing institutions. What's the genesis of this foundation? How long has it been around? How did it start? Yeah, well, it started in 2002. That was the year of my brother's uh, passing. Uh, he was a brewer at the Wild Duck uh, Brewery in Eugene, Oregon. And um, he, uh, he passed away um, unexpectedly. And um, there was a big grassroots effort and um, to uh, establish something in his name and... Education had always been a really important theme in our family, and Glenn had gone to the Siebel Institute, and so it was a natural to get in touch with the Siebel Institute and start offering a scholarship. We started with one, and now we're up to three, and we've been doing it for the past uh, 12 years. If you don't mind me asking, how did he die? He was working on his VW van, and um, I don't know too much about cars, but uh, it lurched forward and unfortunately fell on top of him. So, My goodness. Well, you have no idea how close to home that hits, actually, because our, our host and founder here, Justin, uh, has a, a VW, what is it, the camper van? Yeah. Um, yeah. The, uh, the Westphalia. Yeah. Is that, is that <laughs> what it cool. was? Um, it was a camper van. I'm not sure it was a Westphalia. I don't know the different lines of them, but okay. it didn't... I'm, Trying to remember if it had a pop-up, pop but he called it Humphrey, and he drove it around everywhere. And he had another VW Beetle called Bertha, so he was quite into uh, into the cars. Hmm. That's a, a beautiful way to honor his memory. And how do you decide who gets this honor? Well, I think the most important thing is that I don't decide. We leave it to, uh, to the experts. Um, when we established the scholarships, uh, we went around and talked to probably about 50 to 70 of Glenn's friends and other people movers and shakers in the brewing industry in the Pacific Northwest. And we asked them um, what they thought would be the best kind of um, dream team for a scholarship a selection committee. And so that what we did is we ended up by putting together a five-person scholarship committee. And now we have two rotating uh, members of it. So we leave it to the experts. The role of the foundation is to promote the scholarships uh, and to uh, to coordinate um, with the experts and and make it all, all work. And so it's, it's worked great for the past uh, 12 years. And uh, and about five years ago, we established a scholarship with American Brewers Guild, and we established a separate scholarship committee, and we have five permanent members and, and one rotating member. So we, we like to do it that way. It keeps it fresh and, and, and relevant. If you are lucky enough to land one of these scholarships, then what happens? Describe it. Yeah, I, I got to say, it's, it's got to be a beautiful thing to uh, be a recipient of the scholarships. There's a lot of demand for them. Um, so there's three different scholarships aimed at different kind of levels uh, uh, for the brewers. There's one that is the to Siebel's uh, concise course, which is a is a two week course in Chicago, and it's really intended for kind of the junior brewers, the folks that have been at it for two or three years that are trying to move up the ranks, still putting in some of the fundamentals. 
Um, and then we have um, the International Diploma course at Siebel, and that's really for more advanced brewers. Um, and that is a 12-week course, six weeks in Chicago, six weeks in Munich. It's kind of like the creme de la creme of, of the scholarships. It's worth about $25,000 with the travel stipend. Um, and that's kind of something that kind of could be a real career changer for, uh, for somebody that, that receives that. The third scholarship we have is to the American Brewers Guild, and it's the Intensive um, Brewing Science and Engineering Program, which is a six-month distance learning program with a residential week in um, Middlebury, Vermont. And that's really intended from pretty much from home brewers to, um, to kind of mid-career brewers and uh, is a super popular one among craft brewers especially. So it's been 12 years, which means that you must have seen noteworthy outcomes from people who have received this. You know, can you tell me about some of the stories of people who've received this in the past? Yeah, well, there's there's a bunch of folks that that um, have gone on to to do many great things. You know, be the head brewer. We've, um, there's the the guy that's the head brewer at Laurelwood, and when he received the scholarship, he was he was kind of a junior brewer, kind of moving his way through. Um, there's we we I think one of the the most noteworthy thing is, is the way that the scholarship recipients find ways to do something to support the scholarship in, in, in future years. They do their own own fundraisers or they um, they convince uh, who they're working for to do a specialty beer. One example would be um, Jacob Leonard, who was probably, I think, a year three or year four recipient. Uh, he was at Walking Man. He moved over to uh, to Widmer and really was the brains behind Faulkner's IPA and and that project helped raise funds for the uh, scholarship uh, scholarships as well. So there's there's countless um, examples of different ways that the scholarship recipients have founded in themselves to give back to the foundation. I think that's one of the things that is um, one of the strongest things about the, the scholarship program. Does the funding come from different places every year? Who's putting up the money? Yeah. So the the funding started with the Sasquatch Brewfest and. The, where my brother worked was it was the Wild Duck, which actually closed a couple of years after um, he passed away. But they started the Sasquatch Brewfest, and then there was really um, Glenn's friends and brewers in the Eugene community kind of took took it took the bull by the horns and and made that a, a lasting event. And so we just had the twelfth annual Sasquatch Brewfest in June in Eugene. And so that's been a really important um, source. Um, what actually that we actually spun off that organization as a separate nonprofit, and the proceeds of that go to support charities that represent Glenn's non-brewing interest in the local community, whether it be kids' sports programs or alternative transportation. So, but we've taken some of the early monies along with our annual Sasquatch Brewam, which I could tell you about a little bit later, and also um, the various fundraisers. We, we Believe it or not, we, there's probably about five or six fundraisers that people, somebody might throw themselves a party and donate the proceeds. It's kind of like, it's really a beautiful grassroots thing. Um, the, there was a, a brew fest in eastern Oregon. They raised a bunch of money, and they thought it would be a great thing to, to donate to the foundation. And then we also, um, a couple of years ago, Hop Union um, put together a proprietary hop called Faulkner's Flight, and they donate um, proceeds from that project, and it's a super popular um, proprietary um, hop blend. They donate proceeds from that to the foundation every year, and that's really what has helped underwrite the expansion of the program to include things like the um, International Diploma Course. So it, it does sound like there are there are some consistent sources, and then there are just sort of more sources every year and new sources. And so it's perpetually expanding. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, our goal is to make sure that anybody that's a qualified applicant for a scholarship knows about the scholarship. It's a sad day when there's a qualified person that didn't know about it. Um, so that's our main thing. And then also just to kind of spread the word about brewing education. And I think that 
uh, education resonates with people, and uh, often people are doing things and find it a good cause, and, and so it's kind of uh, viral in that sense. Tell me about the Brew-Am. So the Brew-Am, we, we just celebrated the 10th annual Brew-Am, which is um, kind of modeled on the Pro-Am, basically. It's individuals that want to come and play with um, brewers, right? You know, everybody wants to go hang out with the, the head brewers and the key guys in the industry, or any brewer for that matter, so it attracted a lot of interest that way. But more recently, it's become kind of like a brewer party. I would say about 60 to 70% of the people are brewers themselves. And, and um, the breweries will send, you know, a couple of teams. Laurelwood sends two teams every year. 21st Amendment here sends a team every year. Hopwork sends a team every year. And we're talking about, you know, four to six people each year. So um, we've got a regular kind of consistent group of folks. And we do it at the McMenamin's Edgefield in Troutdale, Oregon. And I think it's one of the only events that you can have outside beer come in. So all the brewers bring their beer. We have five different kind of stations along the way. So it's a, it's a great morning of golf and beer and beer and maybe a little bit of golf and a lot of camaraderie and fun. <laughs> yeah, if you can, uh, if you can uh, swing your club at about hour number four of that tournament, you're, you're doing well, right? That's right. Well, fortunately for, for everybody, it's a par three and it moves pretty quick. Oh, okay. And then we have... A big raffle that's super popular, and um, but it's a it's a nice fundraiser. But I think more importantly, it's a great connection for people that are up for the Oregon Brewers Festival, and it's a smaller venue event than the Brewers Fest itself. And I think the Brewers especially like to hang out with each other there. When you started this scholarship, did you have an idea in your mind of what this was going to look like? Did you have a goal, or did you just sort of start and we're going to see what comes? Yeah, you know, I think the goal was to make it to the next year, quite frankly. Um, you know, the Sasquatch Brewfest um, provided some nice funding at the beginning, but then the Wild Duck closed after two years. So we were wondering what the, what the you know, where our funding source is going to go. And then Glenn's friends and the local community all got together and made that a sustainable event. Um, I think we kind of developed a bit of a vision two or three years into it. Um, the vision really is not just to have one single scholarship for junior brewers, but to have a scholarship that appealed to brewers of all different levels. And so we built that out with the International Diploma Course and the American Brewers Guild Scholarship. And then we also, um, our geographic region for the applicants is kind of Pacific Northwest, and we've kind of built that out through the Rockies. And so um, we cover basically about half of the country. All, you know, So it's basically all the western states and the Rocky states right now for the scholarships. Um, I think our future vision is really to kind of build it out. Glenn was from Atlanta. Um, well, I was from Atlanta, too. We grew up in Atlanta. And um, Glenn started his home brewing um, in, in Georgia. And I think that we'd like to, um, to bring a scholarship home to the, uh, to the southeast. And that, that's kind of the next goal for us. Was he your older or younger brother? He was my older brother. So I was forever his little brother. Even when I was 40, I was his little brother. Of course. <laughs> so, of course, once the little brother, always the little brother. Yeah, Glenn was a big guy. I was 18 months younger and always 18 inches or more shorter than he was. And he That's had a cruel. huge long beard. So I have a goatee and his beard was 18 times as big. Older and bigger. You bet. Wow. The short end of every stick. Yeah, that that's did. right. Yeah. yeah. But he looked after me. He was a great guy. Do you have other siblings? Nope. It was just two of us. What do you think he would say if he saw the scholarship today? Well, I think... <laughs> To the extent that that question is answerable. Yeah. Well, it's kind of hard to answer. It's hard to, hard to, 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 to see that. But I, I think he's, um, he's a super emotional guy. Uh, he'd probably just you know, grab everybody in a big bear hug and, and say thanks. 
what do people do if they um, if they uh, wish to inquire or you, you know you're going to hear everybody listening to this is is wanting to know how in the world they can get their grubby little paws on some of that scholarship money. So how do they do it? <laughs> you could just go to um, well, you can go to the Siebel website and go to their scholarship page, you know, or you can go to the American Brewers Guild and go to their scholarship page, or you can come to our website. You can always go uh, just um, search for Faulkner Foundation, spelled like Falconer, like the bird. So F-A-L-C-O-N-E-R Foundation. So it was Glenn Hay Faulkner. And um, you'll find our page there. And you can find all the information there. You can find the information about the various events. We're linked on to the, to the, um, to the Brewfest, which is, as I mentioned, uh, is our sister nonprofit. Um, you can find information about uh, the Brewam as well. And uh, two scholarships that are offered in the springtime, those are the Siebel Scholarships, and one scholarship in the fall. And that's now, the fall. I guess it's summer, but we've already, we just launched that scholarship Today, as a matter of fact, so uh, we're, we'll be taking applications through mid-November for the ABG uh, scholarship. You know, we're always looking for for people to help spread the word. If you have a, if you know of a brewer that uh, a home brewer or a professional brewer that uh, is interested in in advancing their career, look at the scholarship. Kind of the way I think that you know the the way that we look at life is is you know what makes a good brewer. It's it's passion. It's it's hard work, and. Um, those kind of things are, are intrinsic and talent and artist, art, artistry. Those things come from within. And the thing that sometimes brewers don't have <clears throat> is the financial resources to go and get us the education. And so that's kind of the, 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 uh, the role that we play. And so we want all those, that, all those people that have all those other great intrinsic qualities to, to look to us to help them uh, complete the package. So no skill level is off limits. Is that fair to say? Yeah, actually, we've had um, home brewers, but usually, you know, a home brewer that prevails against some junior brewers is a pretty special home brewer. Somebody that's not just kind of dabbled, but has um, accomplished something in their own right as a home brewer. So, of the maybe twenty-eight scholarship recipients, we've had maybe four that came that were home brewers. But of the twenty-eight, you know, I would say that twenty-eight <laughs> started as home brewers as well, and, and that's kind of you know, that's the, the fact of how the industry works, but also. Um, also kind of what we're all about as well. Well, I hope you hear that, everybody, because he's talking to you. You guys are the special homebrewers that are making the commercial quality beer uh, at your houses. So uh, this is a scholarship that is made for you. That's it for this week's Short and Stout. Thank you to Quentin Faulkner for making the trek out to the Hop Grenade and sitting in with me and telling me all about his brother and his awesome scholarship program. This has been Short and Stout, and until the next one, this is Scott the Jew saying Lachayim. You're listening to the Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. Yes, sir. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, We heard a little short and stout segment from our very own Scott Moskowitz in there about the Glen Hay Falconer Foundation, which is, uh, if you were listening, just really an awesome foundation. It's been around for uh, a few years now and providing scholarships for brewers. Uh, It's really a a great situation. So um, go check them out. Uh, I think they said you can go over to the Siebel page and uh, get information about it. You can. And weirdly, his name is Faulkner, but it's spelled Falconer. Oh, it's Faulkner. As I told him 
him off the air when he was in here, I would be pronouncing it fal- Falconer. Yeah. Right? Well, and that's how it's been pronounced to me for years. I've gone to the, uh, they have a golf tournament uh, around the Oregon Brewers Festival that's also a fundraiser for that, too. And I remember everybody saying Falconer. I, uh, I would, yeah. and, yeah. You, you know, if you're listening, uh, Quentin, Falconer. go with it, baby. Falconer. <laughs> Uh, all right, so a great segment there from Scott. You can just uh, check it out. Thanks for tuning in during the break there. Uh, one thing I need to let you know about before we uh, move on with a, a little tasting we've got going on here is the American Homebrewers Association. Our good friends over at the Homebrewers Association who uh, I feel like we've just grown up alongside them. Um, you know, we've, we've – uh, we, Went to the first conference uh, back in 2006, uh, our first conference as the BN, and we've really just sort of grown up together ever since. You can go to homebrewersassociation.org, just an an awesome website, and become a member of the Homebrewers Association because they're the ones who deal uh, with legislation that keeps us uh, allowed to homebrew and and bring our beer to different places, and they do a really great job. I think last time I talked about this, Tasty, I mentioned that, you know, there was the the law passed that, that sort of helped us by allowing homebrew at festivals, but then it also hurt us uh, potentially putting the National Homebrewers... Uh, yeah, the language was uh, kind of detrimental in a way. Yeah. To California. Right. And the AHA has already fixed that, uh, yeah, that they problem. Were, so they helped a lot. They're yeah. really great at it, and it's, you know, it's a small yearly membership fee, and uh, I really think you get a lot out of it, including uh, Zymergy Magazine. And uh, you know, Bill and I were talking about this magazine. I, I, I think this is the magazine you were referencing uh, before the show. Uh, they've got pumpkin beers featured in uh, this month's uh, issue. And even online, if you go to homebrewersassociation.org, you can get five tips on brewing pumpkin beers from Elysian Brewing Company, who, uh, of course, as Bill knows, Elysian doesn't just do one uh, pumpkin beer. They do like eight pumpkin right. beers. Right. <laughs> like huh. they go, he really goes for it. Dick Cantwell's a, a great, uh, great do, brewer. They do one in a bathtub. They do one in a t- yes, and seven in a in a regular uh, yeah actual stand up shower. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so go check it out homebrewersassociation.org. If you click the AHA link on our homepage, it's down there at the bottom right, and you subscribe that way. You're supporting the AHA and you're supporting us at the same time, and it's just a nice thing for you to do. So go check it out homebrewersassociation.org. So in front of you. <laughs> I can't wait for this. I'm really yeah. excited about this little whatever it is we're doing. <laughs> well, Bill, uh, introduce us uh, to the new face in the studio as well, so our listeners and, and viewers on the video know who's about to do this tasting with you. Um, we have a very small home office. Okay. And I've had a number of uh, people work for me, and sometimes they work out and sometimes they don't. <laughs> so sometimes I go many, many months looking for... Uh, an assistant or somebody who knows anything about anything. And, uh, <laughs> Which is really hard to find, by the way. Uh, Christy came out of business school. She can do a spreadsheet. Uh, her and her partner own a well-known multi-tap in uh, Hayward called Buddies. Okay. And so when she came on, it was a perfect match. So she's been almost a year uh, helping me run the uh, ADA, the American Distilling Association. So she helped me do the SBA loan. Uh, she helped me do the uh, Indiegogo program, and she, okay. uh, she's a real joy to have her on. So Christie's joined us in the studio, and it sounds like what you've done has gotten Bill shit together for him. Uh, exactly. This is the short uh, story. Um, Somebody has to be mature. 
It's not going to be Eric or Bill. Uh, By the way, Bill, uh, at the break, uh, I was noticing that uh, people are tweeting in about the show, enjoying listening to the program. Uh, The 21st Amendment, uh, Sean O'Sullivan, he's listening to the show and really enjoying listening to you and all the great things that he he feels you've done for, uh, you know, beer in California and distilling for that matter. Thanks. Yeah, I saw you should know. People are enjoying listening to you on the program. All right, so here's what we've done. Because we thought it'd be fun. We don't really do distilling shows here on the BN. We're, we're yeah, I think we've done maybe two. Just a little bit. Of about it. nine yeah. years. Yeah. 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 And people ask us to do them from time to time to go through instruction. And, you know, in my opinion, it's just not really our thing. But every now and then we'll, we'll do a little tasting and we'll, we'll learn a little bit about uh, what it is to distill and, and what whiskey is. So here's what we decided is with you folks coming in, we thought it'd be fun to put three... Uh, uh, I'm not very good at this, so you're, you're going to end up correcting me at the end if I've gotten it wrong. I think what we've put in front of you are three whiskeys. You might end up telling me at the end when you find out what they are, that one's it's a bourbon gin. and one's a, and one's a whiskey <laughs> yeah. and one's yeah. a, I don't know the No, the, go- the color gives it away. It's okay. whiskey. Okay. So you've got three whiskeys in front of you. You don't know what they are. And here's what, we, what we've done. We've, we've taken a, a bottom shelf whiskey, you know, something that I can afford. Uh, we bought that. Uh, then we've taken kind of a middle of the road. Um, you know, you might consider it a top shelf if you go to your average bar, right? Like at Applebee's, uh, kind of a like top a shelf. yeah, kind of a middle <laughs> yeah. of the road. And then, uh, and then hopefully, what is a, a, a high end, uh, like a real, like yeah, truly yeah. would be, actually be considered a top shelf, like out of Chili's. Uh, in, uh, right, right, right. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, no, I think even in the whiskey Pappy, world, Pappy Van Winkle, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, real, that's what we have. real top shelf stuff. <laughs> yeah, wow. I love you some Pappy. Uh, I've never had it. So. Why aren't you drinking any? Why only well, us? <laughs> he doesn't like brown liquor. I'll tell you why. I, I don't like Racist. it at all. And and the idea here, I thought, was, and, and of course, nobody's being held to any real standard, but you guys taste this stuff. You know what it tastes like. And we yeah. thought it'd be fun to see if you could if you could place the, the shitty one, the medium one, and the good one. What I will do, though, is after we're done with our, our little game here, I'm going to taste... Uh, what Bill brought for oh. us. We'll talk about that. And then we brought one, another one that we thought would be fun to taste, too. Our own uh, Kim Shimke, who does our, our social media, um, brought one from Seven Stills, which apparently has some citra hops in it and also some like maple syrup or something. I don't, it's a weird... We mm. thought it'd be fun to try it. Hmm. It's a, a, an artisan uh, whiskey. So she, she, these I will taste with you, Eric. Great. Is that fair enough? My staff out there is like... Justin, you're, you're going to drink whiskey tonight? I think everyone's going to ask for a raise by the end of the program. It's like the time to ask for all the things that need to be fixed around here. Sure. Are you, are, are you hinting that it's time for us to ask for raises? Uh, no. Oh. oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. you got to love Kim, by that the sucks. way, rolling yeah. in with his bottle and presenting us like, hey, I brought you guys something. Meanwhile, there's like a, you know, a couple of swigs gone from it. She was like, well, you know, it was a oh, long yeah. Bart ride. <laughs> yeah. She had to keep warm. Yeah. So our contestants today are Beardy, Eric... Christy, Bill, and JP. Right. And again, there's really nothing at stake here. We just we thought it would be fun. And um, so I noticed they're not numbered. How are we going to keep track? Right. Of that? Left, middle, right. Yeah, keep them in the order. Yeah. So you're going to name okay. left number one. You know, whatever you'd end up doing. All right. Yeah. So go ahead and start tasting them uh, at, at your own convenience here. And again, you're just looking to to list them by quality. This one would be your 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 top one. This one would be your middle. This one would be your your shit. Uh, and that's what we're looking for you to do. Hmm. 
And then I'll end up asking you guys if you, you know, I, I'm curious about the results because I, I just wonder sometimes if people can really tell. I've done this with beer, by the way. And don't listen to me if you need to think about your drinks. I'm just yapping while, while you taste. But we've done this with beer where we've had brewers come in and we've given them like a, you know, really kind of a macro beer and then a pseudo craft beer and then, a, you know, what's supposed to be a high end craft beer. Or even worse than macro. We've gone with like King Cobra to yeah. come with like the malt liquor for the bottom it's shelf. Super. Ooh. And we've no Torsi done terrible at it. As uh, you know, we sit in here and talk about how we taste good beer all the time, and we know our craft beer, and we have notoriously done horrible at this at this test of, of figuring out which one is the good one. When it's blind and you don't have the label anymore to know yeah. what's happening, the King Cobra becomes a, a Mertzen. <laughs> all of a sudden, it's very malty. <laughs> it's interesting with the malt liquor because you, you you taste it maybe next to a Pabst or something, and you think that King Cobra is the craft because it actually has some malt character, right. and you're just picking. Uh, Turns out it's well. You got to remember also the flavor comes through nose. Okay, yeah. The nosing is very very critical on on all products. So I definitely noticed, Bill, as I was watching everybody. The first thing you did was was really just smell each glass. You all three of them before tasting a single one. You nosed each one. Uh, Okay, and uh, you're saying that's where you get most of your characteristics and taste from. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is anybody professional uh, judging is in a black glass? So you can't even see the color. Oh, good oh, call. Wow. Yeah. We do need to get black glasses for all of our blind tastes. I think, yeah, that's like the first that. thing I did was yeah. hold up to the light, look at the colors. Yeah, yeah. okay. What are you looking for? Like, is, is, is the... Some sort of... Uh, I was looking at the color gradient just to, just to try to get a handle on what could be what. I don't know. Does color tell you about quality? Like the, the actual depth of the color? Or it just might tell you because you, it's familiar, you'd recognize a brand I, or something. I think it would tell you about... Maybe the barrel character, yeah. okay. In terms of roast or how long it was in the barrel, yeah. Because the Nothing spirit, the spirit right out of the still is clear, and so the color of brown whiskeys comes from the wood, okay. And I, so I promise you, we could reverse engineer this. Oh yeah, you think you could really? Get, you could guide us through actually don't getting. Think there's chemists out there that can take any product and reverse engineer it. Okay. You don't mean we could reverse engineer it right here just by tasting. You we, mean we we'd actually reverse any yeah. quality alcohol you can find. Okay, okay. Well, talking about color too, I I thought the number one doesn't look as well. The other two appear to be a little more golden to me. Okay. Yeah, n- number, number one, one definitely is a, it's yeah darker. Yeah, more amber colored. I got mine. All right, JP, we'll let you go first. Um, you want you want me to do this? No, Jay's got it. All right, JP. All right, did you spell my name right? So you've got left. <laughs> Thanks for laughing, Warren. Q, it. S. <laughs> <laughs> left, gotcha. left, middle, and right. And I just want you to give me a number for each. So on your left, uh, what number is that? One, one being the lowest quality. Right. Okay. Right. Uh, so you're giving left the, the mid shelf. Okay? Yes, I think so. And the middle? Uh, uh, is three the top or three the bottom? Three is the top. Three. Okay. And then uh, right being number one, please. Thank you very much. And Yay! you want to give us any uh, reasons why? The color. Um, mainly the color. No, uh, <laughs> number three, or excuse me. See, this is very confusing. The middle one uh, seems to have a lot more body character to it. It has a lot more going on. There's a lot more flavors uh, in there um, than the other two. The, the one on the right is kind of thinner a little bit. I think the one on the left is a little sweet. Um, and there's not a whole lot of complexity really to it. Okay. It's just kind of, 
um, like almost a, like a dark sugar sweetness, but there's nothing really to balance that out. I don't really enjoy it very much. Okay. That's all I got. That's about as far as I can go. Hey, that's all right. These are the things I'm looking yeah. for. I'm like, I'm mostly curious with the results. I right. They'll just Me be too. all yeah, across I'm the excited. board anyway. All right, Bill, what do you think? Um, I'm going to go the middle one is one. That's the best tasting one. Okay. Put his one. mic in Wait. front of his no, mouth. No, the worst yeah. tasting one. Wait. The worst tasting one yeah. would be right. The worst t- tasting would be right. So that's your, uh, yeah. that's right, your worst one. Okay. Left and then center for the three. So he's, he's in line with me. Same as JP. Oh, I don't have it that way. <laughs> so weird. confusing. No, right. I think I screwed that up. Okay, so I said three is the best, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. from one to three, one being the worst, second being the best. Wait, third being this the... Is, yeah, this rating system. Well, what's number four? <laughs> There's no fourth class. Water. All right, so JP, you said uh, left is, is was your second. Uh, the middle was third being the, the best. The best, yeah. Okay, and so uh, Bill said exactly the same thing. Yeah, so my, my thought also is the, the middle one has a real scotch-type mm-hmm. uh, yeah. whiskey nose what... to it, and I generally hate scotch, so I can <laughs> pick that out pretty easily. Yeah. Uh, and the, as I said, the, the one on the left is the sweetest one, and so uh, it has, I think that one has the best nose is on the, on the left there. But that one is the middle yeah. shelf. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. So I'm glad we're on the same page. Yeah, me too. Christy? Okay, now you can change your vote. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. no ch- we should, nope. I should have made you all write down your votes ahead of time. So I think the one in the middle is the highest quality. It tastes very smoky. Okay. Smoky to me. Mm-hmm. I think the one on the left is the poorest quality. It it's the like, poorest. It tastes like water to me. Okay. Uh, so, so then the one on the right being right the middle. middle. Okay, so you just switched the ones on the outside ends there? Yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, I'm so... This is the best game we've ever yeah. played. Well, of course, we're going to find out that when we tell you what the, they all are, it's yes. certainly subjective then of which is good, bad, sure. and, anyway, isn't it? Um, all right, Eric? So the one on the left, I thought it just tasted watered down. It did have a really nice nose on it, but it just really ha- had flat, watery flavors, Number two, I thought was had a lot of that smokiness, which, like once again, I'm not a big fan of scotch of the the peated smoked malts. And so, number three, the last one, I, I would so it's essentially one, two, three is how I would rate that. Three had the most complexity of flavor, had a nice nose on it. I like that one the best. Got it. Okay. So for you, they're in order, left to right already. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Okay. Beardy. Um, I think one would be the bottom shelf. Um, <laughs> two, two is definitely a Scott, or I guess this. I guess we're going left. Right, yeah, you have to. Do, yeah, I got okay. it. I, I'm with you. I got it. So beauty. left, dumb, dumb is bottom. the worst. Yeah. <laughs> um, two is definitely a Scotch. Yeah. And so I'm trying to figure compare the quality of this Scotch versus the quality of the not Scotch in the third one. What's the difference between a Smoked malt. Whiskey and a scotch. S- smoked malt. Peat Usually. Smoked malt um, is what's in scotch. They make it from barley where we make our whiskeys in America from mm. corn. Okay. Big difference. Okay. Uh, they can use uh, peated, and I think some uh, distilleries use wood smoked also. I don't know I don't know that peat is required. So okay. what does it mean when they call it a, a scotch whiskey? Hmm. It's the same. It's redundancy. A scotch is a scotch whiskey, well, a, a right? A scotch is a type of whiskey. So that's so it's the same. So a scotch is a scotch whiskey. Okay. Yeah. They're just trying to sound fancy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, I was reading my uh, one of my whiskey books today about uh, s- the smoking of the grains. Usually they use wood fire, right? 
But back at the turn of the century, they'd cut down all the trees in Scotland, and there's some bogs out there that'll burn. <laughs> so they're using the bogs to, to burn, and the smoke picked up as a flavor and a characteristic by accident. Oh, interesting. So I, I would say um, center I like the most, and then the right would be the middle. Okay. The road. All right. You're tied. Uh, you have the same choice as Christy. Uh, Eric is on his own. He's the only one who just went one, two, three. On an island. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> a lonely island. And uh, JP and Bill uh, also chose the same. Did Beardy finish? I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, I finished all of <laughs> Right uh, when he said the lonely island. He said that his left was uh, the worst, uh, the middle was the best, and the right was uh, Interesting. The, the middle of the road. I'm going to so. punch him later. Um so to everybody no, um, except for Eric chose the middle glass as the the highest quality of uh, liquid that we put in front of you. Yeah, uh, obviously it it might be different if it's a scotch. So why don't we find out uh, what the the three are? So what is on the left? The left is Kessler blended American whiskey. It was under three dollars. It is the bottom uh. shelf. Beavis are holding it up right now. Kessler, oh, there it is. Wow. Oh, she's been hitting it in the other room. Yeah, <laughs> that's definitely less full than when it went in there. Yeah. So Kessler, Kessler. Huh. So in terms of, of plastic per, bottle and all, minute, of it comes in a plastic jug too. Yeah. yeah. In <laughs> terms of uh, perceived quality, uh, Christy, Eric, and Beardy all named the the whiskey on their left correctly as the lowest shelf. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the middle one? That is the good stuff. That's Walker Double Black. Johnny Walker Double Black oh. label. Uh, Bevo's also uh, holding up the, the bottle there. There's, is, is that the good stuff? I, I think that's it's good. good. I don't know. Is that, it t- tell me it's not good, and I'm just spending money on it's, Kessler, it's basically. A blend. It is a scotch it's, whiskey. Yeah. Is it blend, it's a blend or not? It's a blend. I think it, all it Johnny Walker's blended. So it's blended, blended with NGS, neutral grain spirits, and the flavor really comes out of the barrel. And so this might be what you all were picking up in the aroma and the flavor and, and it, the barrel, the barrel of that one. I've never had a Johnny Walker before. So this I is never have either. Uh, yeah. Are you guys serious? I've, I've yeah. got my wife for Christmas got me a Johnny Walker Blue, which is that's, ah, that's like the top. best. Of yeah. The, yeah. Let's, let's drink I it. I still tonight. haven't had it. Let's drink it tonight. Have you okay. opened it? All of it. Have you opened I it? I have not opened it yet. Okay. <laughs> my dad was, was a it. Johnny Walker guy. Uh, Johnny Walker red because of his bank account, but he would accept. <laughs> but he would always accept red. gifts <laughs> of Johnny Walker black. And he loved nose. Johnny Walker black if they came in the form of a gift. So, but I didn't quite uh, catch that. Would you consider this to be a, a good uh, scotch, Bill? Uh, no, no. It's not. I got to be careful. That's owned by probably Diage or one of the major corporations <laughs> who have drones. Oh, <laughs> they're the ones whose emails I mean, these you won't are answer. Billion-dollar corporation. Uh, is Johnny Walker a Canadian or was it? Is it no, I don't think it is Canadian. I don't think. Look, read the bottle for us. What's it say? Where's Where it, it from? It bottled in. He was grabbing it from the shelf. I want to say Scottish. Uh, I don't as, think it's Scottish. Well. No, I don't think it's Scottish either. No, but no. it's Canadian. Uh, Scotland, yeah, original. Scotland, well, yeah. It originated it's a in in. Uh, Kilmarnock, Ayrshire, Scotland. There you go. All right. Uh, 130 million bottle sales a year. 
They're a big, they're a large company. Uh, it's an expensive bottle, but maybe not the highest quality is what you're saying, Bill. It might, it, it's not a single malt it's whiskey. It's perfect if you uh, have a bar in your basement. I mean, we're just basing okay. it off of these, comparing these three, yeah. So, yeah. which is the highest on... So far, it's better the than the Kessler. Right. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's higher. Yeah. Yes. So far, yes. we've got that right. It tastes pretty good, though. Uh, I'll, I'll just say mm-hmm. that. But maybe for the price, it's not like... You remember, most people right. don't drink their whiskey straight. They're blending it. With yeah. That's the only way to drink things it. Things like that. And ice. I like ice in my whiskey. Oh, is that right? Mm-hmm. Yep. There's nothing wrong with that, right? That's not sacrilege to put a little no, ice you, in the whiskey? I, I, I have some stones that I have in the freezer yeah, if do. I want to chill it. Is I that just, where Candy just, keeps them for you? Right, yeah. yeah. She lets me take them out every now and then. And I, I just soak them but, in some scotch. And you can them. suck them in scotch and drink it? But for, yeah. but they for, say <laughs> the ice opens the flavor. But for some people, it's... Now, you say it that way, Beardy. See? But for some people, it's not just the temperature. It's actually watering it down a little bit. Is oh, the, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Is sure. the benefit. Oh, definitely. Okay. Yeah. 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 I always do a splash of water. Just yeah. right out of the fridge there, the, the cold water, just splash. Yeah. Water. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I feel like you could just drink water. No, I remember. When, I remember you tasting. You could have two uh, glasses of water, then you jump up and down. <laughs> yeah. I remember tasting scotch or All right, something. Number three. When uh, Mufasa was on the show. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he was pouring a, just a little bit of water. He called it like a yeah. finger. He always yeah, did sure. a little bit of water. Yeah. And Doc always had me do either a little bit of water or an ice cube when he yes. was trying to it, get it me definitely to like changes as well. It changes it the works. flavor in the it whole does. experience. Yeah. yeah, it make it makes it go from awful to kind of awful. <laughs> in, in my opinion, that's right. just my. Humble. It takes the edge mm-hmm. off the heat. It balances the some sweetness. I think, I think it depends on yeah. what you're drinking is about that day. Did you start with beer and you move to wine and then? You're finally going to leave the house and you have a little <laughs> bit of whiskey with some ice in it. Then it gets good. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. time to start is driving. Is that when it finally yeah. gets yeah. good? Yeah. Yeah. Or is it eight in the morning if, if, and you're watching cartoons? If you're, grab- <laughs> if you're grabbing your car keys, you want to add a little water to your scotch <laughs> right. before you're in there. Yeah. Because here's the thing with me and things like scotch. And, and I have driving. The, I have the same feeling about sushi. And that is huh? if a lot of people like it, if it's such a cool and, and so many people like it, yeah. Then I must be wrong. So I keep trying and trying. And, of course, everybody you meet goes, oh, you haven't tried this, you haven't tried this. So I keep trying and I keep mm. trying. Well, I still don't like sushi uh, and I still don't like whiskey. And you're wrong. And I, you you are wrong. And I keep trying. Have you had you give up sushi and moved to risotto? Because uh, an old-fashioned <laughs> essentially adds water and adds sugar. and Don't like it. I don't like oh. liquor. You haven't had I don't the like right the one. strong. That's what it is. It's, yeah. like, it's like people who don't like beer. You haven't had the right one. So this is my point. I and know. So I, I, I tend to believe that. Yeah. So I keep trying and I keep trying. It didn't take that long with beer. <laughs> it doesn't take that long with me when people come in and say they don't like beer. Within about 15 minutes, I can find them a beer that they like. Try it. And, I'm good. And i got to try me, these other ones. Right. To me, uh, there's a technique to sipping spirits like this. Mm-hmm. Like if you just... Throw it back. The sloshing around in, to me, makes the alcohol just the forefront. Yeah. But if you just like gent the, the gentle as gentle as you can be, letting yeah. it pass over your tongue and then just swallowing it. Yeah. That's where you get most of the flavors, and the alcohol is not just vaporizing. Right. So if I was hanging out with palate. you, it would be two to one. I'd have two down. You're still sipping the first one. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Right. So Bill's happier, and you're still <laughs> sipping like an idiot. <laughs> right. Right. So, but you're saying it's the opposite of wine, which you want to sort of agitate and blow the oxygen over, and you're or saying beer. the opposite, yeah. right. right? And I don't yeah. know if that's necessarily the prescribed way to do it, but that's what I've found when the I more did, gentle. Yeah, when I when I when I taste, I mix it gently, but not not as vigorous as a wine or a beer for mm-hmm. sure. Because yeah, you are volatilizing. 
Sure. You're you're getting a lot of the alcohol Bernie. Yeah. You get Bernie out in mouth. You get Bernie. Mouth hurt. Yeah. Liquid Bernie. Yeah, not 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 mixing, it's not, not hurting. Not, not burning man. Yeah. All right, let's find out what the uh, middle of the road. Yeah, the third one for me. It was the purple sacked one, Crown Royal. Crown, Crown Royal. Royal. Interesting. Crown Royal. I never yeah. had Crown Royal either. I never have never had any of these. You guys have never Canadian. had Walker oh, and wait, Crown Royal. Kind of to me, it sounds like we had bottom shelf, bottom shelf, middle shelf. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. No well, American. No American whiskey. No. Right. right. Yeah. Bad. No American. No, Who did the purchasing? Tra- Who's uh, the anti-American? Right. Bolshevik oh, right, yeah. <laughs> Who did this? <laughs> you almost got bottom shelf, bottom shelf, bottom shelf. <laughs> I sent Scott Whoa, over to go home and get something that resembled that a top shelf. Fun. That would be fun. <laughs> and I was like, how are they even going to decipher which is which? I guess we could have just done the old practical joke like, got you, fucker. Right. It's all the same one. Which yeah. might have been fun if one of them was like, oh, this and they didn't know what it was, but they're like, oh, this Kessler is incredible. Yeah. Like, oh, this one's the one. And then we go, yeah, it's in a That's plastic. That's what we were hoping for, for sure. Yeah. plastic jug. So did anybody get a perfect score? Yeah, um, Christy did, and uh, Beardy did. Christy oh. and Beardy got the yes, perfect score. Nice mm. work. Woo. I like it. All right. Well, that was fun I for me. Anyway. Um, Can we you, get price points on these? Yeah. <laughs> well, you got yeah, three dollars for the Kessler. Is that what it was? It, it yeah. was in a, a, a really small bottle. Uh, it, it was two dollars and change. Yeah. Okay. All right. It's, it's the crown came in a flask, which came uh, from the handle from Costco, which I think is like thirty bucks. A handle, okay. For a handle. So that's okay. the jug. So I wonder what that is comparatively. That's fine. Right. That's and then the the Johnny Walker Double Black is rather expensive. I, you know, it was a gift. Um, so I'm looking it up right now. Whoever I, gave it to you doesn't like you very much. I think you could, not. I think you could pay fifty bucks a bottle. Well, for that's that's like an equation. Usually a gift. That's yeah. like a. That's true. Yeah, yeah, Johnny Walker's like the the colored labels are usually a little higher priced. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Maybe they're. That's over- you're coming over to his house. He's making dinner, so you don't want to just seen get, him in a while, right, like yeah. that kind of thing. All right. <laughs> right. Yeah. It looks you don't like want to look like a schmuck. It's about forty bucks or so. Oh. 45 bucks. That's we could, bad, we could buy a yeah. lot of beer for $40. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not not that much anymore. It depends on where you go, yeah. doesn't it? Here yeah. at the Hop Grenade, we have great prices, Bill. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> wow. Come on down. I'm here. We are middle shelf. <laughs> <laughs> so do you guys want to try these other ones yes, that we have? Yes, please. Very sure. much so. Now, Bill brought us this one. So if, if someone... Do we have any other glasses in here? No, we have a mm. dump bucket, though. Moskowitz. Uh, yeah, we can I'm dump those, what we've got. And then we'll try Bill's, and then we'll try this other one that our, our uh, the lovely uh, Kim lady friend brought to us. Um, it just says whiskey, for one. It's by Seven Stills. Does anybody know this uh, distillery, Seven Stills? I do not. No? Okay. Uh, they're in San Francisco, I guess. I think they're a brand new little startup. It's one of their first products off the line. Uh, let's see. A bit of, like I said, some uh, citrus hops. Not citra hops, just some citra, citrus hops. Uh, balanced by rich Vermont maple sugar. And then, of course, malted barley is what the label tells us about it. You want to just pour some in your glasses there and give There's that one a shot? Some water to yeah. rinse out. Oh, yeah. There's a glass of water there oh. if you want. <laughs> Steal that Thanks. and use that. Thanks, whoever this is. Um, I need an empty glass, too. Do you have a, one of your empties for me, Beardy? You'll get my reused water. I'm going to get your water empty? Okay. 
Get your water empty, girl. All right, while we're pouring that, we can go to the phone lines. We got a, a call coming in from North Carolina, and uh, it's that blind guy. He's one of our listeners. Oh, hey. Uh, not, not you, Beardy. The oh. other. Uh, and he wants to talk a little bit about uh, scotch. Hey, blind guy. Hey. Now, I, I don't want to claim to be an expert on scotch. The there dog. are people out there that are just like, my God, uh, you know. I mean, they're going to be buried in a cask. But listen, the, the the misapprehension is that that Johnny Walker stuff is scotch. That's crap. That that's what the scotch send you and laugh. Okay, uh, there's there's three types of scotch. There's scotch that comes from the Highlands. There's scotch that comes from the Islands, which they call Islay, and there's scotch that comes from the Lowlands, which they call Leyland. And that Johnny Walker Red is the Leyland scotch, and they use peat. To, to do that, and that's why it tastes obviously so strongly of peat. If you get a Highland Scotch like McCallum's, oh, uh, it is like drinking a brandy. Mm-hmm, it is mm-hmm. smooth. It is slightly sweet, and you can sit there and sip it all day long. And it is a wonderful and, thing to drink. And I guarantee you, I know exactly why you don't like it, Justin. It, it, it triggers that gag reflex, and it, and the, mm-hmm. the the Highland Scotch will not do it. Where does the space side okay. fit into that? Do you have any idea? It's Islay, right? Say again? Space side? Islay. That's Islay, right? Okay. Yeah. You guys are breaking up really bad. Is that, a, three, is that a brand that you're mentioning? It's another, it's like a sub region, I guess, maybe. And it's called what? Space side, S P E Y S I D. Okay, space side. All right. Yeah, right, yeah exactly right. Yeah, space side is, is, would be like near the River Spay. That's where it comes from. Okay? okay, but you have a Highland and you have an Islay and you have the Leyland. Okay, Islay and Leyland scotches are very peaty. Highland scotches are much smoother. Sometimes they have a bit of a smoke, not a peat smoke, but a wood smoke. You know, like an oak, mm. like a French oak. Those are my and favorites. It, it's so, so much more. Oh my God! It's like drinking. It's like drinking brandy. How many it, blind that, guy? How many do you have to drink before you can see again? <laughs> Has that ever happened? <laughs> Uh, see, see straight. Yeah. Uh, I can bring myself straight after half a bottle. I see. Okay, fair enough. All right. Thank you for the education. I appreciate it. Hey, Warren. Yeah. I want to catch up with you sometime, man. We got to talk. Uh, All right. He's a fast. Well, runner. just start walking. Let's yeah. see if we can find each other. <laughs> All right. Thanks, blind guy. Thanks, guys. All right. Cheers. Um, all right, there you go. A little education about the differences in scotch. So you've all you all have this uh, seven stills yeah. in front of you. What do you think about this one? It tastes the way uh, trube smells. I'll, yeah, there is a bit of a trube, trube flavor to it. Trube, yeah. So like the hop matter, the vegetal matter at the bottom. Not that it's vegetal, but it's kind of a, a more subdued hop. Thing yeah, going on. I don't know. Trube is what I got out of it. Like I think I like that part I've of it. I've eaten trube. It's weird. Yeah. It's it, the the aftertaste. Like a minute off your palate, that's when it gets good. Why did you eat trube? I I taste everything. I smell shit. I yeah. taste shit. I mm. I taste not shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't German. taste shit, but I'll taste right. the trube. Right. Uh, yeah. Bill, yeah, do you I like just, this one? I just eat everything. Uh, it's it's okay. You definitely can get the hop notes coming through. Yeah. So yeah. I, why, why do they have then the maple syrup? Well, not maple. Question. I got that wrong. Maple sugar. sugar. Yeah, yeah maple I don't understand sugar. the sugar. Uh, What's that mean? Maple sugar. I don't know. I, I wonder yeah. if they're trying to make it more like a like a hot beer. I don't know. I, I didn't understand that either. And, and you can kind of get those darker flavors that uh, I think kind of detract from what is happening. I yeah. get a, a very 
a caramelized sweet crust flavor yeah. that might be the the maple sugar if they're just throwing it in and it's getting burned like uh, lots of like candy, heavy melanoid heavy melanoid like candy pecan or something yeah like that. That. down your throat i want to try bills i need yeah, a clean would, glass yes. so i can try bills here now bill what is this uh, I, I don't I mean, know i, th- I just re- went into where all my alcohol is and i looked for something without a label on it <laughs> So I don't know if this was the end of somebody else's bottle, and I had an empty plastic bottle and filled it up. So I don't know. Give it a shot. See what you think. Right. Or it's built I don't, acid I don't, from the 60s. I don't think it's Either something. Either way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think it's $1. something. Was this $1 in the 60s? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For the next 12 hours, I'll just be sitting in my studio watching the walls melt. Um, Again. Yeah. <laughs> like I did yesterday. Uh, all right. Thank you, Bill. Well, that's a... Uh, that smells completely different than the last one. Mm. But is it going to be drinkable? Very Justin, soft. That's the question. I mean, very soft. I'm going to go out on a limb and say probably not. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just, just based on history. Yeah. yeah. 50-50 but, shot. I mean, I do hope that someday, just like like I said, like with sushi, I hope that someday someone hands me oh. a whiskey and I go, oh, I get it. Yeah. Now I understand. Everything's so yeah. wonderful. Have you tasted this yet? I just, no, not yet. <laughs> you should. All I did was smell it. The malt is very, very round. What does that mean? Smooth. Okay. Red, yeah. Oh, it's hard to describe. When I say round, that, that's my limit of my descriptor right there. It almost smells kind of fruity. You get, hmm. you get a little fruit when you smell it? Oh, I don't like that like at dried all. apricot? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right there. I mean, I'm well, embarrassed to say to Bill, because I have so much respect for you, but I don't like that at all. It's uh, at all. In fact, get out. But I have no. I mean, I Where's have no. Where's the bottle? Where's the no. bottle? I want to take it uh, home. Here. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking my no, bottle no. and I'm going. No, I'm going home. home. Yeah. More for me. But I'm no. Uh, I'm a terrible standard to to go by. So what what do I know? Uh, yeah. You like it, JP? I do. I really do yeah. enjoy it very it much. A, a, it's smooth and a very approachable. Lots of fruity. Lots of uh, sweet vanillin from the wood. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if really I would nice. cut this. No, I don't I, think I would cut it I, at all. I, I normally drink it just neat. I, 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 and warm, I put a little so. a little water in to open it up, but I think it's pretty good the way it is. What's the, yeah. the Bill, proof? Hypothetically, right. if this were allowed to pudding. be made at home, is this right. made at home? No, it's made. At, no, we have a two stills in Petaluma. <clears throat> oh, you do? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> so, excuse me. That's all right. That's all right. So the wash is made by Moylands. Oh yeah, it's uh, two thousand gallons. And we have a 500-gallon pot still that we make three runs through uh, to take it from 8% to 40%. And then we have a, a, a Carl still. That's my still, actually, that sits up there. And they do the final cut on that, taking it from 40-proof to 120-proof into the barrel. Wow. Okay. So it's it's uh, it's been in the barrel for two years. So it's, it's a nice whiskey. It really uh, – I will say that it really sort of disappears afterward. There are a few uh, there are a few things that linger behind. Those are actually kind of nice. I don't even know how to describe them. A little bit fruity, a bit tropical or something. No burn. But no burn. That's absolutely right. Everything else just kind of goes yeah. away. Um, that must be a good thing. <laughs> that sounds nice. I'm the worst person to interview about uh, about distilled well, spirits. Stop. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, good call. <laughs> I, just, I do have one last question. What, what is the the proof on it? Uh, that's eighty. Just standard. standard. Mm-hmm. What, yeah. what kind of barrels? I, I believe was it we in? did one batch one time, and it was at ninety proof. And we had a class going on. And we took a vote, and three or four people loved the ninety proof because the higher the alcohol, more flavor comes over. Mm-hmm. Same in beer. When you get that alcohol up, more flavor molecules stick to the alcohol. Mm-hmm. Oh, huh. So it's uh, 
So th- this is diluted. This isn't cast strength. Yes, that's the best stuff. Yeah, you got to be strength. careful too. If you start yes, drinking 120 strength. proof, oh, no, you, can't, you can't find your car. Oh. Yeah, that's bad. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Well, no, that's remember, good. You, you didn't yeah. come on with a car. Right? That's like me when you're I wake up in, in the morning. hotel. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and you're looking for your car. Yeah, in your hotel room. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I only see a bed. You're, you're in New Orleans. You just keep the little card. You know where your hotel mm. is. Yeah, that's a good idea. Beardy can't find his eyelids. There right, <laughs> it's difficult. Well, thank you so much for sharing, Bill. Yeah. And thanks yeah. for coming in. That was very uh, good. Christy, yes, well you. done on your uh, your win there. You Killing and Beardy. It. Thank you very mm-hmm. much. Yeah, that was uh, that was very nice. Um, all right. Eric, uh, thanks so much for coming in and talking to us about uh, just the whole experience uh, you know, with your dad and, and then, of course, now the new venture. I'm excited for you guys. Big fan. Oh. Love oh, being here. Thank you. I, I do wish you luck. Once again, you can go to owensmalt.com right now, and you can uh, help fund this, I think, fantastic project. Yeah. What do you guys think the timeline is that you might be able to, to do this? I know it's a moving target. but um, I negoti- negotiated the lease not to pay rent for a year. Nice work. Good man. Uh, well, right. still, this still takes a year to get delivered. Okay. And we can build out the brew house part of it in probably six, seven months in the malt house. So we'll have those two open probably by uh, June of next year. And we're hoping by September to have all three running. Oh, fantastic. But you can't. Wow. The, I tell people it's not only the equipment. It's the licensing. Everything yeah. takes time. Of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wish yeah. I had money to donate to it, this. Is there so any I regulation on. Ten dollars. I want this thing to happen. Right. Is being a maltster. Regulated at all, no. like like a brewery or just no. no. Anybody can make malt. Well, you got to figure out how to do it. Well, right, <laughs> but, but there's no government. What about the health department? I, yeah. I tried to go call them, but everybody's like, "What's malt?" Right. So. Yeah. <laughs> all right, I asked. Yeah. Yeah. good. At the health department too, they don't want to know because you're. They don't consider yeah. it a food they, product. They come through the pro, the building, look to see if you have mice. Sure, sure, and give them twenty years. Yeah. yeah. They'll figure it out. Or less. Yeah. Uh, wow, that's great, though. Yeah. That, that makes it a little easier. So there's still the regular city permits and everything else. Yeah, it'll, yeah. Be a, yeah. it'll be a pain in the ass. All right, go check them out. Uh, Owensmalt.com. Yeah, for or search sure. for it on Indiegogo. It's on our live stream page right now, and you can support it for as little as 10 bucks. Uh, and if you go up a little more, you get some really cool stuff, uh, including some of the uh, great books that Bill has written over the years. And if you really want to go up there, you can get a, a print. Of it's, yeah. yeah, great, great prints. First, if you are of means, uh, Brew Tattoo. That it's really, I mean, it's, this is valuable photography. I mean, the, the man yeah. is famous in the photography world. When mm-hmm. I talked to my brother, who's a photographer, owns an art gallery down in L.A., and told him that Bill o, uh, Owens was coming on the show, he was uh, beside himself. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Surprised you didn't come up then to uh, drool on him. I, <laughs> I am, too. He might be on his way. That's, that's, that's a $700 yeah. donation level. Got to Drooling yeah. on Bill Owens. <laughs> right. I got contacted about you the other day, Bill. Uh, someone's uh, attempting to do uh, an interview um, I think with you and the uh, then governor of California when you guys passed the law. Uh, I think it was Jerry Brown back then, wasn't it? And, uh, Weird. Huh. Hmm. Wasn't it around that time? It might have been. Who was the governor then? Do you remember? Ronald yeah. Reagan? No, not Reagan. No. Brown? I don't know. I it might have been Brown. It might have been Brown. I can't, yeah. remember, I can't remember 30 years back. It might have been Brown. What anyway, year, they're trying to put together it? something um, uh, an interview between the two of you to talk about this law passing and then, of course... Bison coming well, after we, that. We and, went parody on the spirit side, same as wine and beer have on 
doing the tax reduction. That's, okay. that's coming. And we want to be able to have a gift shop where you can buy a bottle and walk out the front door. Duke oh, yeah. Majin, apparently. You can't do that yeah. now? with no, a, Only certain states allow that. Is that right? And hmm. some states you can make a cocktail also. Uh-huh. And then sell them a bottle or a case and they walk out the front door. Yeah. Liquor Missouri, laws are so weird. Michigan, you know? there's a lot of good states. We're like the most pornographic Puritans uh, ever. It's we're, so we're, weird we're, how we are. Republicans. It's so <laughs> weird. Not always. It's yeah. just so weird the things that we decide to draw lines about. I For think sure. This is what I'm getting yeah. at. Yeah. It's, it's, there are other things that we're like, yeah, fuck it. Shoot each other in the face. It's yeah. fine. If you're poor, but, you get free pot in Berkeley. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's just a very strange. Uh, it was uh, Governor Duke Majin, everybody. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, well, thanks so well, much thank for you. being on the program. Here's what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to take a, a, a pretty quick uh, break here. And uh, when we come back, we're going to play uh, another game, a chance for you to win uh, some prizes. We're going to play uh, JP's favorite game, Find the Fake. Right. Um, Which yeah. usually is me. That's, you're usually the fake. Right. Uh, so if you want to win something... Uh, uh, Call us right now, 888-401-BEER. You can play uh, Find the Fake. Uh, we'll do that in just a couple minutes when we come back. Thanks again to uh, Bill and Eric Owens. Uh, Christy, thanks for coming and hanging out and tasting with us. And once again, go to owensmalt.com and support uh, the uh, Owens & Sons Malt Company. Yeah. Hang in there. It's Thank the you. session. We'll be right back. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Are you a member of the American Homebrewers Association? Well, you should be. Members of the AHA can focus on brewing beer, and the AHA takes care of the rest. The American Homebrewers Association advocates on behalf of homebrewers like you to legalize the hobby in all 50 states and make sure that beer laws make sense. Plus, there are many great benefits that come with your AHA membership, like pub discounts that give you awesome deals at bars, restaurants, breweries, and more. Zymergy Magazine and eZymergy. For tons of articles, how-tos, easy-to-follow recipes, and news about the hobby you love. And access to the members-only content on homebrewersassociation.org. But the AHA can't do it without your support. Join today so the American Homebrewers Association can keep fighting for your homebrewing rights. Visit homebrewersassociation.org or join right now from the homepage of the Brewing Network website. Relax. Don't worry. It's the American Homebrewers Association. The best thing to happen to brewer's yeast in a century is from White Labs. For pro brewers and home brewers, yeast in the new Pure Pitch Package, powered by Flexel technology, redefines how fresh your yeast can really be. That's because your yeast is cultured, grown, and delivered all in the same Pure Pitch Package. It's never been transferred and never been exposed to the environment. Pure Pitch is powered by White Labs' proprietary Flexel container, which took six years to develop and is designed to be the best home your yeast has ever traveled in. Just cut open a Pure Pitch package and pitch the purest yeast possible. Learn more about Pure Pitch powered by FlexCell technology at whitelabs.com. And while you're there, sign up for one of the many great classes White Labs offers like Yeast Essentials 2.0 coming up August 22nd and 23rd or any one of their great workshops for brewers, distillers, and vendors. Pure Pitch from White Labs. Six years to develop, refine, and perfect. Two seconds to open. 
Hey, Wooly, I'm beat. Can we find a nice tree to just hang out in for a while? You're beat? I've been swinging through this forest for 50 years, ever since we... Ever since we first escaped from the circus. I know, I know, but there's got to be more to life than exploring this creek and trying to populate the valley by copulating with loose, hairy girls. Mark, we stop. Look! What is that? It looks like a man-made treehouse. With fresh food. And craft beer. Welcome to the Creek Monkey Tap House, boys. Grab a seat. Creek Monkeys drink free. <laughs> awesome! The Creek Monkey Tap House in Martinez, California, takes their mission of fresh food and beer seriously. They only serve locally raised beef and chicken, as well as local sustainable produce. It's better for you and the planet, and it just tastes better. The beer and wine at Creek Monkey Tap House are chosen with the same care for the highest quality and rotate frequently to make each visit an adventure. Swing on into the Creek Monkey Tap House and enjoy a new legend of amazing food, beer, and wine. The Creek Monkey Tap House, online at creekmonkey.com. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanisha, and I love a bold, hoppy beer, one that spits resin in your face and makes you cry, uncle. There are a lot of great hoppy beers out there, but at Heretic, we want to make something as bold, dank, and resiny as possible. We use hops at every chance we get, including multiple dry hop additions. The result is Heretic Evil Cousin. This light golden, 8% Imperial IPA has an easy malt character that helps take the edge off the massive bittering, but it takes a back seat to the in-your-face hop character. We make sure this beer finishes dry so the hops can jump out and slam me in the taste buds. If you can't get enough hoppy goodness, Evil Cousin is your cup of tea. Cheers. Here's a bite for beer lovers. Soft caramel made with real craft brew and coated in chocolate. And hop drops. Hard candies made with real hop oil. Introducing Beer Candy from BeerCandy.com. Beer Candy's amazing caramels come in four mouth-watering flavors. IPA, bitter gold wrapped in smooth white chocolate. Lager, made with a familiar beer from Boston and coated in milk chocolate. Lambic, soury Belgian goodness full of fresh raspberry and dipped in dark chocolate and stout roasty cocoa chocolate insanity hop drops are made with fuggles or cascade hops and are known as the candy that bites you back choose from sampler and full sizes of both and make your mouth jump to life all at beercandy.com hop drops and beer caramels satisfy your sweet tooth as only a beer lover could with beer candy visit beercandy.com today segmented demented Fermented. Fermented. It's the session. All right, welcome back. Hey, thanks so much to Bill Owens and Eric Owens and Christy for hanging out with us tonight. Uh, it was just great to meet them and talk a little bit about uh, the history of, uh, gosh, beer and distilling in California. Uh, I don't know, what just a, a Bay great... Area photography. Yeah. Yeah, I was I mean, really stoked about that. What an interesting uh, individual. I, I do appreciate their, their candor as a family, too. Uh, you know, yeah. Eric. Eric was really cool to listen to. Too. Sometimes he's like, you know, I've watched my dad, you know, go through these ventures, and then some of them succeed, and some of them right. fail. Right. And uh, here we are to try to do another one, and that was kind of just really cool to listen to and and watch. So, 
thanks to them for coming out. Uh, do go support them on Indiegogo if you got a, a couple extra bucks. And you can go to owensmalt.com to check it out. You know, the other thing people were tweeting in, just like Tasty, just like you said, is that small breweries around the Bay are stoked about being able to uh, buy yeah, malt that's own, been though, yeah. malted right here. And Customer. they could buy it in small batches and, and just do it as, as part of the deal. So that's pretty cool. Uh, all right, are we ready for uh, some Find the Fake action? Oh, yeah, baby. All right, Find the Fake tonight is brought to you by the good folks over at Adventures in Homebrewing. You can go to homebrewing.org and check them out right now. You know, we've been talking about pumpkin beer a little bit tonight. They've got a, a pumpkin uh, ale recipe kit you can get there. They've got an Oktoberfest special kit that you can get there. Uh, so a lot of cool things happening over at uh, homebrewing.org with our good friends, Adventures in Homebrewing. Go check it out. I was searching for a three-tap tower to upgrade my kegerator the other day. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah. Because I can fit – I have one of those true – the little ones, Uh like the true – That will fit like a full 15.5. It will fit a full 15.5 or four uh, fivers, I think. Four. um, Or – Because it has the back shelf where the CO2 tank goes inside. Yeah. Or for Corny's home brewer. What did I say? Oh, fivers. Whatever. Well, but, no, That's but I'm, I'm saying like. Uh, corners, yeah. Well, I, I assumed you were talking about commercial beer, but I'm. Oh, trying yeah, to get four corners. Yeah, beer. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, so anyway, I was I went I just searched for a three tap tower because I was trying to find a deal and um, adventures and homebrewing. First thing that came up. On oh, really? Search with a, with a really good price. Wow. Nice, so, nice. So, uh, just just pointed out there that one of our great sponsors uh, came up with a, a great price at the top of my search there. So, That's awesome. Nice. That was yeah. nice to see. Uh, all right, so find the fake. Uh, you guys remember this game and, and how it works. Uh, JP is going to read us. How many stories, JP? Four stories, my friend. Four stories. Yes. And uh, then we're going to pick which one is the fake. That's right? correct. There's just one that's fake. There's one that's fake. Hence the term. All right. Find all of the ones that are fake. I mean, yes. wait, what? I don't know. Well, let's meet our contestants. Let's go to uh, Scott from Pittsburgh. Uh, he's our first contestant. Scott, what's happening? Hi, Scott. Not much. How are you guys doing? Uh, we're doing great. How are you? I'm wonderful. My basement is great this time of year. <laughs> I bet. All nice and cozy down there. Do you have a basement bar where you're getting hammered right now? Uh, not yet. Working on it. boy. All right. Let's uh, meet our other contestants. Right. We've also got Mike. Uh, Mike is uh, calling from the Pacific Northwest. What's happening, Mike? Not much. Just uh, getting ready to win a game. <laughs> I like your yeah. attitude. Positive attitude. It's going to be worthwhile for sure. Where in the Pacific Northwest are you calling from? Uh, I live in uh, <laughs> uh, Sacramento. No, I live in Tacoma, Washington. I've been Washington. there. Okay. <laughs> Great. On your way to Twilightville? On my way to Twilightville. Yeah. <laughs> hey, not far from Forks. There you go. All right, let's go to Andy. Uh, Andy's calling in from Thousand Oaks, California. Hi, Andy. How are you guys doing tonight? Doing great, thank you. And finally, uh, we've got um, dot .com. Is that what it is, uh, <laughs> oh. Bevo? Dot .com, calling in from Iowa. Steve. Uh, dot yeah. .com. What's up, buddy? Hey, what's up? Yeah, this is Tom from... Middle of fucking nowhere, Iowa. Tom. I, I didn't type no, that, that one. Was, Scott that was me. Wow. No, and I, I circled back with him too. And I, you know, and whatever. he still said Tom <laughs> dot com. We're calling you dot com. Yeah, now you're dot com, Tom. <laughs> Tom dot com. Awesome. Dot com, Iowa, middle of nowhere. Yeah. Right. I saw you looking at me like she did it again. <laughs> Maybe it's just something about that chair. 
It's yeah. just a crappy phone. It was, it was all Bebo's fault. Don't yeah. worry. It's always Bebo's fault. Damn it, Bebo. All right. Well, let's go through our stories, and then we'll uh, let you pick the fake. Of course, you can. You're, you know, inevitably going to get advice from us here in the studio. Uh, you can choose to take it uh, or leave it. We don't uh, really care. Uh, just but, like my girlfriend. But somebody's going to win something tonight. So, JP, what are our stories tonight? All right. Well, the first one I like to call "Hopping Mad." It's a pretty good one, right? I hate, I hate you tonight. <laughs> I first hated your cat puns, and now I hate your beer puns. Uh, uh, I don't like that. All right. All right. We've all heard the news by now, news articles that tout beer as having some health benefits in addition to all of that booze. The University of Kentucky, along with the U.S. Department of Agriculture, have recently conducted a study on the effects of beer and the human body, the results of which might set med- medicinal beer back a few years. This study showed that the antiseptic properties of hops can interfere with the body's natural bacteria and enzymes by affecting the pH in the lower intestine. They found that when drinkers consume more than two pints in two hours, there's a marked decline in the bacteria that normally thrive in the gut, presumably from the beta acids found in hops. What's more, this could be leading to some people's complaints about being gluten intolerant or allergic to wheat, since according to the researchers, a gastrointestinal imbalance can feel surprisingly similar to a low-level gluten allergy. All right. This next one's called, I Think That Waitress Likes Me. Yeah. A new bar is opening in West Asheville, North Carolina. This bar looks to be different, not by making available new and unique kinds of beer from breweries you've never heard of, but by the people that will be pouring your beers. You see, the Poor Tap Room, it's called the Poor Tap Room, is the first beer bar in Asheville to be <coughs> self-serve. Oh. oh. Patrons check in at the front, show their valid IDs, and are then handed an electronic wristband that tracks their purchases. The tap room boasts 46 beer taps and 8 wine taps. The bar's owner, Nate Tomford, says, it's a beer festival every day. <laughs> Mm. I don't understand the relation there. Doesn't worry. Don't worry about it. Okay. Uh, Tomford is not trying to put bartenders out of a job per se. Rather, he wants them to be out interacting with the drinking public, helping them become more informed drinkers. I love this idea. The sa- for the same reason yeah. that I like um, uh, cash registers at the grocery store that don't have self checkout. Self checkout. Yeah. yeah. Because who wants to talk to people nowadays? No one. Except yeah. now, if you want to buy beer, you have to go through. Yeah, a non-self checkout line in the yeah, state of California. Yeah, in the state of California, yeah. that was a union thing. Right. That had nothing oh. to do. That was because uh, the unions didn't have a leg to stand on when when jobs were being lost to these checkouts. Right. So what they did was they lobbied saying it was unsafe to to sell uh, alcohol through the self checkout. Right. Oh. And they got it passed. Uh, and even though even that's, weird, that's neither yeah. here nor there, that but that, I'm telling you that's why that law came out. Still derailing okay. the country. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, This one's called All Bark, No Bite. Okay. When you are one of the largest craft breweries in a state, what's the best way to inject a bit of press into your marketing stream? Heroin. If you've answered, change the name of one of your beers to a beer pun and attach a pet charity to it, you've won! Okay. St. Arnold Brewing Company in Texas is changing the name of one of their oldest beers in order to raise money for the owner's favorite cause, the Bark Animal Shelter, which is run by the city of Houston. One dollar from the sale of the brown ale, now called Alewagger, 
Mm. <laughs> will be donated to Bark, a B-A-R-C, by the way, so they can continue their work in spaying and neutering animals in the Houston area. That's mean. Quote, there's a lot of people with dogs, says brewery owner Brock Wagner. Wagner. His name is Wagner. (laughs) No. Brock. There's there's a lot of people with dogs, says brewery owner Brock Wagner. (laughs) If you even get a small fraction of that, you're doing well. St. Arl does donate to other causes, about $14,000 a year worth. But Wagner thought the brown ale was in need of some rebranding. And he, being a lover of dogs, thought that this was the best way to go. Okay. And last but certainly not least... I am woman, hear me roar. <laughs> oh, Jesus. The beer industry is growing steadily, and with the question of how to bring more women into the market is as relevant as ever. Women still do most of the food shopping in many households, and as a result, they directly influence the beer type, excuse me, the, uh, they directly influence the type and brand of beer being brought into the home. Over the past five years, the nation's women have seen a growth of beer education groups and classes springing up nationwide. Hops for Honeys in Alabama. (laughs) (coughs) Leap. The look on Bebo's face was amazing for that one. Uh, Lupulin Ladies in Georgia. Yeah. And out in Colorado, there are Ales for Females, Can Can Girls, and the Crafty Ladies. Okay. Melinda Sellers, founder of Ales for Females, says, I really wanted a place where you could go and ask the dumb questions or branch out and try a beer that you might never want to take a sip of and pay $7 for a pint. Lauren Dye, the founder of Lupulin Ladies, wants a safe place for women to learn about craft beer. With just a little bit of knowledge, you could go in with more confidence and not feel like you're going to be ignored at the bar. Many of these groups have started as very formal, structured entities, but as more and more members join, these groups evolve, with few jumping into the brewing processes, hosted, hosting guest speakers, and having beer and food pairings. Craft beer is about sharing it, ales for females, as Zamora says. I can't tell you how many times I get emails from women who say, I've just moved to Longmont, and I really want to meet women who have the same interests as me. And they love it, she continues. It's forming a tight... You didn't have to copy and paste the whole article. It's forming a tight community. (laughs) He just had fun coming up with, oh, Milds for Memories. (laughs) It's forming a tight community within the beer community as well as the local community. Jesus, I almost fell asleep during that one. The end. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone lived happily ever after. Right. Uh, and then I painted a pretty picture. Uh, <laughs> it's an article about women. All right. <laughs> Wordy. All right. So here are, uh, uh, here's a little recap uh, based on my scribbles and, and notes. Uh, the first Rush story. The sun god. Um, the first story called Hopping Mad is where beer is uh, actually hurting us by destroying uh, good bacteria inside of us. Uh, the second uh, story uh, is about um, a self-serve tap room. You get a little bracelet. You go in there and serve yourself. They keep track of it. Uh, the third story uh, is about St. Arnold uh, making uh, ale wagger. Uh, and, you know, contributing wow, wow. to a, a charity. And finally, the fourth story, uh, Hops and Honeys, uh, which I guess is just, I, I think that the point of the story was that it was all about women's groups in, in beer. It was called I Woman Hear Me Roar. I do and, know the yes. title, yes. It was about uh, a, a growing uh, a growing movement of, of, of women's groups, women-only groups, yeah. mind you. In craft beer. In craft beer. Right. Got it. Okay. To educate the ladies. It's racist. Uh, sexist. <laughs> it's, or racist. Yeah. Xenophobic. 
All right, let's go down the line. We'll start with Scott. Uh, Scott, which one do you think is the fake, or do you, or would you like some advice? Uh, well, first of all, um, I'm a native Iowan, so I just wanted to give my deepest condolences and support Tom.com. Hang in there, man. Uh, you can do it. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> can do what? I think get out of Iowa? He can hang yeah. in there. Yeah, or get out of Iowa. No one yeah. wants to stay in Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> hang in there, bro. Uh, all right, Scott? I got, I got out, so. Um, and uh, I, this is my strategy. Tell me if this is a good idea. I, I was trying to go, which of these things is not like the others? Okay. And yeah. I thought one article, the first article, had the least creative names in it. Hmm. And so that's why I was going to go with that one. The you other ones it, all had very elaborate names. You know, this is not a okay. bad strategy, especially because yeah. what I was thinking about the first one is that the name Hopping Mad has absolutely nothing to do with the story. I didn't, I didn't understand the title versus the story. Because uh, the, the uh, beta acids in hops is actually hurting us, not helping us. So you'd be hopping mad. And, yeah, and that, you're yeah. pissed because beer's not healthy. Right. I see. Right. Okay. It's a All beer right. pun. All right. There was you a lot it? of science in there. JP's so, not a science guy. So, Scott, that's you want true. you want to say that's the faker? But I am a scientist. The faker? So. <laughs> sure. Uh, no uh, yeah. Not not because it didn't sound legit, just because it didn't have, like, a creative person's name. Okay. Or good. Yeah. something. Uh, I don't know. You know, it's a good know. strategy. Sure. A good yeah. strategy as any, right? Yeah. Well, uh, th- it had the University of Kentucky in it, and let's be honest. What does that even <laughs> do mean? Do they even right? have one of those? Right. <laughs> All right, let's move on to Mike uh, from the uh, Pacific Northwest. Mike, what do you think? Well, number one sounds... Totally fake, just because JP hates hobby beers and the totally BS of gluten intolerance that's going on these days. Sidebar: but, JP does not uh, hate hobby beers; he hates high alcohol beers. Thank you, Beverly. <laughs> when did Bev- did Bevo become the oh, JP wow. interpreter slash advocate? Yeah. She just spent a week with him. I think she's well versed <laughs> right now. We love each other. Uh, all they right. were cupcaking Thank earlier. You, so, um, <laughs> go ahead, Mike. Yeah. I'm going to go with the St. Arnold beer, and I would like to uh, phone a friend and ask for uh, Justin's opinion. <laughs> First of oh. all, that's a terrible yeah. idea. I'm, yeah. I'm the worst yeah. in this game, I think. Second of all, you guys aren't friends. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. friends. Uh, but I'll t- okay. Um, three is not a bad choice, so I'm going to preface it by saying that. Um, I'm having a lot of trouble with four. Mm-hmm. And here's the trouble with four. Uh, for one, it's true that there are lots of women's mm. groups uh, around craft beer uh, popping up and different pink boots, uh, even uh, all women's homebrew clubs. I, I recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, really? Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, yeah, I recently, for, the, um, for one, the Radagast Award that we give away at the AHA conference, one of the submissions was from an all women uh, homebrew club. Mm. Uh, so the, the, the content of the story, the, the subject matter of the story is true. Mm-hmm. However, it was a long and rambling story. I feel like it was JP's way of doing that thing where we make fun of women for just talking about nothing for 10 minutes. Mm. He's never done a story for so long. And I found myself all the way through waiting for the point of the story. <laughs> like, I, was it more than just that there were groups? Like, I kept waiting for the thing. But then doesn't that just sort of imply that it very well could have been written by a woman? Well, to me, the premise is wrong because, sure... 
maybe women buy most of the groceries in the U.S., but I don't trust my wife to buy the beer that's going to be in my fridge. <laughs> they're affecting the beer. Right, but if she was and part of And what did that have these... to do with the rest of the story because, anyway? Because if she was part of that, that group, then that would be empowering women that's generating a safe place for them to talk about beer. She doesn't need any more power. So, <laughs> so Mike, true. you can see Surely my... has your balls in a glass or <laughs> whatever. True. In the freezer. In the freezer. Yeah. yeah. Stones in your freezer. So, Mike, you can see my dilemma. I, I want to recommend that that's the fake story, except that somehow the subject matter seems accurate. <laughs> Well, JP is such a good, he's so good at this game that I feel that he wants me to choose number one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna play his game. I'm gonna go with number two. Don't do it. Because I, I think that's, uh, I think that's the one. You called wait, in to wait. play the game. What are you doing? <laughs> wait, Mike, do you want number two or you want number three? Because I thought you did the all no, bark, no bite one was your first choice. Saint, I think St. Arnold is Saint Arnold's. the fake one. Okay, yeah. so Mike's okay. going okay. with number three. Okay. okay, all right. good. I think that's a good – not to go with me mm-hmm. is a good choice on that one. Um, all right, let's go on to Andy. Uh, what do you think, Andy? Am I alive right now? I don't hear me. You're there. <laughs> Hello, who's this? <laughs> yeah. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and all deference to the previous Hello. caller, I'm going to say that uh, JP is an idiot, and okay. he's not trying to gain one. As long as we can all agree to that. Yeah, I, I definitely would agree to that. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to say that actually, number one is false because if it had anything to do with gluten, you should never put hops in a gluten-free beer. So number one is just scientifically. Where do you get ruined. that? What? I just want to point well, out, Andy, the folly in your in your thought process here is that JP didn't mention gluten anywhere in the story. He did. He did. He said. He said. He said. It, you know, it, he mentioned gluten intolerance. I in think the Moscow I made a joke about gluten. No, intolerance. I said it. Oh, no, you he did? did say yeah because he was saying that, that. According to the researchers, a gastrointestinal imbalance can feel surprisingly similar. To a low-level gluten allergy. Uh, right. I yeah. made a gluten-free joke it, yeah. earlier in the show. I see. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. I'll also... Well, I, okay. I'm going to still stand by my argument. Okay. <laughs> there's, there's tons <laughs> That's of gluten-free fine. I just wanted to make sure we're all the same. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. Andy says number one's the fake. All right. Oh. All right. And then finally, uh, we'll go on to... Dot com. Uh, <laughs> dot com. <laughs> dot com. Isn't that guy who runs the internet? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Kim.com. That's the guy. Yeah. Yeah, uh, this is this is dot com. Yes. So I'm gonna say, who? What? The Iowa guy that was first. What did he say? Uh, he went with number one. Okay, that's wrong because yeah. he's from Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this yeah. guy has good logic. I like Fair this guy's yeah. thinking. So yeah. far, he's got the best uh, yep. strategy. Right. He did leave though. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna go with Tasty. Is Tasty still in the room? Uh, Tasty's <laughs> here. <laughs> Uh, that's a great question. Uh, wait, yeah. Hang on. Somebody shake Tasty and see if he's alive. <laughs> oh, yeah. What's the question? Oh, uh, yeah. uh, which see. is the fake uh, to you, Tasty? Well, I hate to disappoint you, .com, but I, I have my doubts about number one. Uh, hmm. It seemed like if that were true, I would have heard about that. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm always uh, getting, you know, paying attention to the health uh, side effects of beer. Sure. Since <laughs> yeah. I consume it in At your age, yeah, why not? Right. mass yeah. quantities. <laughs> Yeah. And my I lower intestine seems to be working just fucking fine. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so I, it's, yeah. it's just bad science. So in other words, right. your own personal research just isn't right. matching up. It isn't right. lining up yeah. with one of my beliefs. One out of one tasties disproved this theory. <laughs> right. And then, yeah. then on the women uh, hear me roar thing, uh, the, the ales for females, I thought, 
that's really good. That's really good, JP. Yeah. And, and the uh, Lupin and Ladies. Yeah. I like that. There were too. a lot yeah. of good ones. Hops, but for the hops, honeys? Right. Hops, hops for honeys. honeys. I thought he reached too low at the uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm. All right. Yeah. So that was, a, that was my second possibility. But I'm kind of ashamed. The other two are true. That you thought I reached too low. <laughs> I haven't worked hard enough. So well, Tasty's yeah. thinking one or four, but it sounds like mostly one. One, yeah. I have to go for one. Hmm. hmm. Yeah, so the problem with one is still the eye of a guy agrees with it, so I, I don't believe that. <laughs> right. Granted, I'm not a player. I get you that. If we go back to the Iowa I guy, just moved them. and the Iowa guy changes, well, then this guy changed now. Because um, the Iowa guy no, There's no changing. Uh, no. So what's it, your what's your guess? Yeah, I, I, I just could one. Number four, I think uh, Bevo just made JP guess that, so number four doesn't count. What? So, number two and number three, I'm going to go with number two. I think that sounds uh, the most realistic. I can't imagine a, a bar that would make you pour your own beer and allow that. So, number two is my answer. The most realistic fake. Well, wow. he, he By is, the way, that, he, he might be the smartest one of all of us because that's a, he no. makes an excellent point. No, True. he is from Iowa because that, that bar really is going to happen. <laughs> I mean, that's true. I don't know of a place where self-serve at the bar is allowed. I don't know why I didn't think um, about that. North Carolina is going to happen. North Carolina. In Asheville, that's where all of the big breweries are going to. They're going to be the most forward-thinking <laughs> local government. Okay. We'll let whatever happen. So you're buying it. Number yeah. two is oh, good yeah, to you. Remember in the 50s, they it's all said we'd be living on the moon by yeah, the 80s. And living in egg-shaped houses. Right. Right. Beardy, pick one. Three or four. <sighs> See, I think he... Just went on a rant thinking of all the name, the punny names he could come up for the women's groups. And That's it was so leading. like rambling, yeah. wasn't it? But maybe he's just doing that to throw me off. He found the perfectly written article yeah. to throw in it. That's the problem. He found someone just like him who wrote that article. Huh. And so that's why it's three or four, but. Pick one. I mean, Texas is crazy, so I'm going to go with four. You say four is the fake also. I'm sticking right. with four. I think yeah. four is the fake. Bevo, which one do you think is the fake? I think the dog one is the fake. All right, Bevo says number three, mm. Moskowitz, Bro- Brock Wagner, the owner. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that that seems yeah. like he wouldn't have made that up because right. it's just too. I would be too obvious. So didn't I actually, we interview Brock Wagner? <laughs> <laughs> I think we did. Oh, as a home brewer of the week? Um, no, he was a brewery owner. Yeah, I think so. Brock anyway, Wagner. I think, I think I think that the self serve bar. He hit uh, a because you know self serving alcohol is liability, and also because the owner's name Nate Tomford. He hit it very weirdly. Tomford. He did stop a word. Tomford. It sounds it's, it <laughs> yeah. sounds like Jerry and George sitting around trying to make up a name, and yeah. George comes up well, with Nate Tomford, and Jerry's like, "That sounds fake." And what was it the quote? Fake. What okay. was the quote from Nate Tomford? He had a uh, Nate Tomford uh, in the I he think said that weird wait- again. Yeah, he's <laughs> Nate Tomford See? in the I think that waitress likes me. Yeah, okay. Um, right. It's a beer festival every day. Right, pouring your own beer. Yeah, and so just, you say number two. Yeah, I, I do, and just opposites. Um, I think it was Scott's strategy of the one that doesn't match, which is he said three of the four had really clever names, which he's right, but that would mean that three are fake and one is real. Which and that's the opposite right. of the game, right? It yeah, would mean yeah, JP yeah. sat around making right. up names. If he did for one of these stories, it's, it's impressive stuff. Uh, shit. Now I think number two might be the fake. I because of there, that huh? stupid mm. quote. Every day is like a beer. What does that even mean? <laughs> right, it doesn't even mean anything. That's what it was weird. It right. has nothing to do with self-serve beer. You don't self-serve yeah, at a beer festival. But no. A bar owner in North Carolina... 
might, Maybe you do might at say beer that. festivals in North Carolina. Right. All right. Well, I'm going to stick with four just right. because I'm stubborn. Okay. But I'm thinking two now is the actual fake. JP, go ahead, please. Well, uh, for those of you in Texas uh, who are looking to uh, continue work spaying and neutering your animals, go ahead and grab some ale wagon wow. yep. beer from Brock uh, yep. Wagner. Brock from Brock Wagner. Wagner who is the Wagner himself. In <laughs> fact, the owner and founder of the, the St. Arnold Brewing Company. <laughs> Apparently, uh, that brown ale is one of their older uh, lines, and they were looking to breathe new life into it. So he decided to partner with the city-ran Bark, B-A-R-C. So if you were looking at my... Uh, notes. Yeah. Then you would see the all bark was spelled B A R C, and then I wrote it. and I thought it was really clever. And I was like, no one's ever going to know that, right? And then even when you explain it to us, when you read it, still not that great, right? You told us when you read it, it's real clever. Look, these titles are clever. So Mike's out. Okay. All right, Mike. Sorry, sorry, Mike. Sorry, Mike. There you go. Good game, though, brother. All right, we're we're dropping Mike. All right, drop drop the mic, yo. Was he? Formerly Ohio? Who was that? Who no. Knows? Oh. That was Scott. And for those of you in West Asheville, North Carolina, you can be sure uh, to have your uh, electronic wristband ready and charged and ready to go. God because, yep. in fact, there yep. is a place called mm-hmm. Poor Tap Room. God Damn it. Uh, you're in the wrong state. Apparently, there's, there's a couple places around the country who actually do this already. And yeah. I believe Vegas is probably one of them. I oh, can't imagine yeah. that I wouldn't be. Uh, but this guy legitimately said it's a beer festival every day. And his name is legitimately Nate Tomford. Wow. <laughs> that sounds fake. Uh, well, yeah. He had some other good quotes in there, too. Dot com, that. that means you're out, buddy. Damn it. Sorry. Uh, <clears throat> Sorry, brother. There he goes. And for those of you drinking double and triple and quadruple IPAs, thinking that uh, there's some sort of health benefit for it, um, well, you might be right. Uh, that one actually is the fake. The University of Kentucky, wow. uh, with wow. the Department of Agriculture, did wow. conduct a study, and they found that hops helped uh, some sort of fungus f- related to horses. Uh, but it was not, in fact, uh, 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 you know, damaging to uh, human beings at all. You can continue drinking your shitty hoppy beers, mm. um, which also means that I am woman, hear me roar, is a hundred percent true. But tell me that all you, that. Wow. but you, did you write it to throw us yeah. off like that? Tell me that. I added a little bit more. I actually had segmented the the the, the last part, the giant quote. Uh, um, because I thought it was going on, and then I did weigh that in. Like, well, I'm rambling a little bit, uh, but it's just too good. I mean, just this quote. It was too good. It's yeah. forming a tight community within the beer community as well as the local community. That's one quote. Wow. One from a, from How many somebody. communities can there be? Yeah. Apparently three. Wow. Uh, by the way, that is not a gender thing. People suck at giving interviews. Uh, absolutely. So. And I, I, yeah. I blame more of the journalists who wrote it yeah, because yeah, they're supposed yeah. to parse that shit down yeah, yeah. and make the person that they're interviewing sound intelligent. They're supposed to interview in such an interview that the interview sounds more interviewee. <laughs> right. We should do an interview on that. Yeah. This is not interviewee. Well, that, mean, <laughs> that means that Scott and Andy both won. Yeah. Wow. Number one, there you go. Just like Tasty did as the fake. Amen, brother. Yeah. Nice work. Right. Now, Tasty being up on all the hop news, did did you did you hear about the equine test? I didn't hear the other yeah. side of it. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> so you're the hubris will bring you down next time, buddy. <laughs> all right, Scott and Andy, uh, send an email over to Bevo at thebrewingnetwork.com. That's B-E-E-V-O. Bevo at thebrewingnetwork.com. She's going to get you some shirts and shit like that. And uh, Thank you both for playing. Thanks, guys. Cheers. 
Uh, there you go. Well, that was fun. I always like that game. Like it's, that a, game. it's a hard, it's a hard yeah. game. It's tough. I've not. I've yet to get one right. Right. Yeah. I think I might be in the same boat. <laughs> We'd have to go back and listen, but I don't think every. I think Tasty gets it right kind of often. <laughs> Too often. Uh, maybe su- half the time. I'm surprised no one no one commented on the uh, the quote from a lady who was trying to make uh, a. A beer group safe, a safe environment to ask questions. <laughs> that sounds like something a lady would do. There need to be other women to be to be safe. Is that it? It's literally from the article where yeah. two people are trying to create a safe environment. Well, it gets aggressive out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What's that supposed to mean? What do I know? Nothing. Uh, all all right. right. Hey, uh, don't forget about our good friends over at Adam and Eve. You can go to adamandeve.com right now and use coupon code BNARMY. That's B-N-A-R-M-Y. And you get a coupon. Uh, you get, uh, uh, what do you get? Fucking uh, 50% <laughs> off just about uh, any one item. Uh, you get free shipping. You get three free adult DVDs from all sorts of genres. Like, what was the one you mentioned earlier? Hold her down and drowned her? <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. He did. He, he made I wild did. gestures with he his did. arms while he well, was doing uh, it, too. Right. So what... Bill was, to, is, oh, was explaining uh, you, something. You, like smother it. Oh, no. Uh, right, you drowned it. And yeah. you, Eric it was seeing, malting. But you were like, you first seeds. you drown right. it, you smother you it. it. There it is. You let it breathe. breathe. You smother it again. Yeah. You let it breathe again. And then JP said, well, JP just said, that sounds like sex. Right. Yeah. And so all I could think was it must be a category. I don't know. Yeah. Germinating. The JP's motions are worse than the than the idea. By the way, if, you, really yeah. if you're not watching on the camera, yeah, Terry, uh, start stretching. No. <laughs> what? Which done? part? Stretching what? Her. Her okay, reality. that's enough of that. All right, go to adamneve.com. Uh, use coupon code BNARMY. It's a great way to support yeah. us, and you don't have to go stand at that creepy corner, uh, you know, sex store. Right. Well, all of us creeps. Buy all the sex. Yeah. Where Beardy is all the time. Every it's time a, I go in there, it's Beardy's not that there. bad. It's not that bad a place. Yeah. Well, he can't find his way out. <laughs> yeah. Once I'm, there, I'm not there by choice. I'm, right. just, I'm opening every door yeah. down he the street. And it's weird the... because he's like feeling his way out. And it's, right. you know, it's a wall of dildos. Yeah. He's just still, fe- he's got to feel his way out. I think I find a handle. Oh, here's another <laughs> handle. Here's another right. handle. Yeah. Pulling stuck. all those handles, it takes forever to get yeah. out of that place. Sir, the door's over here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> But the handle is here. Can you imagine what it must be like to work in one of those places? <sighs> I think it if pretty awesome. <laughs> like yeah, it must be awesome. Me, excuse me, miss. Yeah. I'm looking for yeah. insert your creepy Ew. item here. Yeah. Ew. What do you tell yeah. people? <laughs> you say that you would say that? Wait, that's so not what I meant. Wait, no, so no, he's no, looking no, for no. a glory hole? Is that yeah. what he's looking for? What do you what do you tell item. people when you're interacting socially outside of your job? What what do you Oh, so what do you do? Uh, I'm in the movie business. I'm a cashier. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm in retail. I'm in retail. Yeah, that, that's the only thing you can say. Oh, what yeah. do you sell? I'm a, I, where do you work? A big box store. Plastics. Yeah. Rubber and plastic <laughs> items. Importing, exporting. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, media. Yeah. Polymers. Yeah. Yeah. Polymers. Yeah, that's, I'm, in, I'm in polymers. I import and export polymers. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the best answer. Uh, all right. Uh, our Twitter game tonight was to name... Name a cocktail. Yeah, for in us. honor of the uh, of the uh, hard liquors that we had on the show tonight. So, how did we do, JP? We did all right. Uh, William Behin uh, came up with a drink. He said it was uh, vodka, Centrum Silver, and Viagra that he calls the Tasty <laughs> <laughs> Centrum Silver. Yeah. <laughs> How much favor? 100% of your daily vitamins. There's no, uh, there's, there's no measurement. I'll take a double. I'll take a double. 
With a Viagra back. All right. <laughs> Cialis back. Cialis. Yeah. Uh, Gator Beer writes uh, one called The Dock, which is one part Everclear, one part Faux Loco. That sounds mm-hmm. like the dog. Yeah. Pretty good. It's not yeah. all that entertaining, but it's very accurate. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, Sour Brew writes, uh, just, he just came up with a name called the Slop Grenade. Okay. <laughs> pretty good. Not bad. Um, oh, okay. Well, I didn't realize that William Behean wrote in twice. So I'm going to delete that because I don't allow double entries. Okay, okay that's fine. I'm not Bevo. Andrew Rose writes hey. the, hop, <laughs> the Hop Drop, which is a hop head vodka, vermouth, and grapefruit with the twist for garnish. Sounds like a legitimate drink. And yeah, he made up a real it. one. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Snow Coog says uh, the Meisler. It made sense at the time. Yeah, yeah, the Meisler would be a great that would name be a good for name. a drink of ours. Yeah. I, I, I wish that yeah. we had hard liquor because I got Make, a ton of Oh, them. the Meisel. Yeah. I feel like maybe we should have opened a full bar because I'm trying just to tell because you. of our cocktail names. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, and there's and, definitely a roofie in the Meisel. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, you are getting Meisel. <laughs> yeah, you drink the Meisel. Yeah, that's oh, all it is. It's, it's a Meisel, that's for sure. Because <laughs> you don't want to spend <laughs> money on natural booze. The subtitle is Don't Fucking Drink This. Right. We warned you. <laughs> Andrew Malzalia writes, uh, The Doc, it's just any beer and drug mixed together. Doesn't really matter. Yeah. It's anything. Yeah. 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 That's also kind of Doc. Yeah. Good Whatever's call. around. Good right. Call. Uh, Andrew Ignat says, Strain a can of natural ice through a dirty flannel shirt, add a shot of pickle <laughs> juice, and enjoy the Sam. The Sam! That's good. Yeah. yeah. That's old school right there. That is. Brian Smith writes, uh, The Best Day, which is one part homebrew, and one part Brewing Network. Wow. Mm. Gay. <laughs> <laughs> he probably joins Hops for Honeys. Uh, yeah. And then last but not least, Matt Rowland says, mix equal parts scotch, bourbon, and rye whiskey, then dump it out and drink a Pale 31 called the Crossley. The Crossley. That's good, too. That yeah. is good. I would yeah. never drink a cocktail. I'd drink no. a Pale 31. But you would go through the effort of doing yes. it. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Throw yeah. it away. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. There's a lot of good ones in there. This wasn't bad. I like yeah. the Crosley. I like mm-hmm. the Meisler. That was pretty good. And yeah. I like the second dock, uh, where it's uh, alcohol and any drug. And and Not yeah. the first Any the drug. I like the tasty. I like the tasty. I also like the tasty. What was in the tasty? Just Centrum Silver. I remember the... It was vodka, Centrum Silver, and Viagra. What was it? A chaser of Cialis? Well, that was tasty. A muddled Viagra. Where's Andy from St. George Spirit? She should make these things for us. I feel like they're all too good. I don't know how to pick. Um... We have some prizes to give away, don't we? Or are we short on prizes? I'm fairly certain we have... We have some prizes. We have something. Bevo. All right. I got to give it to all, almost all of them. The Tasty wins. It's, yep. Okay. Uh, the Meisler wins. The Meisler, yep. Guys, if I say you won, email Bevo at thebrewingnetwork.com. Uh, the Second Doc wins. So that would be that? Andrew Malizia. And cro- I got to give one to the Crosley. Oh, yeah. It's just yeah. it's stupid. It's funny. Right. <laughs> it's accurate. It's you wouldn't even one use that glass, though, because there would still be some residual bourbon. <laughs> and it right. would mess yeah. up the and beer. And it would fuck up my Pale 31. You would throw the glass in the garbage. Yeah, I would actually chuck pour a different the beer. glass at somebody. At right. Sam. Yeah. You would chuck at it at Sam. At Sam. Let's be honest. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all good ones. This is the most accurate Twitter game we've ever had. Yeah. This is pretty good. These people know us. Yeah, they do. Congratulations to our winners and to all of you for playing. I appreciate that very much. It's, uh, was, that was a fun one.
All right, that's our Twitter game. And I do believe our work here is done. Am I right, Moskowitz? Yes, sir. Uh, all right, we're off next week. Yes. Yeah. Except that we do have tons of content coming your way via our video page at thebrewingnetwork.com slash GABF. That's right. All of our GABF content will be starting on Thursday evening. It'll happen. Uh, there are three uh, streams we're doing Thursday night from the Brewer Studio. There are three that we're doing Friday. Uh, then we're doing the awards on Saturday morning. And then another three productions on Saturday evening. So tons and tons of content. Just know uh, Sunday session. Even before uh, the session, uh, rather. even before the GABF, uh, in a couple of days, we do have the second episode of the Sour Hour with uh, the Rare Barrels Jay Goodwin. That's on uh, Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific. So uh, tune in, uh, call in with your questions. Uh, it's Lauren Salazar is going to be the guest from New Belgium. It's going to be a good one. Nice. That's this Wednesday. Yes. Uh, which is uh, the 24th. Two days the 24th. 24th. As well as Dr. Homebrew's airing this Wednesday. Uh, we uh, have to move it. We have to move it to next week. Are you moving it again? Oh, yeah. Okay. So Dr. Not Homebrew. again. Just one more time. Just one time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. So Dr. Homebrew then is next week. And uh, this show will be back on Monday, October 6th. That's the Monday after uh, the Great American Beer Festival. Is yep. that right? Yeah, we'll have a no. Wicked Weed Brewing in the studio all the way from no. North Carolina. And they are uh, uh, getting a lot of accolades, so it should be a good show. Maybe they know Nate Thompson or whatever. Tom Good or Tom Forskin. I don't see how they yeah. couldn't. Tom Forskin? Yeah, well, if, if they want to be if they want to be pouring at poor taproom, they better. Tom Ford. Tom Ford. Tom Ford. For Tom Forskin. <laughs> I bet you do. Of course you do. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> Who I wouldn't? I, I haven't seen him since I was about a couple days old. <laughs> yeah. Where have you gone? Uh, all right. Thanks, everybody. Uh, JP, take us out of here, will you? Thank you. <laughs> thanks. Thank you for our show sponsor, More Beer. You can get absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com. Bill Owens from the American Distilling Institute came in and talked to us about photography, craft beer, and distilling. Support his Indiegogo campaign. Head over to Indiegogo.com and search for Owens and Sons Malt Company. While you're there, support the cause and send the Brewing Network crew to Australia for the National Home Brewing Conference. Head over to, uh, I already said that. Head over to Indiegogo.com and search the Brewing Network, and then you can do things that you won't have to search for. Follow JP on Twitter at MajorJip and discover a magical world of whimsy and wonder and binging and searching. Warren was pretty sure he was here, although he'd be hard-pressed to prove it. For some good beer insight and homebrew info, follow Nate Smith and Nathan Homebrew and Mike McDowell at Tasty McD. Production director on this session has been Pushy Jack. Today's show has been produced by Scott Moskowitz. JP was searching eBay for Bill Owens' prints. Bevo was living in Twilightville. And your host was Justin Crossley. Be sure to find the Brain Network on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. JP does great as his charity.